Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. The Pulp and Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing, coming at you. It's Monday, January 20th, 5 p.m. Pacific, and there is a shit ton to talk about when it comes to Anaheim 2. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Let's talk some Anaheim 2. Let's give some stuff away. Let's welcome some terrific guests tonight. Red Bull KTM Cooper Webb will be on. Cooper Webb, two podiums in three races, a couple of strong rides. Cooper Webb will be on. David Villeman will be on, uh, DV934, a friend of the show. He works with Dylan Ferrandez, and in case you hadn't heard, some shit went down with Dylan Ferrandez this weekend, so DV will be on the line as well. Marty Davalos will call in from Florida. Martin Davalos setting the fastest time in the second practice session at Anaheim 2. Beating that Adam Cien Cirillo kid. So Marty Davalos will call in in his maiden voyage in the 450 Supercross class. Looking forward to that. Skip Norfolk, just a legend in the mechanic ranks, will be in studio here in a little while. So looking forward to having Skip on board with us. And you jerkies at 702-586-7857. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for uh, listening every week, and thank you. I appreciate it. If you want to get some of the best service out there, some of the best prices out there, motorsport.com, click on the banner on Pulp MX Show or Pulp MX website or the, or the Motorsport logo, and uh, go to Motorsport, uh, look at the prices, look at the service, look at the products they have, and make an order, man. And uh, we get a small slice of that, as we do with the Amazon widget on PulpMX.com. If you shop on Amazon... Just go to pulpmex.com, click on the Amazon uh, widget. It takes you to Amazon. Make your purchases, and we get a small slice of that. And uh, appreciate it. Pulpamex app as well. And, uh, and all of these sponsors that are on board with us each and every week. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Race Tech, Vertex Pistons, EVS Sports, Michelin, X-Brand Goggles, Maxima USA, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, FMF, WUSA, LA Honda World, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, and Works Chassis Lab all on board with us. Appreciate those guys coming on. And appreciate you people for listening, of course. We're going to give away some stuff today. Maybe something from Maxima, folks. Maybe something from uh, uh, Roost MX. They have a Pulp Nation shirt. We have them here. Firepower is also going to give away some stuff. So, yeah, just going to keep the ball rolling here uh, with a new video setup. Thank you for watching. Uh, our, our listens are down a little bit from last year, but our watches, our videos are way up. And that's because you people want to watch us instead of uh, listening to us. I don't know why. We're not that hot. We're not uh, that interesting to look at. But that, that seems to be what you people want to do. So thank you for watching on RacerX Facebook page or the archive show on YouTube, Pulpamex YouTube. So appreciate that. Let's get into our, uh, our in-studio guests here tonight. First up, from RacerX Online, yeah. Kiefer Ring Testing, yeah. Pulpamex, yeah. and many more, Yeah, it's Chris Kiefer. What's up, Keith? I don't know how you guys how do it. How are you? I don't know how you guys do it. What's going on? I don't know how you guys do this. 
It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> you didn't even go to Anaheim. You did not even go to Anaheim. I was virtually there. I was watching it on TV. It was yep, great. Not even there in the daytime program. You know what? St. Louis just wore you out. Dude, I needed two days to recover. It was rough. Oh, my God. Sunday was, I slept so much. It was awesome. It was great. Good to be home Sunday, take a little nap. Awesome. Ridiculous. Also in studio, uh, he is uh, from RacerX Online. He's the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross. He's the voice of GNCC. He's the voice of quad racing. He's the voice of Geneva Supercross. He's the voice of... Of, re- of reason. Voice of reason. Not so much there. <laughs> it's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What's happening? Oh, I'm disgusted. Seriously, <laughs> Kiefer. Disgusted. Dude, it was 7, 18 p.m., Local time for you, Pacific. Oh, and he was exhausted. I don't know how you do this, man. I, I don't know how you do this. I, I wish was... I could sleep on a Sunday. There's no sleeping. I, I slept two hours. <laughs> I had a two-hour flight to St. Louis. I got home. That was it. There's no nap. No. Nope. Hey, look, I gave you props last week on the show. I called in because I was pissed off at Steve because yeah. he was talking trash. Yeah. And I go, look, Weege is gnarly. He uh, does his work at the airport, which I did as well, but you sleep way less than I do. You, yeah. you go home. I don't get this Sunday nap thing. I you turn your phone off. You spend time with your family, which I respect. I love that. I don't, I don't agree with this turning the phone off thing. There's lots of texting on Sunday. I was talking to Pookie about this. Steve's version of you're tuned out is 45 minutes if I don't respond. Respond. Okay. Yes. He, he, you had her convinced that I like turned my phone you off. You do. And said, You've said that. I will not you be said available. That. You've said that. You're like, hey, putting the kids, da- putting the kids down. or what? Like, You've said that. You're like, ah. Yeah, 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, well. sorry. From 7.15 to 8 p.m., <laughs> I'm out. So that means, compared to Steve, I'm not grinding. I don't want it bad enough. You need a 24-7. He is, though. Yeah. When you can you not get going on with those No, because that's bullshit. Because I've, I've, I've texted this guy as well, and he has not responded to me for a couple hours. You know what he's doing then? I'm out mountain biking, bro. Oh, yeah, I, know. I know. I'm mountain biking, bro. Yeah. Don't yeah. have time right yeah. now. Yeah, just I want it. I'm grinding. What do you What do you want? Yeah, I don't know. So I, don't let him bust your balls too much. Being a dad to your kids, let's be honest, that's not respectable. That's not hard work. That's straight that's, up. That's That's not for men. Mountain biking, that's for men. That's for I am men. less of a man uh, by taking 45 minutes to do listen, that. Listen, uh, you were ridiculous at St. Louis. Stop. And you're, you're coming to Indy. We're going to do a Racer X, Pulp MX, Yamaha Fly Live show at Indy. And I look forward to you being like, oh, my God, it's so late. <laughs> I'm oh, gonna my be, God. I'm going to be used to it by then. I'm good now. The only I, part where I thought the daytime program would be better when I had to scrape the ice off my car at St. Louis. That was the part where I was like, you know what? Maybe your daytime program is yeah. a little better. He has that yeah. walk of shame pulling that thing out, just scraping. I'm like, how's yeah. that daytime life now, brother? Yeah, Jesus. I got double screwed in St. Louis because I walked out to get my rental car and there wasn't a car in the designated parking lot they told me to go to. It was uh-huh. just empty, <laughs> which is awesome because then you know they're going to owe you a free upgrade. Yeah. So they gave me a Mustang for free. And that turned out to be the worst vehicle you could have the next day when it snowed. And then I looked at my credit card statement. They charged me. They charged you anyways. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll be glad to give this to you. You'll just be paying for it. Yeah. So they, I basically paid for it. There was no hookup. Yeah, there was nothing. I got right, what I right. paid for. Oh, that yeah. would really hurt you, too, knowing you. That would really Dude, hurt you. Dude, it was you. gnarly driving. Uh, yeah. Anaheim, too. Lots to talk about. Uh, also, uh, uh, running the video, running the Facebook page, determining the cuts of this video on top of it all. It's Travis Marks. What's up, Marks Dog? Hello, Steven. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Everything all right? Everything's good, man. Really? Yeah. You, you sound. You sound. You sound like you're uh, like you're happy. Like you want to be here. I am That's happy. All, okay. I always right. want to be yeah, here. All right. Okay. All right. Good. Did you, did you get oh. some before you came, or what? I did. All right. Oh, there it is. Oh, there you go. Solves all. He's problems. loosened up. Yeah. He's he's ready to go. Um, Marks, uh, Fulpmex Fantasy. Um, Fulpmex. <laughs> we have. We have no drop round. We no. are good. We no. are solid. You know, I, did you see my tweet? 
I don't know. I was going to fire you. Uh, actually, you're fired. Yeah, I forgot to fire you today. Why? Because you didn't let me change my team. Remember, uh, I put it on Twitter. Yeah. I said, Marks, I need to change my team or you're fired. Well, I, I tweeted that everyone was mad about having a drop round last year. And everyone was begging for one after Saturday night. I know, right? Well. Beat it. Yeah, beat it for yeah. sure. Uh, what'd you score? Uh, like, not, not, not good. Not good. I was ranked like 9,000 something. Oh, man. That's yeah, not good. Uh, and you didn't have a good one either because you, you. No, I was good, man. Are you were? I think I got to figure it out. Oh, okay. I think I got to figure it out. Okay. I think it just took me last year. I think I have fantasy. There will be no more you're, problems. You're like a factory rider. Will the setup be is better. Everything's. I, I feel like a dunge. Like there will be no bad weekends right. anymore. Yeah, That's okay. fairly reasonable to expect, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Yep. Yeah, for there sure. There will be no bad weekends from uh, here on out. Taking your calls, producing the show over there in the corner. Talon Taylor. What's up, Talon? What's up? Oh. Lone Wolf. What's up, bud? How are you? Much good. Got Everything good? Yep. We got a complaint on the voicemails, oh. Talon. Oh, about man. your performance. I've been waiting for one complaint, so I'll take it. More drops is what this gentleman was requesting. I know, I know. So that is what uh that is the problem right now. I got that a lot when I started too. Um it's always more I actually got less for a little bit and then yeah. like you kind of settle in. Right. So there's uh, only like hundred and fifty you have to memorize where they all are. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, Lone Wolf. Um how'd aware. you do in fantasy? Decent. I was doing good until uh, Craig got punted. Uh, but yeah. I think that was a lot of people. That's a lot of people, yeah. 55%. 55. Yep. Uh, also in studio here is uh, Kellen from Racer X. I don't know Kellen's last name, but he's going to be sitting here if, if you're wondering. Um, but Kellen's a big deal. He, he uh, Marks knew who he was. Marks was starstruck. And talent. So does my kid. And talent. My, kid, and, and, and my your kid's kid. like a huge fan. Yeah. Seriously? Yes. Yeah, that's what happened. So this poor guy lives in San Diego. I don't know if he's allowed to talk. Is he allowed to talk? You tell me. He's allowed to talk. If he was just the new guy, he would not be. He's only been with us for a month, but because he's already He's known, got some street cred already. He's got street cred because of yeah. the Start Your Systems Nerdcore. Uh, what is it called, Callum? Start Your Systems? Yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah. It's yeah, like the place to stuff. go for, uh, for... So my kid is the gaming. type of kid that watches other people play games to, to learn how to play. I don't know. But I go, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm watching this guy play a game. That's Kellen. Yeah. And Marks, this is, this is all verified? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's legit. Talent? It's all verified? Yeah. Yeah, I watch him. Uh, that's why That's why Race Rex hired him. The guy was begging for a job. He said he was willing to move from San Diego to Morgantown. Oh. <laughs> Do you believe this? <laughs> he, look at him. He looks like he's from Morgantown. Does look like he's San Diego. Yeah, what is you were shocked. You did not believe he no, was from Southern California. He, he introduced himself the other day, and I go, hey, man, uh, you're from back east? He's like, oh, no, I'm San Diego. I'm like, wow, you don't look like a San Diegan. Now, I believe... I believe you're an honest person, so maybe you would have followed through. But I wasn't. I was not sure if anyone right. would ever actually what, do what, that. What is Kellen's job at Racer X? He's replaced Chase, man. I had to fill the spot. Yeah, yeah. So we're back to a three-man weave. Me, Mitch, and Kellen now. Okay. Because God rest his soul, Chase left us. Right, right. So R.I.P. Chase. Uh, he tried to get like nine jobs with us. I'm like, it doesn't make sense to move a guy out of Southern California. It just doesn't make sense. Like, someday <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll just need a guy in California. And then my kid doing the same thing that your kid does, Kiefer, yeah. is watching these videos. And I'm like, who is narrating these things? He knows everything that happened in all the races ever. Right. This For a video game guy, he knows the regular races pretty well. So then I you know, clicked on info and like, start your systems. And I'm like... It's that guy. Wow. It's the guy who's dying to work for us. Do you, do you, and he really knows his stuff. My bad. Uh, dude, are you still what available? You, what, you yeah. should, what you should do is have some sort of channel that can help us fix fix the fucking video games when they don't load right. <laughs> like, my PS4 doesn't always load. I got to put the disc you gotta in You got to blow on it, like old school Nintendo. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Well, fix, that's what you should do. And start your system. All right. Yeah. I'll start, start doing system. that. All right. Thank you. Uh, also, Kellen loves the, uh, the GPs. Yes. Huge GP guy. Very 
odd for Southern California. I'm a big GP guy, so I respect that. Oh, okay. I love right. watching. And then uh, before we get into Anaheim, I know people are waiting for us to talk about it. Marty's coming up here shortly. Oh. But uh, so you hired Kiefer for Racer X. Yeah, this is really a big break right. for you tonight. Yeah. Uh, right around the same time, Kiefer's now on board at Racer X. Kellen is now on board at Racer X. You actually are part of Racer X. Although... I've worked at Racer X <laughs> yeah. for did you, uh, did 13, you... 12 out of the last 13 years. 12 out of the last 13. <laughs> yes. You did the dip for a year. I, did, I, like I, I lost year. I went out. Uh, yeah, landmine. Yeah. Landmine to Transworld. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, foisted. We foisted right. you on Don. Yeah. Hoping worked, you worked for Transworld them. for a year, but otherwise 13 years of, of employment at RacerX. Because wow. Davey had a plan that Mathis would blow somebody out on OBS and it would land in Don's lap. Because it was always landing in Davey's. Like yeah. every 10 days, yeah. Davey would get a, yeah. what's up with this Mathis guy? How dare he say that? So he's like, I'm going to let Don deal with that. And how did Don deal with it? <laughs> yeah, Don just laughed. Ah, <laughs> Don, Don, just Don loves that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don. Yeah. I, I, never, I, never, like, work. I never once got a call from Don about, <laughs> Dude, why did you write this? Don welcomes that shit. <laughs> Don, said, be, Don said yep. one time, hey, man, Fox is going to pull all their advertising. You said uh, Medi's gear reminded you of like barf. And I'm like, yeah, bro, it's really bad. He's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And let it be known, it's not the conspiracy theory you would think. It's not like Davey was calling mad because he wrote about, like, track prep of the National. No, no, It would no, be the most no. random. Obs- That's yeah. the way Davey is, yeah, man. Yeah. You never know what random obscure no, things are going to catch made, his attention. I made fun of Jeff Spencer. I made fun of Fox Gear. I made fun of Wyndham. I made fun of, and that was not going, especially, like, remember when I started doing that. Oh, my gosh. Like You were way edgy. Way edgy. Way edgy. For what? Yes. Like, now mm-hmm. I feel like that stuff is more out there, and there's more media, and there's more re- acceptance of that stuff. When I started it, like, it was just yeah. MXA and, like, stodgy race reports. Yeah. Yes. Like, this guy passed this guy on lap four. You know? And so I, I feel hot like... Takes. There were no hot takes. No, no hot takes. No. No, no. No social media. Like, none of so that. So now that so. everybody knows kind of what to expect fr- from you. I think so. There's no shocking value anymore. No, I, yeah. People have... Definitely. Right. Come, I think I think people have leaned my way more than I've changed. I've changed a little You've bit. You've mellowed a little I bit. Have, I have. I've mellowed a little bit. But I do feel like people have accepted my stuff more because there's more of it. Yeah. Davey used so. to call it ready, fire, aim. That's okay. what he felt Mathis' strategy was. Ready, <laughs> yeah. fire, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but anyways, back to the one I was – Kiefer is – now going to break down some uh, bikes, do some testing, and all that kind of stuff. He's great at it. Yeah, we were just honestly waiting for, well, end of the month maybe we finally got some new bike engines Yeah, so up. we got, it's kind of a quiet time in the testing world yeah. right now. So yeah. uh, we have some factory edition, Rockstar edition stuff coming at the end of the month, beginning of February. And then I have a couple bike builds that we'll be starting to do. And, and of course, I talked to you guys about it. I'm going to do my stuff a little bit different than Ping did. I'm going to do uh, my bike builds more towards the mainstream kind of blue-collar guy, mods that actually work things that guys would want to actually do their new bikes. And like just, bang for the buck. Yeah, yeah, instead of just slapping a bunch of, you know, cool-looking shit on, you know? I think, yeah, I think we were going for bling. Like, right. this is so cool, badass. Yep. You're going for more And people always say, you still going to do two-stroke stuff like Ping? Yeah, yeah. we'll do two-stroke stuff because that's popular. That's yep. blue-collar. So yep. just trying to bring my... Chris Kiefer to oh, Racer okay. X versus keep, Ping. Keep the after dark stuff off of the bike. Well, no. We're, obviously, I know my audience, Steve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm worried. We have the motorsport.com tweeted talent segment tonight. We have the X brand goggle tear offs. We have Race Tech rant. We have After Dark. We have After Dark as well. So, And you got a flight out tonight, so short show. Kellen, we may let te- Kellen talk down the road. I don't know. Skip, short, short. Skip I- Norfolk's coming in. So, all right. Let's short do. show. Could, I, have to, I can only be here for four hours and 18 minutes or so. Trust short me. show. Weege, he started earlier so we can end later. <laughs> Paul Lindsay said let's keep it under an hour. <laughs> That's what Paul Lindsay said. 
as he cracked open that Red Bull. Gosh. Paul's no longer Okay, involved. so listen, uh, before I get too far into this, Wygant is brought to you by Skosh Industries, innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio products, and accessories, and are proud sponsors of Zacco, Jason Anderson, Moseman, Dean, Jalik Swole, and RJ Hampshire. I use Scotch products. I, I use Scotch as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, Pulp 2020 is the code to save uh, at Scotch.com. Please check out phone mounts, chargers, cables, uh, clamps, mounts, all that kind of stuff. So Scotch.com bringing you Jason Wygant tonight. Use the code Pulp 2020 to win your savings. So, uh, all right, Anaheim 2, fuck the 450 class for right now. I want to put that aside. We're going to talk about Eli Tomac later. The controversy is Dylan Ferrandez and Christian Craig and then Jet Lawrence, of course, as well. Like, good God, this... Yesterday, my Twitter was a dumpster fire of people going on about this. I mean, they want Dylan strung up and tarred and feathered and lit on fire and then Jeez. and then ass raped after that. <laughs> after after all that, um, I wage you did it. We did a review podcast. We talked about it there. Yes, I did a rent all reaction thing. All that, but let's, so let's start with Kiefer. Kiefer, yeah, what happened there? Well. Here's the thing. I played devil ad- advocate here on daytime. I was like, look, as a racer, as Dylan, there was some passing in that corner after the finish line. Look, what Dylan did was basically what Mike Brown did to me at the Vet Nationals. You could have fucking waited, no, bro. No, worse. Okay, yes, a little bit worse, yes. But you could have waited a little bit longer. He was catching Christian really quick. You had some time. But I also think that when he dove to the inside, he assumed Christian was going to shut off because it was kind of like a way wide burn. How would Christian see him even coming in there? If you look at that corner, it was wide. You had to go really wide to straighten yourself out for the next corner. Christian can't – no, no. But if you watch the passes that were happening that night there – other guys would back off when I they saw that. I don't remember seeing a successful pass in that corner. Well, maybe you should watch it on TV okay. some more, Steve. All right, maybe I will. Um, so, yeah, so when you see Ferrandez coming in, he's sliding in. By the way, those spec tires are awful good because he's fucking leaning his bike really low, and he's not sliding out yet. He's claiming that I was washing out, I was crashing. You weren't crashing until that last possible yeah. second. Yeah. So he was wrong. Should he be burned at the cross like he is from all the American fans? No. I think I think if it wasn't Ferrandez, if it was anyone else, I still think he would be getting booed like that. People are saying, oh, because he's French. The same? I think he'd be I think Justin Cooper, I'm just picking a guy on the same team, if he does it, he gets booed. Justin Cooper? He gets booed. Oh yeah. But I don't th- I think it's maybe twenty percent less. I maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. it's twenty percent. That's yeah. Not that much. But I still yeah. feel like the hatred is because it's Christian. He has a wholesome value. It's a, it's a family kind of atmosphere. I over watched there. Mike Craig in '93 in this same stadium. Yeah, yeah all of that. Right. Um, right. Um, I, I just don't understand why Dylan and and he's known for this. He's aggressive to go a little ape shit at times. And when he makes clean passes, he makes them not as clean. Like you have the inside, he'll push dudes up high when do, you've already made the pass. Do you have any problem with anything he did with Jet? None. Okay, me neither. Right. Neither, uh, and neither do you, I guess. It's right. the last okay. lap. Yeah. you right. got to move right. in. Right. Right. I'm right. surprised that Jet jumped the triple yeah. when he got clipped. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was that, surprised. That's, that's a 16-year-old, no, no, uh, so, no fucks given attitude for as sure. As much as I would be like, screw Dylan, Jet fucked himself. So, if Jet wouldn't have crashed the yeah. first time, he yeah. wouldn't have had yeah, to yeah, ride yeah, the yeah, way of he... Of course. But, but, so, okay, so all three of us are like, hey, Dylan. You fucked up. You fucked up. Bad move. Should have waited. You know, poor Christian. Yes. All of that. And Dylan went down. Let's not forget, Dylan went down. He crashed making right. this pass. 
So where are all these people coming from that are just irate? I think it's because... Have they never raced before? Have they never seen anything? I, I, it's I, our first drama. Inter- if you flash back each year, the first time we have some kind of you know, incident, right. it is fucking huge. And here we are again. Every year. We're here. I'm here every year. If, and we have this conversation. If, if Jet wins, he doesn't get booed as much? Oh, if Jet wins, it would it'd be swept that, that, on the rug. No, no, I don't know about swept under, but I feel like the people are like, screw that guy. He's from France. Screw France. Screw that guy. And he also knocked the 16-year-old all over the place. I just understand some of the... <laughs> right, Weech? I mean, yeah. Last like, lap, fans were standing. They yeah. were into this Jet Lawrence thing. So you took out Craig and you broke their hearts. Right, now, right, I think right, right. He didn't do anything dirty no. to end Jet, but it was like salt on the wound. Yeah, like, yeah, you did, yeah. You did us dirty twice. Right. You took our guy we like out... And we really wanted to see this kid win, and you prevented it. Yeah, that didn't help. Right? No, it didn't help. But uh, I, I, I don't even, yeah. I don't even think Dylan should really be put on probation. I mean, I'm fine with it. Whatever. Like I'm fine. It was a, yeah. it was a dumb move that we see in the LCQ all the time. Right. We were discussing this, Kellen and I, in the drive here, though. Were LCQs, video game channels, or were you talking about? <laughs> Video? Yeah, we replicated it okay. on a video okay. game. Okay. To, right. That's probably the best way to determine how this right. move works. Right. The simulators can supposedly tire compounds. That's like the last that thing YouTube, they're trying right. to figure this out. Is there anything you could do in an LCQ that would result in any sort of anything? Talking to penalty? LCQ? Yeah. Yes, of course. There is? Yeah. I, what, what could you do in an LCQ <laughs> that would make them decide that was over the line? I, I don't know. Because that New Jersey 2017 nothing race, happened. nothing happened. Nothing happened. Marv, when he passed Tomac on the last lap at Foxborough, yeah. people were super pissed. If that's the last lap of the LCQ for a transfer, everyone cool with it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just let, I just want to make sure. Did Marv yeah. get fined or probation or anything for that? Did Marv get uh, anything No, for I don't that? think he did. I don't think he did. Okay. But I'm just saying no yeah. one even would yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. fans and yeah. officials would have right. been fine. And, like, and, I, and I said this on our review part. Yeah. What, where I draw the line for me being like, hey, you need to be punished, lose spots, get fined, whatever – is the T-bone stuff. Or, or hey, I'm going to go forward to the exit of the corner, and I'll just meet you there. And I hope that I hope to God something ha- – like, I don't know what's going to happen, well, but I'll meet you there. That's kind of what Marv did in Foxborough. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Dylan didn't do any of that to me. None of that was over the line dirty to me. It was dumb. It was, uh, uh, it was, it was stupid. It was, he, was, he went down himself, which tells you right there that it wasn't able to be made. But none of it to me was like, hey – I'm a dirty rider. I'm going to get you. The thing is, there's two things here. If you make a pass, if if the other guy crashes and you don't, chances are that's a pretty legit pass. If you both fall, you fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, if you're Dylan and you want to try to come back from that a little bit, you got to get that out there ASAP on the mic. Like, hey, everybody. He, he, couldn't, he was probably trying. I don't think anyone could hear <laughs> But I, I mean, yeah. I listened. To the, he did not say, hey, man, I, I screwed up. That was on me a little bit. I, I jumped I the thought, gun on that. I got that from press him. conference. Oh, press said. conference. I don't know about okay. podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podium, yeah. nothing to that. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm here for the win. Yeah. I get paid to win. This is what I'm. I need yeah. to ride. Yeah. Right. And I get that. But you have to come at the fans a little softer, somewhat. Well, you got to on the stadium one. I don't think I even heard him because he was getting dude. It was, it was so loud, loud on yeah, TV. Yeah, it yeah. was. Well, insane. if you were there, you, you would have heard it too. <laughs> yeah, you really missed out. Yeah. Yeah. This is just the difference between. Dirty intent and miscalculation. He he miscalculated. He made an error in judgment. This wasn't going to work. Yeah. But I don't think at all it was like, I'm trying to blow this dude out. No. I don't think it was a miscalculation. Right. And poorly done. Yeah. Now, the next thing, I'm wondering, on that last lap, if Jet Lawrence had sent him over the berm in that 180, 
what would the crowd have done? It would have been like a college football game <laughs> yeah. up and down the yeah, goalpost. They come down the field and carry Jet Lawrence off. Like what that stadium. They, t- they take my nets. They take my nets yeah. down. Yeah. And they're just people climbing them. and oh, like the goalpost? Yeah. yeah, they take yeah, the yeah, nets yeah. like the goalpost. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. If he had won his first race while taking out the rider that they hated on the last lap, I cannot even imagine. I think they would have come over the, f- the fences and carried Jet Lawrence off. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it would have been the most spectacular. The fans were blood thirsty at that point. <laughs> and he was so close. Yeah. I, I, I want to ask you, yeah. uh, what prevented Lawrence from doing it? Did he choose not to? Was the angle in that 180, the final pass that Ferrandis made, yep. what stopped him from doing Ferrandis it? Ferrandis was smart. So Ferrandis closed right. that. So yes. when he felt Jet was there, yeah. he started cut, 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 cutting yes. into that, to that berm yeah. where it forced Jet to slow down or else he was going to go down because yes. he was going to T-bone him almost. Yep. So he felt that coming. So Dylan was super smart by just trying to chop that off before he knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So, Are you uh, talking on the right? The right-hander? Yes. Right-hander, yeah, yeah, 180. Yeah, 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 yeah. So unless Jet really cut it harder, there was no way for him to make that pass. So or chose to go straight right. and take them both out. But I just thought it was very what, – what I like is the balls and then the heart that the kid has is like he, he weeds himself, he gets up, and he gets up and organizes himself he enough. He was pretty sketchy. <laughs> he was, but I'm saying for the organization yeah, as for much. A lap. Yeah. He yeah. got it back together. Yeah. 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 Dude, one lap, he was manualing shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. He's, he went through the whole whoop section like <laughs> Kyle yeah, Partridge. Yeah. Just <laughs> ga, 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 ga. I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah. Dragon's back. Oh, Go-go. the dragon yeah. backs was, yeah. So, dude, he threw it all out there. He tried to super, you know, super He put hard. his balls on the crossbar. Dude. Oh he really God, did. Yeah. It oh was my God. it was impressive for me. Like um, I know he's a young, jobble, right. fun kid, what, but that was. What's impressive. DV gonna say? I already know what DV's gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. already know what DV's gonna say. Does he fly off the handle? No, he, DV's level-headed. He's gonna admit some shit that Dylan did wrong. Okay. Like I feel like DV does understand both sides of this, okay. right? All right. And uh, he's gonna say, "Hey, look, Frandis, you know, did that too early. He should have. Yeah. He could have got around a different way. So." <laughs> I poor poor Christian Craig, TVs. by the way. Poor Christian Craig. DNF last oh. week, running top three. This but week, crashes out again. On Christian's behalf, I feel like he's riding better than he ever has. His results... Mm. To me, I feel like his... He, okay, let me rephrase this. His fitness, I feel like, uh, has been okay. a little bit better. I'll give you that. So he's not completely going backwards. I'm not saying he's riding worse, but he's been he's been pretty damn good. So yeah. in, the, first, in the past, that the past. first year back yeah. in action where yeah. he was battling Webb yeah. and Savachi a lot, yeah. I yep. still feel like, and he won a race that year. I still feel like he was maybe a little more competitive then, but he's better than he's been the last couple. And of And we got to give some of that credit to to Connor. I feel like with his mental attitude yeah. and all, all that, right. you know. So um, before we get too far into wait, this, Marty's chance that up. took him out. DV revenge didn't work out. Is there a chance? Is this what this whole thing is? <laughs> has anybody brought that up? Yeah, has anyone made this connection? <laughs> DV, he should help Craig and. Mm. Yeah, that they've been waiting three oh, years boy. to, to yeah, finally yeah, get yeah, him. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Uh, yes. Steven, you want to weigh in on this uh, Ferrandis Craig thing? Steven, you there? Hello. Hey, yeah, I'm here. Sorry, Hello. just listening. What is up with all the hatred? Like, oh my god! Like the social media that I've seen all day and everything, and just seeing like I've seen. Freaking memes of like deporting him and putting him back on a plane to France. Yeah, that's ready. Like, well, you can thank the current climate for that. Yeah, a lot of that. It's cool to hate nowadays, right? Uh, I saw Dylan post that he just turned off his comments on uh, on Instagram. Like, just, of course, oh, good yeah. for him. I don't yeah. blame him. Dylan's a cool like, guy. I like Dylan. He's aggressive though. He rides. He started being aggressive when he came into Supercross. He, he he's an aggressive rider. He's not dirty. There's a difference. 
Uh, but yeah, certainly he he is not scared, and so he has to own some of this, and he has to expect that Craig could tune him up down the line. Let me ask you this: besides Sorby, what other Frenchman has been super aggressive like that? Can you name I mean, one? Marvin once, but that wow. was like taking Tomek out for the we win. We still don't know what happened to Marv that night. <laughs> <laughs> leopard seal. Yeah. The leopard yeah, seal. Yeah. Steve here on the phone just said it. It was taking somebody out for the win on the last lap. It's yeah. like a right, different, What are you going to do? Yeah, it's a different Marv when it's the yeah. win is right in front of you. Yeah, maybe. Right, so. but 99% of the time, it, it's, no. It is sad, Steven. I'm with you. A lot of it is sad. And, and if you if you flip the riders around, Craig did that to Ferrandis, it would be 65% less hate. I like the booing, though. I think that's cool. That's cool. I mean, the last time I remember like someone getting booed that hard was when Stu took out Wyndham at Redbud in 05. Oh, like, my gosh. That was oh, yeah. That's right. I remember that, yeah. I actually, yeah. that was the very first national I ever had to do the podium interviews because Tim Cotter could not get from the announcer's tower to the podium because the crowd was too big. Oh, really? There was no way. Yeah, yeah. So I was working pit reporter, and Tim Cotter just says, and Jason Wigand will head down <laughs> to the podium. And I'm like, what? So... Stu, yeah, he took Wyndham out, and then he purposely let Wyndham by. Yeah. Because he was getting booed so bad on the track that <laughs> yeah. he's like, I'll take it. I yep. feel bad. Yep. So then Stu in the podium says, I let him by because I feel so bad, thinking that would win the crowd back. And then they're like, not only did you take Wyndham out, but now you're making excuses for getting beat. <laughs> they started going nuts. And then same thing as Dylan. I couldn't, we couldn't hear yeah. anything. Yeah. And I should have said to Stu right there, man, I feel bad for you. Because yeah. he was getting it. You know how the sea yeah, of people yeah, is yeah. at Redbud? Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was so bad. Right. So that might have been the only time I remember uh, even more hostile. Yeah, yeah good, good pull on that, Steve. Yeah. Oh, I remember Ricky when Travis in the Indy. That was, pretty, that was bad. pretty bad. Who won that race? Oh, uh, yeah. A little Frenchman. Certain yeah. Frenchman. You know what Dylan should um, come out to next week? What? Pantera, fucking hostile, and just dun, 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 just uh, <laughs> thank, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Our, our, our lines are full right now, but shocker, we have a uh, we have a more important guy to get to. Uh, Vertex Pistons. Do you know every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna comes with Vertex Piston in the engine from the factory? I do now. Sixty-five years ago, Vertex Pistons was found in a small workshop in Italy. Why can't? You know, Kiefer, if we're hiring you as bike testing guru, you should have already known that. I did. I'm a little disappointed. Uh, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. Sales at PivotWorks.com to get a deal on a two-stroke or a four-stroke uh, piston and a replica, high-compression, high GP-style. VertexPistons.com brings you our first guest of the night. This man sat on top of the board in practice number two at Anaheim. This man took a nasty tumble on the first or second lap of the main event and came all the way back to 13th in a ride that showed his heart. Marty Davalos, what's up, Martin? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you guys, man? It's, it's been a... Uh... It's been a hell of a start for me. That's the <laughs> oh, gosh. Dude. Marty, <laughs> oh, Marty. You, you've been the talk of the pits, not all for a good reason either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. But I'll tell you something. I'm, uh, I'm super, super blessed that I'm, you know, I was able to walk away from A1 was pretty terrible, I'll be honest with you. Uh-huh. That, that one scared the crap out of me. And uh, that was a, a, a mistake that it was my fault. Well, actually, I wasn't expecting it. it just, I just got a little bit of wheel spin, and then it – and it hooked, and once that 450 hooks, you know, and you're not expecting it, it's just, it's just Jesus, take the wheel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, before we get too far into this, though, Ferrandis Craig incident that we talked about for 30 minutes now, and everybody else is talking about it. Did you sneak inside on anybody during your day at Anaheim in, in that line? Did you ever make that move and make it stick on anybody? 
I honestly didn't. I, uh, you know, for our main event, that inside got super, super slippery. Um, and so I was just trying to hit a little bit of the berm and just caught down because okay. uh, a few times that I tried, you know, going on the inside, I just felt like I was fighting to get traction is just almost getting into the mechanics area. So okay. I just, you know, I just kind of hooked from the berm and, and had a straight shot to the inside of it. What did you make of that Ferrandis move? Like not dirt, we're, we're kind of of the opinion, like not dirty, just ill-advised, like shouldn't have done it, but not like, hey, I'm going to take Christian Craig out. We don't think he was thinking that. Um, I, I'm sure he wasn't thinking that, but man, that was nasty. And uh, I'm glad Christian is okay because, you know, I'm glad he's okay and the mechanics are okay because, you know, that involves, a bunch of other people, you know, mm-hmm. very, very fast speed, um, turn dangerous. And, uh, yep. I'm just, I'm glad Christian is okay. It's a bummer that he wasn't able to get up and his, his bar was bent up, but you know, I, I have no comment. I think, uh, I think Christian was out of the corner and he, he came in, you know, pretty, from pretty far behind. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure he, everybody wants to win, you know, and, uh, right. sometimes you, your brain just goes, uh, <laughs> just goes blank and you just don't think. So yeah. it is what it is, you know? Marty, yes, the first two rounds, we saw some crashes. We did have the one in Anaheim, too, here, but it was okay. You came back, and you were good in qualifying. With these crashes, was there any point where you're like, man, maybe I just need a few more years on a 250 to, to get some experience? <laughs> was that running through your mind at all? No, dude. I'm, I'm kidding. Not, don't talk to, I, I don't want to talk about 250. <laughs> Poor Marty. You know, I, I, um, I knew this was going to happen a little bit. And, you know, when, when you're in practice here at home, you get comfortable. You, you know, you kind of learn the track. And, and it, you, you can n- never simulate what you're going to experience at the racetrack. It's tighter. You're, you know, your adrenaline pumping. And, you know, I just made um, a couple of silly mistakes. And, you know, it, it took the, the best out of me. But I was lucky to w- walk away. I've mellowed the bike out a little bit. I think I'm, I'm able to ride it a little better. And, uh, yeah, after that A1 crash, I told myself, dude, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> 17, 18 rounds. I mean, I mean, I, right. you know, I, I'm not going to make it like this. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Oh, I would have been heartbroken. Imagine Marty, you go through all these years and you finally get this 450 ride and you get hurt in the very first practice oh. before you ever got a chance to race. Like that would have been a disaster. Yeah. So good thing you got out of it safe. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm 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 pretty pumped about it. You know, I I'm actually pumped about the main event. Um, last weekend's main event. You know, I was able to get 20 laps, and uh, I feel like I got a little out of control here and there in the whoops. But you know, I was able to you know be consistent, be you know be in control, and you know I think that was important to me to finish that the 25 lap main event in control. Um, you know, unfortunately, I got with Justin in the first first. Uh, first lap and that put me really 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 far behind but you know it is what it is and it's a long season i i need to learn this stuff and you know sometimes i i do make mistakes that i i wish i i, I wouldn't have you know what's weird about marty's style like you've seen him have these big crashes but when you watch him do his heater and you know yeah. in daytime he looks so smooth it doesn't even look like he's going fast and he's puts the you know top of the board it's just it's amazing well, to me marty's whoop speed in the in the qualifier was next level <laughs> it just <laughs> i don't know marty I, like i don't know if you could repeat that in the main event like you can't do it for 20 minutes the way you were riding that was awesome that that lap you, you laid down i watched some of it you were on it man it was good yeah yeah I, it felt good um i felt connected to the bike and i felt like i was riding at my potential finally you know i was able to you know, riding control, I wasn't, the bike wasn't riding me because that's, you know, me and Brian working here at MTF and, you know, he yells at me every single weekend, like, you just don't look comfortable, you know, you're not riding the bike, the bike is pretty much, you know, taking you all over the place. And, mm-hmm. But finally I was able to, you know, st- take a step back, yeah. really settle, focus on my on my body position, you know, I love whoops, I lo- love big whoops and 
um, this weekend it was it was that kind of that kind of racetrack. You know, I, I think you needed to really be committed to get on top of them, and I I feel like once you got on top of them, um, the rest was just you know easy. The problem is in you know when you didn't get a good drive out of the corner, yeah. um, the whoops got so slick, um, you just you never got a good drive through them. So. The faster you came, the faster you got out. I know it sounds pretty crazy and scary, but, you know, it, it worked for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was able to get on top of them and, and just made my life, life a lot smoother. And to be honest with you, in the main event, I felt like I was I was, I was was riding good. You know, there's mm-hmm. only so fast you can go through them because, you know, they yeah. get so chewed up. So you really have to be cautious and you got to be smart about it. And you picked yourself in Pulp MX Fantasy, Marty? I picked myself and I killed it, dude. Yes, ah! nice work. We all picked you too. I think uh, Marks, I did. Marks, did you pick him? Seven Talon? handicap. Yep, yep. Yeah, we all got him. Kellen. Yep. Yeah, oh yeah, yep, Marty. We did. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> great, great work. Um, I'm sure you guys were a little nervous when I fell, but I, you know, as soon as I got up, I'm like, dude, fantasy, I better get going. Thank you. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you have a question for Martin Davalos, uh, Marty, I want to ask you something about your team. So I know that you have a really good bike, and the factory services and KTM factory are helping with the equipment. But what is the rest of the team dynamic like? Do you have people? videoing practice do you have all the resources because when you've written for the best teams in the business do you have all those tools at your disposal i know you have the good bike but what about all the other stuff that comes along with it yeah matt has really stepped it up for me and you know they do have a video guy because it's important to you know i don't think it's it's possible for me to go out there just ride and not really know what other people are doing i mean i am not perfect i'm going to make mistakes and there's going to be people that are doing other things better than me so it's always good to have you know um, a video person videotaping what everybody else is doing. There's sometimes different lines and, mm-hmm. you know, different things that they're doing. So we have that. And uh, um, we also have the, the ghost, the, you know, overlap a rider. Oh, you do? Okay. What, when, yeah, yeah. Where they pull you. So, yeah, Matt's been really good on that. And uh, I, I think it's a little more of a chill atmosphere. I think I can I'm, – I'm able to really focus on my on my riding, you know. It's, it's a learning year. I mean, I don't want to consider – myself a rookie because i i'm 33 now and you know i know how to ride a motorcycle but you know it it is a learning you know year for me on the 450 the power has got absolutely nothing to do with how many years i've ridden that motorcycle you know it trying to go as fast as uh well this incredible talent past champions it's just uh you know to be able to do it for the 25 laps and then another thing that i've noticed and i'll tell you guys the main event for the, the 450s, the track is, is really, really chewed up. So mm-hmm. you have to really pick good lines. You have to, you know, move around because, I mean, that main line, it gets, you know, down to the, to the concrete or to the wood. So it's, it's incredible how, how, um, how much you got to move and the decisions you got to make. Yeah, yeah. I tell people if they walk the track at the end, I've walked the track at the end of a Supercross main event. It is unbelievably scary it is so beat up and down to the concrete and and chucked out and everything um question about your bike too marty so you rode uh husqvarna 450 a couple years ago outdoors and uh and did very well on it how much different is this bike from that one well i uh you know it's i can't remember to be honest with you because i i did i i rode that bike and it was outdoors I'm coming from a Japanese bike, you know. Um, the the frame is really, really more rigid than than the bike that I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was quite of a, a difference to trying to get get adjusted to this bike. But it's a good bike. Um, I've struggled a little bit with the starts. Actually, I struggle with it a lot. You saw me in Geneva. I was dialed in the starts uh, on that bike, 
And, you know, I just mm-hmm. haven't found the sweet spot um, to really be consistent on this bike. Um, we've tinkered a lot, uh, around with a, a bunch of clutch stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, second race, St. Louis, I had a clutch issue. That's why I went down in uh, in uh, the main event, which oh, okay. was pretty bu- it was pretty bummer, but we've we found a little bit of a um, a solution for all this. And I just, to be honest with you, if I want to compete with this incredible talent, guys, I have to be able to start inside the top ten. You know, mm-hmm. like I have not started inside the top ten just yet, and uh, you know I haven't put myself there. And then we have a triple crown coming up, and I think that's going to be very important. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not it's not easy to come from from way behind to inside the top ten. It's just they're too fast. Everybody's just too fast. Wow. Today, Wygant, before he came up and drove up to Vegas for the show, Wygant, yes. what were you doing? We did the voiceover, Grant Langston and I, for the Geneva Supercross, which will be on MAV-TV in February. And I was hoping, Marty, I thought this time you were going to get it. You had a nice lead there in the second race. You were really good in the first one. I thought maybe the video would be different. <laughs> than real life? But it didn't work out. It didn't work out, bro. But I, I got excited, guys. <laughs> Brian told me to take a different line and. Marty, yep. watch the front end. That's weird. Marty, I know. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, Steve and I had a really good thing going because I'm Brayton's guy. Brayton's my guy. Yeah, so we were really yeah, in a yeah. – every time you were winning a dual race and a heat race and a main event, he kept hitting me up on Twitter saying, Marty, put it to Brayton again. You guys really dueled hard in those duels. But, yes, those starts, Langston could not believe your launch out of the gate. And every single start in Geneva was unbelievable. It was like the perfect start. Wheel like two inches off the ground every time. It was and Brayton's amazing. good at starts. Yeah, he had Brayton covered. Yeah. Yeah, it was impressive. Uh, just and, that one washout. You, you know, and you know, when you're racing, um, you know, you're racing in such a small track, that, that, you know, the start is so crucial. And I think that's what, what put me in that position to start up front. I was able to, you know, have a clear track and just kind of click my own laps. And uh, I was able to be consistent on that. But I was racing the king, the king of Europe, so I was pretty pumped that I was able to beat him the first night, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, believe me. And I let Brayton know. I was sending texts to Brayton and Wygant that it's over. You had him on the ropes. We had him on the ropes, yep, yep. absolutely. And had you not crashed, thanks to Brian Johnson for that bullshit advice on the line, uh, Marty and I would be kings of Geneva. Steve, you jinxed me. That's the problem. You, should have, you shouldn't have talked too early. I, I, I know. I probably I shouldn't. Have, I fixed your fork, Marty. That was the problem. Fixing that fork was the problem right there. I, I, I screwed up the balance of the motorcycle. I can't believe it. Yeah, you mentioned your starts, um, and I know the Cowie is obviously way different because this wasn't a factory bike like your KTM. But the KTM's delivery is always known to be fairly like smooth off the bottom and then ramps up. Is that kind of what your factory engine is like too? Just you need a little bit more hit out of the hole. No, it's not that. It's just this bike, this bike tracks so well out of the gate, you know, and it just throws me back. And it, it's not, it really isn't right out of the grades. It's, you know, once I cross the plastic, I do a little bit of wheel spin and there's just, you know, it's just very, very good traction. And it just feel like my body position, I cannot, um, you know, be still on the bike and, and locked in. So um, that's why I've been working on it. I also feel sometimes like this this bike sits a little lower than the Cowie, and, uh, you know, my butt just gets thrown back a little more. So I'm just kind of trying to find that sweet spot sitting on the on the seat, you know, where I could really manage to be consistent and stay over the, over the front. I mean, you see everybody, you know, a perfect example, you know, Kenny, everybody that's, that started up front, you know, you don't see any movement on their body. And, you know, it's basically you, you just got to be one with a bike. If there's any movement, 
there's one one hundredth of a second. Somebody get a wheel on top of on front of you, and then it's over. Did you watch Stu's video about him I saying mean, you got to move your head side to side a little bit? Yeah, well, I if I move my head side to side like that, I'm telling you, I ain't getting no start. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying Stu was wrong? Don't you ever don't you ever say Stu was wrong? No, uh, I'm not saying Stu was wrong, but I'm saying yeah, yeah, Stu is uh, another uh, another animal. He is, he was good at everything he was doing, you know, and some some things just worked for him. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, when he says I'm going to quad that, everyone just goes, "Oh, okay, well, I'm yeah, not." But but yeah. yeah, good job, I guess, James, on quadding that or whatever, right? So, uh, Vertex Pistons bringing you Marty Davos on the show. Sales at PivotWorks.com if you want a discount on a two-stroke or a four-stroke piston. They come stock in 250 uh, and two strokes, I should say, KTM and Husqvarna's, which is what Marty is riding at KTM. Um, so, Marty, I was talking to your team owner, Matt Tedder, uh, at Anaheim 1, and he said that if KTM wants, if, if, it, if it happens, KTM could put you alongside a Red Bull team, on the Red Bull team uh, down the road. I don't know if you knew that or not, but that could be something that could happen if, uh, if they want to do that because, you know, it's kind of their motorcycle. So did you, are you aware of that? Yeah, I'm aware of that, and obviously it'll be a, a great opportunity. But, you know, I also got to show a little bit of maturity. I need to be able to, you know, the, ride the bike consistent. I was able to show some speed this week, but, you know, it, it is only practice. I'm really not too worried about it. It's going to be tough to do that speed for, you know, 25 laps. So right. um, I think for me it's going to be – I'm going to have to earn it, and I'm, I'm really going to have to get good starts. I'm going to have to really show them that, you know, my hard work is – on the off season is, you know, it's, it's really done something. And, uh, you know, hopefully I get that opportunity. Um, you never know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm happy where I am right now. Matt has given me a great opportunity. Um, I have a good engine under me, a good bike. And I think, uh, you know, I think I have what, what I need mm-hmm. to really show my potential, you know, in Supercross. And this is what I've always wanted to do. I, I really, really thought deeply to, you know, hang the boots, but I don't, I, I didn't think um, it was going to be fair for me, you know, to, at the end of the day, not have this opportunity. And, um, you know, I really, really wanted it. So I'm pumped that I'm able to, you know, live my dream in it. You know, whatever happens in the future, I'm, I'll be able to close the the, uh, book, the chapter in a, in a good note. Why again? Yeah. Marty and I haven't always gotten along. No? Really? No, no. I didn't know this. Marty okay. wasn't always a fan of me, and I, and I get Deservedly it. Deservedly so? And I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I said some. Should some... he have been? No. No, okay. All no. Right. But what is one thing I always maintained about Marty Wygant? Always. Always. What did I say about Marty? You just wanted Marty to race a 450 and show his true potential. Because he can ride a motor. Because he is fast. He is. Mm -hmm. So when Marty was on top of that board in that second, I felt like a proud dad. Look at Marty. Look what you're doing. Could have done this all along. (laughs) (laughs) Steve and Jason and everybody should know how how bad I've been wanting to freaking move to the 450. I mean, to be honest with you, the reason why I went to Husqvarna in 2014 is because my deal was to race 250 that year for, you know, to go for yep. the championship the year that I, I wasn't able to go to Canada. Oh, uh, Marty. <laughs> it, yeah, and after that, Supercross season, I was supposed to move to the 450 outdoors. So I was like, hell yeah, I won this. This is what I've, you yep. know, I've always dreamed of. So let's do it. Let's give it a one more chance and then but, you know, the team didn't want that, and then it just, you know, it wasn't, it didn't play in my favor, and uh, I wasn't able to do that. They, they, they held me on the 250, and... Uh, I know. I you you had to, no choice. Yeah. You needed to make money. I know. Right. I, I get it. I get it. But, but Marty, I knew you could do this. I knew it. Yeah. I knew you had this in you, Marty. Let's just hope it's not too late. 
You know, let's pull this thing together. I'm going to try and pull it together. Let me tell you, I'm 33 now, but I feel great. And, you know, I think age is just a number. As long as, I think as long as you have it in your heart that you you enjoy riding and you enjoy training, I, I don't see the reason why you shouldn't race, you know, and right. if you have the opportunity and you have the talent. I think it's, you know, obviously right now I'll tell you, I cannot train like the 19, 20 year olds, but mm-hmm. you know, I think throughout my whole career, I've learned a lot. I learned about my body and I, I know what I need to do, the amount of workload that I need to be prepared. And, uh, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from Timmy, you know, those years that oh, I spent with him. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is my uh, next question for really you, Marty. You're really getting to Steve now. I Matt. mean, look, really this getting... is what it takes. You work with champions like Red Dog, and this is what happens. Marty knows. Timmy's full yeah. of knowledge. Yeah, Red Dog really, really guided me. I, I've been one of those guys that, believe it or not, and I, I've heard you guys talking about, you know, I've always faded and all this, but I've trained, I, I've trained too hard. You know, I've trained really, really too hard, and I was spending a lot of time off the bike and mm-hmm. cycling and gym and all this. But when I went to Timmy, you know, he really sat me down and really showed me how important it is to really ride your motorcycle to your true potential and, and practice, not coming so tired and right. not being able to, you know, do, you know, 100% on the bike. And, you know, he guided me in those years that – you know, I spent with him were really awesome. You know, I, I I feel like he brought my myself back to life, and I was able to enjoy you know riding and enjoy enjoy training. And man, we were we were in a good good path to uh, in in that year that I, I had the first turn crash. We I, yeah. I I've never felt so good, and it, unfortunately, just you know that year didn't didn't happen for me. I mean, it's you know you need some luck in this in yeah. this sport also. Wow. You know, you need hard work and a little bit of luck, and it's just Marty, you. You were that broken chain away in practice from winning that title. That was yours. That was that was that was one hundred percent going to happen. That was a heartache. Yes, and then of Damn. course the immigration thing. Like, yeah, anything that could have gone wrong. <laughs> That's gone wrong. Uh, a first turn crash from hell. Right. Like, come right. On. Yeah. But working with Red Dog, I mean, I get it, Marty. I worked with the guy. I mean, he he just makes your life brighter. <laughs> I I know. You know what? Marty's in a great situation as a rider. I would look at this opportunity with Tedder as like the perfect ride, besides maybe the salary portion of it. But yeah, you, ha- yeah. you have all the equipment that you want to be successful. You don't have the pressure. You don't have the rig. You just have a good dirt bike. you got a few people around you, and you can haul ass. And I feel like there's less things hanging over your head being in a factory rig. So I don't know, man. Maybe even if he does get that opportunity in the Red Bull thing, I would be like, just keep me where I'm at, you know, because you're not going to make any more money going over there. You just... It's low pressure, man. Just do your thing over there. Yeah, I agree. You have a really, really good point. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always been, you know, I've, I've been very blessed and lucky to be under the factory tent for a lot of my career. And, you know, this is a little bit different. And I, I'm glad it's, you know, it, it's folded the way it has right now. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't have a lot of pressure. I can just be myself. Um, obviously, I can just take my, my time learning. And I think it's going to be important that I take my time and I don't, you know, I don't try and rush into things because, Obviously, you know, it's this is an eight-race championship for me. You know, it's not – I mean, it's just such a such a big, big uh, series that I'm going to have to be patient with myself. There's going to be good good days. There's going to be bad days. But I really – you know, my goal is just to be consistent and then just finish every main event, you know, I and get a good start. So uh, you're right. I think uh, right now I'm, I'm in a great spot. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super blessed to be part of, you know, Team Tedder to have that opportunity, you know, because at the end of the day – you know, when before Geneva, I I was I was you know thinking about staying home. Yeah. Um. It's 
Speaking of the tether, is Dakota coming back? Well, how's the wrist? Is 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 he riding any any? Well, poor Dakota's had a you know a really tough go in his wrist. Yeah, he's, he's had a bunch of surgeries. I know he just got a surgery. Um, I think it was about a month, a little over a month ago, and he's done a little re- rehab. I think he's ridden a few times. He's still suffering um, with a little bit of pain, but I think he's taking his time. Um, I think it's probably a relief that they have somebody under the tent that the rig is going, so I don't think he needs to rush into things, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And uh, he needs to, you know, it's already tough enough to race healthy. I mean, if you're nagging a little bit of an injury, it's just going to make it so miserable, you know? So I think for him, he needs to just be, you know, get really healthy, prepare, mm-hmm. you know, get his wrist strength um, mm-hmm. to 100%, and then, you know, think about coming back, you know, and just really take his time. Uh, sales at PivotWorks.com if you want a deal on a two-stroke or four-stroke piston. Martin Davalos brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Hey, speaking of nagging injuries, Marty, you had the leftovers from the first turn crash injury two years ago, even last year, the neck and then going numb and all that. Did you get that fixed, or did it just take time? Where are you with last year's injury? Because that was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah honestly, the the amount of um, you know therapy that I I have to do, the amount of stretching that I have to do to maintain the the amount of CBD oil that I got to rub on my body. Oh, <laughs> pay this man. Yeah, yeah. It's just I mean, it's it's crazy. I uh, you know obviously I fracture my my C seven on my neck, and then the amount of carpal tunnel that got created on my left arm and, you know, had to have surgery on that. It really, really helped that, that issue is going away, but you know, that, you know, the pain that I still have on my neck, it's, it's there, you know, the sleeping is gets kind of gnarly sometimes, but, you know, I think staying active and stretching and, and trying to, you know, not really sit around and thing is it's really helped me out a lot. And like I said, the, the, the carpal tunnel, fix that really really relieved a lot of my problem um i was having some swollen and weird spots and it just you know last year unfortunately my year my last year with mitch was miserable um you know just because i wasn't able to ride to my potential and i i hated it so so bad because i knew it was going to be my last 250 year Mm -hmm. and i just i just wanted to race healthy you know mitch is has been so amazing to me and um i wanted him to know that i was giving him my all and i was i wasn't able to do that so uh you know middle of the season i went and got the surgery i told mitch you know i mitch let me go get the surgery done let me try and come even out of shape the last three rounds but at least let me have fun on your bike because it's so amazing you know and that's what i did i i wasn't in the greatest shape but i was able to sneak in some top tens i think a few motos here and there and i was able to ride a lot better so um you know i was at least i was able to fix that problem and then you know all season i had a, a little baby that has changed my life and it, obviously it, it's brightened my future quite a bit just i look alive so differently now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um by the way I, I one of my highlights of the 2020 season so far it's early was uh adam texting me <laughs> after you topped him in practice all caps marty with exclamation points he was so happy he said, "Pass the torch. That's awesome." He, Adam AC loved the fact that you were on top of that board. He he, he, th- he thought that was awesome. So they, yeah, Adam is so awesome, and he's we've been teammates for so long, and uh, we're really good friends. I have a lot of respect for him, and um, you know I've seen him go through all, all his up and downs. That you know the shoulder injury, the, his championship, but it's it's incredible the amount of work ethic and and uh, you know how much he believes in himself and and what he does on a motorcycle you know the hard work he's he's put through 
throughout his whole career. So uh, right. it's amazing. I have a lot of respect for him, and he's a great guy. He's a good friend of mine. I have a lot of respect. He was stoked. Question for you, Marty, from Isaac. Isaac, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show, brought to you by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. What's your question for Marty? Hey, um, I just want to say, Marty, congrats on getting P1. I was really excited for him. I'm a big fan from the PC days, Rockstar days. Um, you looked really good at Anaheim, too. And I was kind of, you know, a crash went under the radar. I didn't get watching the moto. But how did you feel going into the main after doing so well in uh, pole position? Um, to be honest with you, I felt good. Obviously, when, you, when you're running, you know, top 10 uh, lap times and, you know, after that first practice, I was P1, I... I knew that I had this speed to 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 you know the, the speed around the track. I knew what I had to do to to go that fast. And you know, going into the main event, I just told myself, you know, good start, you know, and, and you know, solid laps. I can get in the top ten. You know, obviously, I can't tell you my goal is to go and win. Obviously, everybody wants to win, but you know, I, I I'm a I'm a rookie. I I want to take things differently. My goal is to you know get a good start run in the top ten, you know, and see what happens. That's that's what I need to start with. You know, I know I can. I'll tell you, if I get get the holster, you might see Marty go nuts and maybe loop out again. But <laughs> oh. I, I have to really, you know, you know, take take it all in, take a deep breath. I I need to have, you know, this is a different racehorse. You know, this thing will get you in trouble. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I was I was feeling great. You know, I I, I felt like I was solid in the woods, and uh, I just unfortunately I just didn't have the start. Uh, all right, thank you, Isaac. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, wow, Marty, look, I can't pick you this weekend in the Triple Crown for Pulp Mex Fantasy. I hope you do well. Don't get me wrong. Really? But if you really shine this weekend, Marty, I'm going to be bitter that I that I you know I didn't wait because Triple Crowns could be your thing, Marty. If you get that start and you've worked on it, you figured out some clutch stuff, so your starts hopefully will be better. This Triple Crown could really you could really shine. You could be better than say, oh, I don't know, Brayton. Oh, come on, D6. Steve. Come on, <laughs> Steve. Why why did you say you can't pick him? You can't pick the same rider two weeks in a oh, row. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Kiefer's not. No, 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 no nothing. No. Okay. Um, Guys, my, my goal is to, you know, obviously, I'll tell you something, Steve, though. You picked a good weekend. I gave you max points. You did, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if I if I do good, just be happy for me and just pick me next weekend because I'll try and do better. All right. No, All no, right. I, I will. I will. I, I'm. I listen, as I said, I just wanted you on a 450 because now it's your time to shine. And I saw this in you. And when you podiumed outdoors 450s, I was yelling and screaming about how this is how you this is how you can do. Why well, can't you can back me on all this? It's amazing how you've turned all these negatives into a positive. <laughs> thank it is you. amazing thank how you've you. twisted this. Thank you, thank you. You know what I feel like? There was at Christmas time a month ago, there's all these movies on TV, and it's always about like this Santa thing can't be real, this spirit thing can't be real, and then the movie end of the movie they always prove it really was real. It, all it really was Santa. So is it like Santa is real yes. when you saw his number, when you saw 3-7 on the top of the board, yeah. Steve, was it yeah. like, I told you all along. Yes, it was. It was real. Yes, I told you people. This is the Mar- This is Marty Speed. He's got this. He comes down chimneys. He gives you gifts. <laughs> Just believe. I believe. Yeah. Uh, you guys tracked me up, man. Uh, thanks, Marty. Thanks for the time tonight. Really appreciate it. Good, Good work at Anaheim. And uh, we'll see you this weekend in Glendale. All right, man? Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. And uh, I will see you around, okay? Uh, thanks. Sounds good. And also, too, Marty, track walk Anaheim, too. I'm like, Marty. He's like, looks over at me. I'm like, let's do this. He goes, it's time. Nice. And he thumbs up me. Really? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable how far this has come. <laughs> you, well, you, That's what I'm saying. You, dude. as a wrestling fan, can really appreciate how this has turned. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know what? I should, 
I would appreciate it more if I started calling out the ridiculousness of it. So maybe that's what I need to do right <laughs> yeah, now. Exactly. This would be disgusting. This would be like, I can't believe <laughs> it has turned like this. I have been on many shows here yeah. where we've talked about Marty, and yeah. it's never Fuck been like you. this. It no, has been the no, opposite I, of I that. Just no, wanted, no. It's, he's been positive. I he just it. wanted uh, him to ride 450s. That, that's, that's all I wanted. Okay. That's what, all I wanted. That's all that flipped it. Yes. I feel like you were okay with him last year when he was on 250s, too. Like, you were on Marty train, too. Like, what flipped this? Because I feel like this was pre-450 Marty. Do you know what kind of flipped it a little bit? Not, not No, I've always been like, move, move your ass to 450s, Marty. It ain't working right, out. Right, I understand always, It ain't working out. Yeah. Like, Jesus. There's, I don't, I'm not a religious guy. But clearly, Jesus did not want him to win a 250 Supercross title. Right. Broke that chain with one round to go? Yeah, I think One round two. with a big points lead? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Immigration issues with the points lead. Right. Yeah. Couldn't, go, couldn't show up to the race. Yeah. Osby plowing him in right. Dallas. Was it Osby? It was yes, Osby. Osby. Yeah. God, Jesus, <laughs> Buddha, whoever. Whatever, whatever you got to. Did, did not want Marty <laughs> to win a 250 Supercross title. So then you started feeling sorry. That's what made you come around. Also, Adam helped, too. Adam, Adam, Adam sat me down. Had, your, had his back? Zacho, big fan. Zacho. Zacho's a big Marty fan. I think I said this on the Fly Show. Whoever is teammates with Marty... Loves him. And and God knows he's had 800 teammates. Right. He's been pro for 2001. <laughs> right. Okay. Every teammate he's had loves the guy. So you just needed someone that you respected and trusted to have his back. Be like, he must be a good dude then. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I feel like they don't have make these shows anymore, but like the, the, the zenith of the TV sitcom where it always had the romantic interest, but it was designed to take eight years for it to come together. The beginning episodes, the guy and the girl oh, hated like, each other. Uh, like uh, yeah. Moonlighting. Moonlighting yeah, or Sam yeah. and Diane on Cheers. It was always designed for, like, they're going to start hating each other, and slowly but surely, the sparks will fly, and we will plant this seed that maybe someday this will happen, but right. we are going to make you wait for it. Maybe this was the actual story arc that was meant Oh, oh man, yeah, I can't wait for the romance between Jason and Steve then. It's going to be great. Anderson. Yeah. 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 Oh, when that one <laughs> yeah, happens. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, what's going on? How are you? Hey, man. I'm, I'm good. Here's, a, here's my question. Good? You start, yeah, great, actually. Okay. Um, you started the whole we need nets in the corners, correct? Yes, correct. Well, I, I like yeah. to think I did, yes. Well, it was 2013 or so. Yeah. Honestly, man, I've listened to every single Pulp and Make Show. I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, I love it. Anyways, my question to you is, why are you not howling from the rooftops that you need royalties now for the new camera angle? Camera angle? Were you you didn't see that? You're calling for this? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. From okay. the floor? From the top of the top no. of the stadium? No, from the top of the net in the corner. Oh, oh I didn't even notice they that. They have mounted a camera on the net? I, I didn't notice that. It Interesting. Has a, it hasn't been there the last two weeks, but Anaheim won. It was, it was uh, right over the top of where well, Cooper took Forkner High. You know they got another net this year, right? They got more. Yeah, two nets. They got two nets now. Yep. Yeah, but they're the Mathis Memorial net. I know. Correct? No, I know. And, 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 and so, assholes like JT and probably Weege here told me that's the stupidest idea ever. Yeah, I said it couldn't be done. You couldn't mount a net in a way that yeah. could actually make right. it stable. Yeah, well. But they pulled it off. Yeah. Well, yeah. Say Blake Baggett's life. Mosman. 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 Marty. Uh, wh- uh, who is the, the Yamaha kid? Not Marty. Did He's it save not... Marty's life? Did it? It I probably did. It probably did. It's a dumb question. Yeah. It probably did save Marty's life. Uh, hey, Garrett, uh, what size t shirt are you? Uh, I'm a large. Okay. I, I have. 
I have something else too. Okay, we're gonna give you a so, we're gonna give you a Roost MX T-shirt, Pulp Nation. Okay, all right, because you just cause you, you complimented me. That's all it takes. Well, I I have a, a criticism, a small criticism oh, too. Okay, we're taking that shirt away. All right, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> your your hero, Timmy Ferry, was one of the greatest Instagram followers or follows to have. He is his, his, well, his son, son his son Beckett, is, Beckett, Beckett. It's really Beckett that's the greatest Instagram follow ever. Well, yeah, he's pretty rad. Right. But his Evan Ferry is also sponsored by Scotia, is he not? Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, that's what I would put in there when you're when I, you're I probably Scotia. should. I can't I can't wrap my head around this Evan Ferry turning pro thing, me still fucking going these races. I'm having trouble with all of that. I'll be honest. All right. And and one other one other thing here. I'm the I'm the guy from Redbud that had you sign my American flag. Oh yeah, Thank you, by the way. I remember that. Yeah. But didn't Weege sign it too? Is that allowed or is that disrespectful? I don't think I found Weege. Oh okay. I'm I'm kind of like that. You know me, dude. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Right, right, huge yeah. dick. Yeah. Um, oh, you found Langston? No. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, that was a good one. <laughs> um, Lang- Wait a second. Langston was normal. The, his buddy Dax was all over the place. Langston's uh, he's got it pretty dialed now. Yeah, he keeps it on the rails. He, he wasn't. He's not as loose as those early years. I, Langston's become a little quiet soothsayer. Uh, uh, he's yeah. almost the voice of reason, actually. Oh boy! I, I stop it. He's come a long way. No, I really. I have to. Re- I have huge respect. Okay. Langston has got well, it figured out right now. I got huge respect for Langston, anyways. But as far as being a soothsayer, yeah. He's, um, he's full of advice. All right, stay on hold. All right, uh, Talon will get your info. We'll get you that Roost MX Pulp Nation shirt. All right. All right, man. Sounds good. Thank all you right, very much. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Fly racing. Blake Baggett, what coulda, shoulda, woulda happened with Blake Baggett? God, he was good in the whoops. <laughs> Holy shit. Did anyone see it? Where the hell did he whoops. come from? Whoops. D- was it seen on TV? Yeah, you can oh, catch so you didn't see it either when you were there. You can catch the back back end of it. I'm, I'm... <laughs> All I know is Roxon has a like a five-second lead by the right. time they hit the first triple. And yeah. I'm like, how in the hell? Because he's the only one that got the 3-3 clean. Everybody else is all balled up. Then I'm like, okay, let me figure out where Tomac is. Where's Webb? Where? B- B- Baggett's caught him. Yeah. It's the same thing happened on TV. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's um, there. Uh, it's flyracing.com. Please check him out on the web. Uh, speaking of fly racing, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Uh, to answer Weege's question, I just am watching the race right now. I just saw it a few minutes ago. Uh, yeah, it was just the second set of whoops, which pretty much determined – Everybody's race, yeah, in both classes was yeah. the second set of whoops. What would Baggett have done had he stayed up? Where? What does he do that race? It's impossible to say. But what? What, what do we uh, think? I, I think he gets second at minimum. Yeah, uh, he, he was so much better than Kenny in that set of whoops specifically. I don't know what happens with Tomac. I mean, Tomac. I don't even know how hard Tomac pushed because he got out front and was kind of just cruising. Uh, but I think second at minimum. Wow. That's what makes this early season so good. But JT, we've got to get some thoughts. We missed you on our race. Yeah, and that was and that was night. bullshit. Okay, sorry. Remember, we pushed it sorry. back later because of him. Steve's mad, of course. We pushed it back because of him, and then he never showed. Well, sorry, you were so difficult that you couldn't do it. You just could not do it today. Of the twelve hours of daylight today, you couldn't possibly do it today. So I get it. It was all my fault. Steve and JT, this is not Sam and Dan on Cheers. They are never going to work it out. Never going to put their differences it, we, aside. We pushed it back. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. Let's move on. So, JT, uh, we, you got uh, 45 minutes. Say whatever you would have said on an hour-and-a-half podcast because we missed it all. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wrote about it today. If you guys want to go to racerxonline.com, you can certainly check that out. 
but we had a big staff. <laughs> all said. kinds of shit going she on. Said, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you know. Obviously, the the crazy messages and stuff that people are sending for Anders. I've even had people write to me about it, uh, like to go fight him or do something. It's like what? Asking um, you to do it for them. Yeah, yeah. Go find exactly, him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Accessory. Yep. Go, go fight him. Yeah. Go go choke slam him. I think one said. Um, I don't know that I could choke slam anyone. I'm not sure that I'm even capable of that. But it, I mean, it was a bad decision. Yes. Uh, did he get the timing way off? Yes. Do it, did he make a bad decision? Yes. Um, but I don't think he went in there to knock anybody down. I don't. I really don't think he views Christian Craig as a rider he has to approach that way. Uh, I just think he he got it wrong, and it was a you know those consequences can be pretty brutal. And unfortunately, Christian Craig was going really fast when he came out of that berm, so it was spectacular. You know the the crash that ensued. But I think some of the reaction is, you know, it, it's a little overboard. I understand getting mad. I understand thinking it was a, a stupid move. I get all that. But, you know, pump the brakes on some of the overreaction, in you, my opinion. Do you think some of that, and I, I guess we didn't ask this question, do you think some of that, if this would have happened, let's say, back east versus Anaheim, would the backlash be as loud? Yeah. I think it'd probably be louder because he's French. Hmm. I just thought it'd be more amplified because it's SoCal. That's what um, I would think. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think you get some. I think you get stronger opinions about America versus the rest of the world if you go back, back east. east right, That's yeah. just from my own experience. Yeah. Um, I you know it's hard to overlook the fact that he's French in an American series. You know that's that's always going to be a factor. Um, yeah, I I definitely think the move was pretty stupid, but. You know, the decision was made so quickly, and I really don't think he went in there thinking that was going to be the outcome. You know, he just made he, he made a mistake, and I think he would be the first one to tell you he made a mistake. I brought this up on the review pod. Like, Craig owes him one, and Craig doesn't yep. ride like that. But if there's a chance to do it, Craig owes him one, and I better not hear any Star Yamaha guys nope. saying one word. He sure he definitely owes him one, and <laughs> I think you I think you will hear people complain if he gives it back to him. That's just the nature of it. They're going to want him to get some sort of punishment. The stupid thing, you know, where I keep saying it was a mistake and stupid on his part, is that you don't ever want someone to owe you one when you're going for a championship. That's a vulnerable position. You know, Christian Craig has nothing to lose at this point. He's DNF'd two out of three races. You know, I don't really think Christian is vindictive like that. But certainly if if Dylan goes to the outside and Christian's on the inside, I – can't imagine he's not going to want to give him a little tap back. Dylan is just going to make and, a make a, make a left off the track or a right off the track if that happens. Here, yeah. <laughs> Later, bro. Yeah. I'm out. It's, it's just always a scary spot to be in when you have everything to lose and the and, rider that owes you one has nothing to lose. Well, and hey, on top of being a dumb move, like Dylan's in this championship chase, he could have broke something on his bike. He could have hurt a yeah. foot. He went down. Like there's. Dylan could have had a number of things. An ACL or a knee right there. That, that right? was an awkward angle for yeah. his right leg. Yeah. He got lucky with that, that yeah. knee. Yeah, like yeah. a number of things could have happened to, to Dylan Fernandez there that as, didn't. But. And as bad as it was, Christian got off pretty easy too. Like he flipped, but he managed to save it, air quotes, as much as he could, I feel like. He yeah. didn't slap down as hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it goes back to my thing when people say they can't have rough riding because it's too dangerous. I always say, 
out of every 100 times something like this happens, 98 times both guys don't get hurt. We've yeah. had more injuries than every other part of Supercross racing right, from right. the start to the jumps to the whoops. Takeouts. Bowers got his leg broke by Barsha. Yep. We got, a, we got yeah. some more? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure a few. Craig's but fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, does, this affect, does this affect our test, Kiefer? Star racing. And Geico Honda. I saw a lot of that. People were wondering if it I was, haven't heard was, from Will since then. So people were wondering if it was Dylan being upset about us oh. testing the Geico bike. They mm-hmm. sent him out there to show Geico I, a lesson. I got a phone call from a very high up at Geico that said, "What's this? You were testing our bikes." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I don't know." Kiefer talked to somebody at Geico, and he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no problem. We'll be there. You name the time and place." Wow. Yeah. See, like very, like, very uh, uh, organized, organized, and, like, we'll accepting. Do it. Yep. Cooperative. Cooperative. Yep. Yes, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. Uh, so Geico Honda is more than happy to let Chris and I ride the bike whenever, wherever we want. And I think you telling the people over Twitter, um, yeah, we're going to test the bikes that has a stuck throttle and something's wrong with the brakes uh, very soon. So maybe that's not going to help us either. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that's probably true. Hey, you know another tie that binds here? Yeah. Craig's uh, brother or half-brother, Jeremy Coker. Yeah. Is on yeah, works yeah. for the star team. Yeah, works the star. So today, when we were doing the voiceover, like, how about one of the first guys that high fives for Andis is Craig's brother? It's amazing yeah, how yeah, this yeah, sport yeah, works. Right, how yeah. small the sport yeah, is. Yeah, I never thought of that. Yes, right, yeah. that was another good one. Um, uh, and the guy, by the way, uh, the voiceover we did today for Geneva, yeah. the producer of the show, yep. is Aaron Kennard, Trey Kennard's brother, who yeah. is also the cameraman for the TV show. The shot of the takeout was shot by Kennard's brother, Aaron. He was the cameraman. It's a big family. Yeah. Wow. The sport is yeah. so entangled in yeah. so many ways. And then you want to take out all the chicks that like MC banged in his Supercross title <laughs> run. They're scattered all and over. And what are they doing now in the industry? Chances are they're oh, married okay. to someone. Right. Yeah. Okay. Another Anyways, person. enough of that. Yeah, uh, we haven't talked about Jet, the Jet at all. Wow. The Jet was three turns from winning his first ever Supercross. In his third Supercross ever, JT, you are very excited about the Jet. Well, it's funny. I've been pretty, I don't want to say down. That's not the right word. I've been a little tempered. Less, tempered. Yes. Uh, Paul Parabinos has been, I, I think he would elope with Jet uh, in any moment. Whenever Jet would say, let's go, he's on his way. Um, he's just been on, you know, he's been on Jet's bandwagon for a long time, which is cool. I, I think Jet had impressive rides. I thought he rode pretty well outdoors. But in Supercross, he looked really sketchy. I, you know, I've seen so many close calls on top of the big crashes he's already had that I was just kind of like, eh, I, I think he needs to back it down like 2 or 3% and continue to, to gain some experience. This weekend, I, I had to give Paul credit because he looked like a different guy. And his learning curve and acceleration curve this weekend, it was un- unreal. I-, I really couldn't believe what I was watching through time qualifying. I, I know you weren't there to see this keeper, but he looked great. No, yeah. Really, I was, I was really there good. virtually. Right. He looked really, really good all afternoon. I mean, like a different rider, confident, out front. I, I mean, to do what he did and pass Christian Craig in the whoops, I think speaks volumes about the improvement he's made his dragon back skill i mean come on yeah. is, is that just 16 I, years old and i don't give a shit yes no because a little bit 16 years old and don't give a shit you would flip over the handlebars just like in everyone in the 250 practices <laughs> but uh i mean th- there's obviously some of that like like you were saying but i mean there's so much technical skill there yeah. every single time he was wheeling out of those whoops you know if he doesn't have the the skill set he has he, he crashes every time 
the biggest thing you wish, you know, with a few apps to go there, you wish you could just call a timeout and just slow him down a little bit. And I thought Ricky Carmichael did a good job of kind of calling that out in the middle of the race as he really needs to calm down. You know, he looked like his heart rate was about 300 and he was just losing his mind. And that's, that's youthful inexperience and youthful exuberance, uh, which obviously helps him. But at that moment, I think it was, it was really hurting him to where he couldn't reel it in. He just could not get a hold of himself and, and, get back on the pace you needed to to seal that one off. Wow. Broken collarbone, out for a month probably. What, did he have surgery on it? Did he play it? That's yeah. what uh, his super yeah. agent was telling us Saturday. Yeah. Surgery yeah. immediately. Yeah. Little, uh, we're going to have a little test here. Jet Lawrence has obviously captured the hearts and minds of the fans in just three races. I was super impressed. We had him on last week on the show. Yeah. Uh, I was blown away by how confident he was about winning. Like, yeah, you said that, and then when he was winning, I was talking to you about that. I'm uh, like, well, he said he felt he was ready to yeah, win, see, and uh, <laughs> we have about five minutes to go here. I'm like, hey, kid, like you just pressured Forkner, but I never really felt like Forkner was in trouble. Yeah, you know, and then he got tired, but then he also stopped in mechanics area, which I didn't notice during the race. But yeah, I was like, oh, this kid is like, he's ready. The book on him has been that he is just completely unfiltered. Like, there's a lot of thoughts that most riders have that he just doesn't even have so yeah uh i'm going to the race and yes i expect to win i think it's not even like a cocky thing mm-hmm. i think it's like a i don't really understand we used to say way back villapoto we used to say he doesn't get lost in the headspace yeah, yeah. just i'm i'm at a race i should win that's why i'm here right right, right. i think it's sometimes it's that he, simple. he got rattled with Stu a couple times but oh, not, okay. but not often right, yeah. right. i know there's and jt can probably attest to this the best racers i would say do not think a hell of a lot. Like, they trust their technique, they trust their racing skill, and past that, that's about it. Guys that overthink, I think, yeah. sometimes you saw that with Dungey. Obviously, he was very successful, but Dungey overthought a lot of things at times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, to JT's point, when I was in St. Louis when he was behind Forkner, there was little things that I never noticed about him, even in his amateur career. Like, he would wheel tap some things that no one else was doing, and it Although it was so easy to do, he was the only guy doing that. Doing it, yeah. So there's some things there that are that are very impressive. Uh, FlyRacing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, the latest and greatest from Fly. We got a Formula helmet sitting on our counter here. So if you're watching it, I think Mark's. We we got it in the shot now, huh, Mark? Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, that's called like that's called me and I being like simpatico on that. Yeah, yeah, Maxima USA. Schmeffins with that one. Uh, yeah, Schmack Schmeffins. Uh, Maxima USA Heritage can't be bought. Eli Tomac using uh, Maxima Oil as do- as does Adam Cincerillo, as does the Moto Concepts team, as does Geico. I helped put that deal together, by the way. Maxima the Geico. Pro Filter and Maxima deal on Geico. Did not know this. That was my my wow. doing. Commission. I guess they owe you a bike. Suck it, Mertz. Uh, yeah. Maximum Racing Oil has revolutionized the racing industry by introducing Caster 927 in the 70s. If you have a two-stroke, 927 is still the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. MaximaUSA.com. Pulp 20 is the code to save at MaximaUSA.com. Love the uh, uh, SE1. Live by the SE1. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Suspension clean, too. That smells better, actually. Yeah, I know. I've heard that. So, uh, JT, who wants to who wants to ask JT about Chad? Hold on, I have, I have well, one J- thing I wanted to add yeah, about JT Jet didn't that do the review leads, pod, so JT's got a lot this, to say. Go ahead. This leads into Chad, so it's perfect oh. segue here. I think it's partially what you guys are saying about not thinking and the confidence and just expecting to win. I, I feel like part of that is being Australian for some reason. Mm. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. They have this 
quiet confidence, and sometimes it's not always quiet. Uh, but they are arguably the most confident national nationality that I've ever come across. And I think some people take it the wrong way because it can certainly come off as cocky. But I don't think they mean it to be. I think it's just their culture. They're very, very sure of themselves. And I don't think they have a lot of the insecurities or doubt that most people have. And I don't know why that is. I, I, all I can attribute it to is just their culture. And, you know, that's the way they grow up. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. how they were raised and how they raise their kids. But it, I see it time and time again with Australians. So I think there's something to that. Um, I don't, and like I said, I don't think it's anything they view as a negative. I think it, it works out well for them and, you know, a highly competitive sport like, like Supercross and Motocross. Well, yeah, we remember well when Chad first came to the U.S. He races uh, Indianapolis, same night, by the way, that Carmichael got booed uh, for running into Pastrana and DV1. But in the 125s that night, Chad won. That was his first 125 racer. He wins. So he's, hey, he's finally in America and he wins the first race that he's paid to really win. And then he immediately says on the podium, yeah, but it's not the 250 class, so I really don't care. And it was, people thought that was so cocky, because it was basically saying, I really wish I was battling Carmichael tonight, which is like, you can't say that. Right. You can't say you expect to win the premier class. You just got started. But that is that was Chad Reed's brand his whole life. Mm-hmm. Always believing I can do whatever you stack in front of me. So yeah, I think it's, that's just the way he thinks. It's just unfiltered so thought. Who, who wants to ask JT about oh, Chad now? Sorry. Okay. So well, Chad. Uh, so, well, so JT. <laughs> <laughs> to add to that, I know Steve's favorite sport is MotoGP. Uh, two-time, I think, two-time world champion, Casey Stoner, at least MotoGP anyway, world champion. He was the same way. Oh. I, he he was, made, he was arguably the most talented MotoGP racer ever, and that's including Valentino Rossi. I think a lot of people put him as just, as far as natural talent, they put Stoner at the top. But he was the same way in every interview. And I don't think he viewed himself as cocky. Like, he wasn't trying to be an asshole. He just, that's just how they came across. Like, it was like confidence, you know? But he, they are not scared to share that confidence with anyone and everyone. Like, that's just how they are. They they are unfiltered, like we just saying. I know uh, Cowie guys did not like it when RV was hanging out with no, Stoner. That, that uh, <laughs> Stoner won that one. Yes, when we heard RV might be thinking of calling it quits, and then all of a sudden Stoner's hanging out with him yeah. after retiring young yeah. a year earlier, right? And then he's staying in RV's house, right? And then he, every weekend he'd be at Supercross again, right? It was not good. No, no, they were not pumped. So, anyways, who wants to ask anyway, JT? Who wants to ask JT about Chad? What's up with Chad? I don't. I mean, did you guys see his uh, interview with MX Vice where he's just saying Exclusive? he's not having fun and he's riding like crap? Well. Actually, I saw the one on pulpamex.com, and then I saw the pulpamex post race before the MX Vice jerkies got him. Oh, okay, all right. That's very similar. By so, the way. do you think Chad's thinking JT like, oh man, I want to pull the plug right now, but I can't because I'm committed to do the whole year. Uh, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's run through his head, but I don't think he's given it like serious consideration. I really don't. But you know, my question would be. What did you really expect to happen, though? And, and that's only because I know the work he has put in over the years when he really is prepared. I've seen it, you know, and he, he, he's really dedicated to his craft, and he puts the laps in and the, and the training in. And we always called him a closet trainer. Um, myself, Berner, um, you know, Andrew McFarlane, rest in peace. 
we'd always call him a closet trainer because he wouldn't tell us he was going to go do something and he would go running by himself and we would be like, Hey, what'd you do? Did you do anything? He'd be like, nah, I didn't do anything. And we'll come to find out he had gone out and done like a, you know, a 5k run with interval sprints in there and all this stuff that we would hear about later. But at the time he, he would not tell anybody. And, and he was a really, really hard worker, but he didn't always tell people he was doing it. You know, you would never see, when he was in his prime, you'd never see a training video really from him. Like that wasn't his thing where it seems like everybody does that now. Like it almost didn't happen if you don't post about it. So knowing what it took and what he, the work he put in in the past and knowing that he really didn't do anything this off season to get ready as far as riding. And part of that was the rib injury, but part of it was just, he was, you know, trying um, to put a team together and didn't have bikes. My question would be, did you really think it was going to go much better than this? He here's and, what he. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Uh, go ahead. Last week. So this is the interview. I said uh, last week, Chad, you didn't even want to talk to me. Which I asked him for an interview. He's like, No, I got nothing to say. So right. no mm-hmm. problem. He goes, I didn't want to talk to you. I feel good about saying I've never quit. Never ever quit. Last week, straight up, I didn't feel good on the racetrack. I felt dangerous. I felt like I wasn't safe out there. I couldn't wait to ride off the track. I didn't want to be out there. Basically saying he quit last right. week. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as painful as this is to say, it's the truth. I feel like you've got to be truthful. One thing I want to overcome, I just want to overcome that and go out and race and have fun. I still think I can. I was on the podium last year. Can I podium this year? Who knows? I think that I'm a hell of a lot better than an 18th place guy, but I need to find myself again out on the track. Yeah. That's deep. It's think scary. It's kind of probably the situation where he's older. It's his last year. Is there really a goal? I don't th- and I would assume, and JT would know, Chad is a very goal-driven person. He has a goal. Does he really have one this year? He might just be kind of in, in this little machine-washing spin cycle where he doesn't really have anything, you know? JT? Well, you know, going into the season, talking to him a little bit, um, talking to Dan Truman Moore, who's, you know, obviously in his corner and helped build the team and everything that he's on, the goal was fun. It was Hey, we're gonna we're not prepared. We're doing this thing last minute, you know, but we're gonna have a hell of a good time and we're gonna see how it goes. And that was what I heard over and over and over. So I think honestly, I think they need to be true to that. You know, I I don't think the results are going to come around, especially like he didn't really get to ride much this past week. He didn't ride at all, so, he said nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so where do you think these results are going to magically appear from? Right. Well, um, I think if, if you if they keep, re, you know, a realistic outlook and enjoy it, and like, hey, man, sorry, yeah, I'm not, I'm not much better than 15 to 18 right now, and that's just what it is, and we're going to try to get better, but at least enjoy it because I can promise you, 10 years from now, and I, I've been out of the game. This is going on year eight that I've been out of the game. Uh, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss parts of it, and, and no one likes to go racing more than Chad Reed does. So, yeah, I, I really look back on my last season, 2012, and I hated every second of it. I did not want to be doing it, and I regret some of that. Hmm. Fortunately for me, I've got to still go to the races, and I've kind of got to make good on that and, and really enjoy my time there now. But I think if he if he stays, he seems miserable right now being out there, and, and those comments he made to you kind of, you know, reflect that. Exclusive. I, I think he's going to regret not enjoying it more well, because that's what this whole thing has been about was going out, having one last fun year, we, and he, he needs to make sure that he keeps that fun in it. Can we go out drinking with him on Friday night? Is that going to help? I don't think that's it. I don't think that. Well, that, yeah. I mean, I, 
I mean, it'd be fun for us. <laughs> I know this going to help. Um, I remember, I'm going to try to get all the way to this point. We had Zacho in the broadcast booth at Bud Creek two years ago when Plessinger clinched the 250 title that Zach wasn't able to defend. Plessinger clinches it in Moto 1, has a horrible Moto 2. He crashes three times. And Zach's, Zach's like, the emotional drain bolt is out. He just doesn't yeah. care now. Yeah. He's won the title. Yep. I saw Chad in Australia when he finally actually said the words, I am going to retire, and he literally started to cry. And I think at that point, for the first time, Chad had finally said the racing thing, the goals, mm-hmm. like you're saying, Kiefer, I finally don't care. I'm finally not here to win or podium anymore. So I think he came into the season yeah. thinking, I'm not prepared, but I'm okay with it. I'm going to get bad results. I'm okay with it. And then I think when he actually started <laughs> racing and not getting the results, well, he can't quite turn it he's off. He's going like to LCQs. He, so. he doesn't want to go to LCQs. He, that, that, yes. takes, that takes more out of him. It also puts him on the edge of not making a main event. Yeah. Which All is, of that. I, I don't think he can completely turn off the expectations of the results like he thought he could have. Yeah. As a human being. Yeah, pride. Yeah. Pride, right? right. As a yep. human being, that's what you say. Obviously, I'm, Is this home life? No. I oh, just yeah. think I'm on a much lesser scale, but I am a very goal-driven person. If I don't have some type of goal result-wise, at least in dirt bikes, because I still like to ride and race dirt bikes, it's very awkward for me, and I, and I feel like I'm kind of in Chad's situation where I'm just a little lost. I don't know what to do. And I think in, Oh, you had you the nation- can, shot at the Nationals last year. Well, yes. What's we're the going to redo that again. What's the goal for that? To just to make it. Okay. Okay, so in Chad's case, um, he can t- tell himself and to team all he wants, like, let's just go have fun. But yeah. when you're a champion and you're that good, yeah. you need some type of result to feed you. And he's not getting that. So, of course, he's going to be... Down and out, and kind of, yeah. you know, what do I do? What's the what's yeah, yeah. the what's, what's the happy yeah, what's medium? The, what's the goal here? Um, all right, we got some questions. Think, on, oh, go ahead. What, one last thing, I, I think part of it too is he's probably a little embarrassed by how it's going. You know, like he used to just punish me verbally about going to LCQs and barely qualifying and being that guy because it, it came so easy for him, right, to be the elite winning level guy. Like that was all we ever knew. So I think part of it is just he. I think he's embarrassed a little bit to be back there and going. He's three LCQs in a row. That can't uh, sit well with him, you know. Uh, That's just I think a part of who he is. I can't do the Tapia thing and the Cunningham thing. I can't. I can't do it. I don't well, want to see that. Well, think about how he feels. Uh, I know. Like if if, he, if yeah. you're struggling with, it, think how he. Feels. I, I, I'm fine with Hill. Hill's good. Hill can catch him and pass him for the last qualifying spot. I get it. Hill's good. Brayton. Yeah. St. Louis. <laughs> Brayton, I'm fine with that too. Brayton got him in St. Louis. I can't, I can't well do Cunningham and Tapia. I can't. But he wrote, he wrote good in the LCQ, I thought. Yeah, yeah, you were all right. I mean, for, you know, better right. than what it's been. Uh, all right, let's go. Uh, I got an email for you too, JT, before we let you go. But, uh, uh, Jerry, what's, uh, what's your question for JT? Hey, how you guys doing? What's up? Hey, so um, it's actually for you. I was listening to the Privateer Island podcast yeah. uh, with Dusty Pipe. Yep. And. You were—I don't know everything I hear about you with Anstey. You don't sound like a big fan of his. I mean, I think it was a terrible hire for Supercross. Yes, and so far I've been proven really? right. Yes. Okay. Wait, so what's what's the why the belief that he wasn't a good pick? Well, okay. You want to make your 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 hay as a Supercross team in this sport. The Motocross Series isn't as prestigious as Supercross. Sorry, why can't? So if you're hiring Anstey. I mean, you want him to get results in Supercross. And he's, he, I don't know what he would have done. In this field? Where's Anstey in this field right here? Where's Bogle? Is Bogle's better than Max Anstey? Right, and Bogle's 16th place right? guy right now. Thank you. Yeah. So where's Anstey right now? And it came together late. I was really – if if they hired Anstey in August, yeah. maybe. 
Well, but they were giving him a month. And then what are they paying Anstey compared to Cunningham? And does Cunningham beat Anstey? Probably. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I, th- I think I, he'd be right. I doubt that. Right where Blos is, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, a borderline main event guy. Yeah, but if we spend some time on the bike, like, dude, his his first year on uh, in, in that. Granted, this is ten years ago, bro. It's ten years first... ago. Do you want to haul out JT? Because it's only been eight for him. <laughs> but I mean, he definitely has the talent in Supercross. No, he does. He was great uh, in his first. Great. Yeah, I, he had real potential, and the fact that he was a one-and-done with Star like yeah. every other one of them back then, yeah. I think it would have been fine. But, yes, you can't re- ignore the one nine podium? years of not riding. One podium? Yeah, but he's just fast. He's a rookie. Okay. Yeah, but but you also have to take into account that in the three years that he was here racing Supercross. Dude, it, um, it was so long ago, Jerry. It was look, so but, long yeah, ago. But, but he's still, he was a top ten guy 70% of the time. Okay, do you want to call Matt Lemoyne up? Because he was top 10 guy seven years ago also. Like, you know where I'm getting at? Like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, well, he's well, a I top 10, 250 guy seven years ago. Hire him up. So who could so who could HEP have gotten with more value than Anthony? I would have stuck with Alex Ray. I would have oh. stuck with Kyle Chisholm. Hashtag Dude, get well soon, Chisholm. Money, I would put money against on that bet that... Bet. What do you think they're Give paying? What do you time? think they're paying Anthony compared to what they paid A-Ray and Chiz? There it is right there. No Jerry, you're you're crazy talk. I gotta go. You're crazy. All right, see you later. Uh, I think the reason you go with Anstey is because, okay, A Ray at his best car. is making some mains and doing okay. Yeah, I mean, but there is a shot with Anstey oh that is magic. God. There okay. is. All right, yeah, okay. Is the right. upside? There's a big downside, like he gets hurt and doesn't yeah, race. Yeah, yeah. But the upside, I think, is higher. Okay. I'm not saying it's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, no, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. I'm not I think take, they were I'm like, not, let's swing for the fence. I'm not taking that swing. Right. So, uh, right. Paul, you want to talk to, about MotoGP style penalties? Paul. Uh, yeah, no. I just, yes, sir. Um, no, I just thought that when somebody does something dumb in a race, no matter how they qualify, you get minus 10 or minus 15 on the starting grid the next race. So, I thought, I just, just a thought, get everybody else's thoughts on, on how you think that that would apply and how how well that would be accepted. Uh, anybody on doing that kind of penalty? Yeah, here's the whole thing. What everybody wants to discuss is what is the proper penalty, but what no one can ever figure out is what is the infraction that incurs the penalty. No block pass, no contact is the same. So as soon as you say the penalty is anything, points, positions, qualifying, suspension, whatever you want, good luck applying that equally to every single rough riding incident, which are all different, plus now... Close championship, teams will be running, running to the AMA saying, Cooper Webb, uh, he bumped me in a heat race. Right. Penalize him next week. We need the points. So that's the problem. How do you decide the infractions are the same? Well, we've seen guys been on double today. secret probation. They get on probation, then they, yeah. then they, nothing happens, and, you know, you're just like, whatever. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, well, uh, that's, that's what I'm worried about. That's yep. another point that I had. I apologize for cutting in, but um, another point that I have, I feel like, okay, Retaliation should be allowed. Like, okay, Ferrandez hit him hard. It wasn't he didn't mean to do what he did, but he hit him hard. So Craig should not be black flagged or given a bigger penalty for coming back on him. But then how do you police that as well? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the penalty for retaliation. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. So you can rough someone up, you can start it, and then you get to just win that. They have to take it and they can't do anything about it. So it's pretty much saying, go start it. 
there will be no penalty coming your way because if they try to get revenge, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, the frontier justice is really what—that's the ultimate police, right? Yeah, I know if I do this to yeah. him, he's going to do it to me, so I better not do it. So if you don't let them get you back, you've pretty much removed the one reason. Mm-hmm. What did we say here? The biggest risk Ferrandez has right now is that Craig might try to get revenge, and he's in a title fight. Yeah, remove. Tell Craig he's not allowed to do it. Now there's really no reason for yeah, Ferrandis not nah, to do stuff sure. like this. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Appreciate Thank it. You. Uh, JT, um, are you, what about Ferrandis' probation, JT? Like, whatever. <laughs> are you like us? Like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something because now <laughs> it's if something. anything goes wrong, well, I think it's, it's better than doing nothing. Yeah. I do because now they have uh, a precedent set and but, there will be no arguing. If but there's you, anything. But you're not, you don't feel he should have got anything fine points taken away or anything for that move on Craig, right? You're I would have been okay with something monetary. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just to send a message, right, you know? Right. Uh, what, what, I don't know what the number is, but yeah, yeah. something monetary I think would have been fair. Just to be like, hey, dude, we're not going to stand for this, you know? Um, but I don't think I don't think you take the win away there, no. Right, right. Uh, I, don't think it was, I don't think it was an intentional takeout. It was stupid. It was ill-advised. Yes. But it wasn't intentional, you know, m- there wasn't malice behind it, in my opinion. It, it wasn't it was a Alessi on Tickle. It wasn't Alessi on Tickle. It wasn't Freeze on Pike, you know, a well, I, I Bowers on, on Barsha. Right. Yeah. I don't think it was malicious. Right. You know, it was just it was just a poor decision. Uh, we got a question on three from Nate. Nate, what's up? What's your question? You got a Ridgeline question. Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, uh, first, first just going to give some props to Marks. So, uh, had some app problems over the week, and I tweeted him. He had to fix them, like, 15 minutes, though. Wow. That actually, Probably Nate, pay Nate, more. Nate, I hate to tell you that, but that was actually me. Huh? Uh, I, I advised Marks how to fix that app problem. Mm-hmm. We're in charge of Marks' Twitter I, account. I told him about the, the Quan and the code and everything else. Steve read the law. Steve's getting very good at that on stuff. His, his off time. So, yeah. yeah so, but no, thank you. Marks, Marks got a raise this year, Nate. He got a raise this year. He did. And this is how it went down. This is what kind of boss I am. Despite all these guys that, that work for me and they, they treat me like garbage, they don't care about me, they do all this stuff that doesn't matter, like all this stuff, I said to Marks, hey, Marks, you're doing the video thing, right? Tell yeah. me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, you're good so far. Marks, you're doing the video thing. Yeah. How is it? It's a lot busier than the phone thing. No more Excite Bike, no more, you know, uh, writing code. Therein lies the real problem. No more Excite Bike. Uh, and I said, so do you, do you need a raise? Like, are you doing more work? He goes, yes. All right, I'll give you a race. And I gave him some... That's which every job was like, hey, do you need a race? Yeah, fuck yeah, why not? Hey, well, that's, that's how... Uh, that's, I mean, I was just being honest. Hey, is it more work? He said yes. I said, then you deserve a race. That's how I work. But yeah, but everybody else just keeps shitting on me. Go ahead, everybody shits on me. But but yeah, that, that's how I work, Nate. So It's true. That's good. I can vouch. Okay, all right. What's up, Nate? Hey, Nate. I fucking love Ridgeline. So I work in a manufacturing plant... Uh, for automotive suppliers, and we make all of the main bearing caps go in the ridges. So, yeah, wow. a piece of Wisconsin in your truck. The main bearing, what? For the, like the, the crank? main bearing cap? The main for the edge yeah, holds the crank in. Oh, yeah, yeah, for the crank. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The heart of the ridgeline. Oh, yeah. The heart yeah. of the ridgeline. Yeah. I make that bearing. Uh, well, thanks, Nate. Good job on that. My ridgeline's amazing. Kiefer's is too. Thanks, Nate. I like that. Uh, and uh, also, Justin Brayton is a big ridgeline guy. He's just a big guy, man. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Nate. Wasn't there one other pro that just got one? Vince Freeze got one. Adam Ettingnap got one. Why are you being like that with Nate? That just sounds like Nate. Why are you making fun of Nate? The Craig Berry. 
Yeah, I'm on a microphone uh, <laughs> through my computer, so it probably. Oh, okay, crazy. that's why it sounds okay. That way. All right, leave, Sorry, leave Nate. Nate alone. <laughs> I hope the crank. <laughs> I hope the crank just blows. Yeah, I hope your crank up. blows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to me, Nate. In the middle uh, of the desert on the way home. Right. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, LA Honda World. Thirty minutes from anywhere in LA. Uh, fantastic guys. Uh, go down there, see Steve. Mention Pulp MX. Uh, they'll give you a free first time oil change on a Honda, or they'll give you a hell of a deal on anything Honda, new or used. So, yeah, join the Brayton, Entignap, Freeze, myself, Kiefer. Seven Ooh, News Deuce was a little I said, while, right? I said Entignap, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry. So, all right. Thanks, Nate. Yep. Thanks, Nate. All right. God, you're a jerk off. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Jay's on four. Jay, what's up, man? You want to talk about Ferrandis? <laughs> yeah, just a little, little bit. Um, you know, we uh, you know, I, I was down in Melville this you know, this summer during that torrential downpour and that extreme humidity crap. But uh, I just oh, want yeah. to say, nice job on that. Uh, nice job doing that the pit race. You were hilarious. Oh, I forgot. Oh, that was. Yeah, my buddy Kevin Kelly, Red Bull, drove him up. He drove from Atlanta to Minnesota to do a pit bike race. And it was, yes, yeah. probably 110% humidity. During the national? Friday night. Yeah, it was, oh. it was okay. nasty. I know. I was so trust sleeping at night. And, and I get there, and he's like, can you help me? And I come up, I'm like, what do you need? He's like, I need it. Like, he was fading bad. There was... Nate? It was like Nate. Yes, it was like Nate on the phone a minute ago. He had sweated so bad. You're a jerk. We, I, we were like, I'm like, dude, go to that Alpine Stars rig. You are going to die. Uh, but it was really fun. Yeah, and uh, it, do you recall some of the races? Guys had big leads, so I just ran out on the track and started stopping people. <laughs> just keep it interesting. While they were riding, that was hope. Yes, was while they were what, what, interviewing them, while they were announcing. Where was it? Where was it compared to the Des Nations pit bike race? Well. Nothing's like nothing. That. Nothing is like that. <laughs> that, that. That was like being Paul Stanley. And Gene it was. Simmons. It was yes. amazing. Uh, thanks for the call, though, man. What or what else, Jay? You want to talk about high, uh, hurlings? Uh, yeah, um, you know he's he's kind of European royalty, and I'm, I, I don't unless you're biased with with Jeffrey the hurlings as you know he's not Jeffrey or he's not Sir Jeffrey Hurlings, but I think we should just at least give him the credit of calling him Jeffrey the hurlings. Him some kind of he's standard. a bad dude. He's a bad dude. He's one of the he's one of the fastest riders in the world. Jesus. Yeah, you know we'll see what happens when he comes over here. See if he can handle the you know the pressure. I mean the guy's fast, but this is, he, is this is American Supercross. He's pretty oh, big. Supercross. Coming over for super. Bra- are you breaking news right now, Jay? Hurlings is coming. <laughs> I, I well you know Hurlings don't want anything to, to do with Supercross. Don't. If you I was him, I wouldn't either. No. Nope. Stay where you are. Yeah, absolutely. He's crushing it. Yeah. So. Um, but you know we're um, we're talking about. Um, Kind of trying to say uh, no one likes um, um, Dylan Fernandez because he's French. I don't think that's fair to say. We love Marvin Musket. We do. We do. JT, what was that? JT still. We, we miss him. You haven't seen him yeah, for a while, yeah, yeah. but he's always beloved, you know. And, and, why, I, I don't he, think Marvin's beloved. I don't think Marvin's beloved. I've heard, Sorry, I've heard some harsh, harsh comments towards Marvin over the years. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I like Marv. Good dude. I don't think he's got a great fan base. I don't think he's got some some massive fan base here in America. For yeah, it's not like people are just standing cheering for Marvin. You know, it's not like that here. Yeah. I, I always say, all right. I, I, any of the French guys. Here's the problem. Some of them do have fans, and people do love them. The difference is when it goes sideways. It turns yeah. way harder, yeah. and it did for Marv, and hey, it just did for Ferrandis. People didn't like Chad Reed for a little while. Ricky, Ricky was the guy. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yep. Tortelli, Sam. Tortelli, yeah. Very good. Looking. Sorby, very good looking. Sorby was no one likes Sorby. Tortelli, no, no, yeah, no. Um, all right. Before we let you go, JT, uh, I got an email here uh, from Hayden. 
Hey, Steve, maybe JT can answer this. Why are pro-style jerseys not available for sale for the public? I'm not talking about race-worn jerseys, but let's take Blake Baggett, for example. Why doesn't Fly make a Blake Baggett jersey with Bubba Burger, RMA TV, AMA, WPS logos on them when seeing the pros race on TV and you think their gear looks cool? And then you look online for the gear they are wearing. The only thing available is plain old jerseys that look, don't look as cool. It seems like this would be extra advertising for free for all the sponsors involved. I would love to have a Tomacker Ken Roxon looking jersey with all the sponsors to wear. Love the show and thanks for the content. I, I agree. It's a great question. I mean, you have to pay these companies, but I think there's a market for this. Absolutely. JT. Okay. Couple things. Here we go. This is challenging. <laughs> Shoot it for down. One, because the the biggest thing now. Okay, the reason you can run. You know, Bubba Burger and whatever companies, you know, if it's a, whether it's Adidas or whoever, right. yeah, yeah. is because we're not turning a profit off of that product, right? You're there, it's a sponsorship deal that they have with the team, and that contract is with the team. Well, yeah, you owe them for, some money, you owe these companies some money to put their logo on the that's jersey. That's the problem. Okay, that's the well. problem. Go in, so going in and negotiating individual licensing rights with all these companies, well, not easy. What do they do some in NASCAR? Of want, some of them don't want you to have them. Well, okay, I get that, but NASCAR, Weege, no? Yeah, NASCAR has it, but I would say it's because they know, look, man, we're going to probably sell 100,000 of these, so this is worth the time and effort to get all these contracts signed. Right. I mean, we all like it, but what if they only sell eight? And our, and our sport's a little different, too. I know I understand what this guy's saying, but not a lot. I see it more now, but not a lot of people wear jerseys to the races. It's more East Coast-based It's East here. Coast. No, yeah. East Coast does that. Made fun of why? You wear a jersey in an NFL game, cool. You wear right. a jersey in a motocross race, come on, bro. I know. Why? The easy the easy thing about the other sports is they don't they only have the team logo. They don't have Bubba Burger and twelve hundred other sponsors on right. the jersey that you have to go work out individual deals with. It's it's mm, honestly no. even if you could pull it off, there's so much to it, so much legwork behind the scenes, it's almost not worth it. I'm gonna um, start I'm gonna start an eBay store. With all these logos, I'm not going to pay anybody shit. Okay, and I'm going to I'm going to start selling them. <laughs> all right. I mean, what what? How, how long many, until how they... many cease and desist letters do you think you'll have in the first week? Dude, I see these things that pop up on Instagram with the with the claw and Honda. Right. They're not getting no cease and desist. Sure, they do. We we send them out quite often. JT would just, JT would never make a Brighton replica because the fly is over here. This is for four inches no, tall on the jersey. I would buy it. Shoulder. I would <laughs> buy it. Directly, you directly would. answer um, Hayden's question. It's something we're trying to work towards. Um, another brand, as well as us, were in talks last year with Feld about doing this. I think it's possible, and they would have them for sale at the races. There's just a lot. There's a lot of legwork behind the scenes, and it's not as easy as it sounds. If it was only a fly jersey with the name and number of the ride on the back, and all these other stuff, all this other stuff was removed, we could do it next weekend. Well, Unfortunately, that's just not the case. Well, why can't you just do it like that? Because you have to go in and work out individual licensing deals with all of the other sponsors, and then how much do they pay? What do they think? You know, if you're working with big companies, which some of these teams have, big outside sponsors, what do they think that number's worth? You know, like a a, a monster or a energy drink royalty is a pretty decent percentage. Now you start multiplying that, there's no money left. So even what's the point at that point, right? It's, it gets really challenging where everybody wants to get paid. What are you going to make the jersey? Seven hundred dollars? You know, like, so what I'm saying is though, like, could well, you just make a fly jersey with a Brayton number ten on it and sell it just like that? You can, yes, but it's not very authentic. Oh. You know, I think people would just buy that. Honestly, 
Well, yeah, uh, Fox did that with Dungy jerseys a few years ago. And yeah. So it, it's been done, and it's something we've talked about doing. Honestly, for me, the the way we would like to do it is do it and have them available for dealer open houses where fans could buy them at a dealership and then have them signed on site. That would that was my idea last season. I'm still working towards making that reality. Um, but I think that would be a pretty cool opportunity to get autographs at open houses for these, you know, some of these open houses are getting 1,500 people at them. Uh, that would be a cool opportunity for both the dealer to, to capture a sale and also for the, the you know, fans who get something really cool uh, signed at the event versus just a poster. Yeah, because I think, like, the font of a rider's jersey is what people actually care about. I don't know if they care about the yeah. individual sponsors. Is if I have the same font as my favorite rider, rider on the back of his jersey, and I'm wearing it around, to me, that that's cool. That's what yep. I look at, you know? Or even a yep. hang and, that, and that's what we'd want like to do. That was, it, that's what they yeah. would be. It would be exactly the same other than all the sponsor logos just because of the, the things I mentioned I earlier. would buy a Thor 15 Fairy jersey in a heartbeat. Wait, wait, I have 40 of them in O'Neal? my closet there. You go for an O'Neal one? Uh, I like the Thor, Timmy. You know me, I'm an O'Neal guy. You are O'Neal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here right. we go. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> but the toughest one would be Zacco because I swear that guy's got more logos. He's got so many damn logos really? on that. I haven't noticed. Have you ever, seen, have you ever seen uh, Rocky Mountain KTM jerseys? Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. It's I unbelievable. I, I, the guy brought this point up the other day. I think there's maybe on Twitter. we got to go to commercial. but Okay, but jer- some jerseys or some uniforms, I could call them, so we're talking about the football theme here. Yeah. They look much better with all the logos on the jerseys. And then the guys buy that jersey because they like that outfit and then they get the plain jersey and they're like, man, it doesn't look as good. Like, to me, the logo sometimes makes the whole yeah. gear set look well, better. You can win one in Pulp Mex Fantasy if you're the weekly winner. So We give away race-worn jerseys. Paying uh, a licensing fee on this? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, all right, JT. Thanks, man. Appreciate you coming on. Flyracing.com. Um, quickly, JT, we have somebody. Mookie podium this year or not? I don't think so. I, I haven't seen enough in a 21-minute race to think he's going to do it. Triple Crown. His best chance is Triple Crown, which we have one coming up. Coming up this weekend, yeah. Um, all right, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on. Have a good night. Okay, guys. All right. See ya. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Michelin. Michelin introduced new exciting tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring. <laughs> Randy listens to the show. Oh, sorry. Uh, offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life for sport bike and track day riders. The Michelin Power 5 tire and Michelin Power GP tires offer the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. Of course, uh, Michelin Extreme Enduro is available as well. Of course, the Michelin Starcross 5. Uh, I have a set on my Blue Crew, and I, I can't believe how good I'm hooking up. I can't, it's amazing. 14.9. 14.9 for 7th. Uh, and also available, uh, the Michelin Starcross 5 is now available for uh, sizes 50cc and up. So uh, good good job for those guys for making that happen. Uh, for Check out more about these and other two-wheeled products. Check out Mich- motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Randy Richardson will be in studio here in a couple of weeks, I believe. Sweet, that'll so that'll be fun. Should be fantastic. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. Villaman's coming up. God, can't wait. Cooper oh, Webb's coming up. I want to oh. talk about Ricky Brabeck. Yes. I want to talk about... Caleb Russell. Mm. I want to talk about a video game channel. Wait, no, I don't. Not at all. GPs? <laughs> Maybe GPs. Maybe GPs. Okay. Uh, Marks is working the video. Lone Wolf's working the phones. We'll be right back after this, everybody. Problem X Show presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. 
those who love motocross know, Motosport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motosport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. 
Bruce also offers a wide range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Radio, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you and the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, their winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. 
Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams and Reliant Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. everybody oh my god that's Max show presented by motorsport.com and fly racing yeah we, every time you're in studio yeah. we give you a song and uh you've gone you've gone david lee roth for your sake i did yeah, david yeah, lee roth yeah. yes david yeah. lee roth uh a little bunch over here and there but yeah. more importantly some wrestling so, so i've we've had stone cold steve austin yeah. big supercross fan yeah big yep, supercross yep, fan yep we've had the Rock says from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You had the- his dad, Rocky Johnson, rest in peace. We lost him last week. And uh, now it's Shawn Michaels, but that song right there, Sexy Boy, near and dear to my heart, during my brief run when I was discovered for our backyard college wrestling yeah. association. Yes. Uh, I played Too Sexy Michael Hunt, and that was my theme song, Sexy Boy. <laughs> and all of my podium interviews were done in the voice of. That horrible singing yeah. that you just yeah. heard on that song. Ah. Yeah, I love yeah. the Lord. Unbelievable. Yeah. Love the Lord. Um, yeah. We're coming up with David Villeman here on the show. Uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Dylan Ferrandez uses a Vortex Racing sprocket to ram the shit out of Christian Craig. <laughs> 
Uh, Justin Barsha wore a vort- used a Vortex Racing Sprocket to win Anaheim 1 as well. Uh, fuckhead Will Hahn probably has a Vortex on his bike. Fuck Will. Jeez. Uh, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components, boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the show. There are exclusive discounts for our listeners. Trusted by champions like Reed, Stu, and Ferrandis. Hey, and he's worried about me making fun of the caller. Right? Look at this guy going hard. I, that's like people want organic reeds. Yeah. That's like the most preservative laced artificial. Yeah. Like that's so beyond organic. It's yeah. like gone all the way the other direction. Email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Mention promo code PulpMX2020 to save uh, on sprockets um, and everything else. Uh, what, what, what's wrong with you, Talon? DB said he wanted 30 seconds to put his headphones oh, on. Oh, okay. That was not for me. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, what does it matter for you if your headphones on? Uh Email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Pulpamex 2020 to save. Vortex Racing. Uh, I want to thank them for coming on board, of course, and they're going to bring you our, our next guest on the show here. He is uh, Supercross winner, GP winner, Motocross winner. Can we do the drop before he comes on, though, please? Motocross of Nations? Winner? Great radio. No, <laughs> the other one. Which drop? Eat, sleep. David Villeman, what's up, DV? How are you doing, man? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Incredible enthusiasm right there, coming out of the blocks. Um, <laughs> DB. You're, calling me after, you're calling me after a boring race, nothing happened, you know. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> DV, louder booing, Dylan on Saturday or RC at Indianapolis? Um, actually, I was uh, riding and on a podium in Indy, but um, and I was in a crowd. I didn't go to the podium. I decided to shut. I don't want. I, what do I'm you not mean? going to podium anymore. So I stay in a stand uh, with my buddies, and it was insane. I think I would say Anaheim. Anaheim was louder. Okay, all right. I remember I wrote uh, in Indianapolis uh, when you passed RC in the last lap. I wrote. It's okay that Villeman's French. If Osama bin Laden had passed Carmelik on the last lap after what he did to Pastrana, they would have cheered that also. <laughs> you were, you yeah. were a goddamn hero that night because you beat the guy who punted. Actually, sorry, he did, he Pastrana's did. fault. I know, he didn't even hit Pastrana. It was Pastrana's no, fault. Yeah. <laughs> if you talk about Indy, I think that's Pastrana's fault. If you it talk about Pastrana's Anaheim fault. 03, uh, yeah, that's Ricky that took him out. I think it was the e race. No, 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 we're totally talking but, Indy, bro. We're totally talking Indy. Yeah, yeah. Indy is, is TP's fault all day. Like, Ricky had nowhere to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it, it tells you how much some of the people know about the this stuff. You know, like, you don't do anything wrong. So. Um, and you got to what about So what about Dylan's move? What did you say to him? What, what do you, what's your thoughts on that? What, uh, what kind of did you guys talk about it? The thing is, that took a lot of, uh, that thing blew up, obviously. Yes. Uh, really? <laughs> and, and I always try, um, a lot of people on the show know me, a lot of people on social media know me. I, I'm pretty unbiased, even only for some stuff that I joke around. And Yeah, you know, yeah. I would agree but, with that. I agree with that. But I'm pretty unbiased, even, even we just here, you know, we, he in, interviewed me after Seattle last year where Dylan uh, won. And I told him <laughs> I wasn't happy with Dylan's win. <laughs> I, and I told him, like, straight up. And he, and he wrote it, 
and I don't think he was going to write it, but he wrote it. I thought, he doesn't run like shit. He won the race to run like shit. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> you did. You said yeah. he rode like shit, and then you're like, don't write that he rode like shit. And I'm like, but you're the one that said he rode like shit. <laughs> and he's like, that's not fair to Dylan. And I was so confused at that point. Yeah, because that, that was his first, uh, I think that was his first win or something. So, um, you know, the trainer said you rode like shit when you win your first race. It's, uh, it, it's not really fair, but I'm not happy. And, and I can tell you if, you know, when I'm not happy the way you ride, it doesn't matter the, the result. Like, Seattle last year, I thought that wasn't a good ride. Like, you talk about Anaheim 2 2020 Saturday, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm bummed that the, the incident happened with Craig uh, because that was Dylan's best Supercross race ever. It, he, he started back... A nine or ten or something, as usual. Uh, went through the pack, past Justin Cooper, past Austin Faulkner, no problem. Uh, yarded Faulkner, you know, uh, caught Craig. The incident happened. I'm sure we're going to talk about it. Um, uh, get back going. He had a lead on Faulkner already that he passed just a little bit ago, and Faulkner did not have time to pass him back even with the crash i'm sure dylan was like uh kind of like uh his rhythm was not there after the crash obviously he had to regroup right got back up was catching obviously the uh, jet crash which helped him and um you know try the hardest world hard and caught up Pass for the lead. I thought that the ride was amazing. That mm-hmm. was an amazing ride. That's what everybody uh, is looking for an athlete. Give 100% uh, the will to win. He has the fitness to go, you know, wide open for 15 plus one. And he showed, like, a lot of heart. And he won the race. Yes, there was the incident in the middle. <laughs> we can talk about that if you want. <laughs> yes, that little but, incident. You know, yeah. that, the, no, the you're right. Was, you're right. The incident was like two seconds, five seconds, and it overshadowed the, the other uh, 15 minutes plus of an amazing child ride, the commitment, uh, you name it. For me, I've been with him uh, not, uh, not the first year in Supercross, but his second season so let's say uh, 18 19 and 20 so that's the third season i'm i'm, I'm with him and that was his best ride mm-hmm. that was the best ride even if he would have gotten second after the incident and, and let's say jet doesn't crash he gets second for me still best ride even if he didn't win right, right. i think if he if he doesn't crash with craig and pass craig i i still think and i believe he win he still wins because Jet only had 10 minutes in him after he was like, he, he was out of it. You know, like, uh, I think he, he would have won without the crash also. So let's talk about the incident because you want me to talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here, here DV, well DV, DV, first of all, all of us are like, that was not meant to be dirty. It wasn't meant to be malicious. It wasn't meant to be a takeout. It was a dumb move. It was an error on Dylan's part to go for it on that part of the track. That's where we're all at. Oh, 
there's there's a few things. I've been obviously like I've been hammered with hate tweets since like I did it. <laughs> how about you the know, guy, like, how about the guy that said you the, the guy on Twitter right. attached, he said DV should be fined or something <laughs> like DV. <laughs> uh, I'm like what did I do? I was in the stands with my French buddies while watching the race. You know what do you want me to do? You know it's not like he has radio says just take him out. You know, I don't like Christian Craig. Just take him out. Yeah. I'm like no, it, it's not like. A, Karate Kid, like, break his leg. You know, like, no, it's not. You know, I'm not the Cobra Kai, uh, you know, coach. Right, right. Whatever. So, the thing is, to have a... With the crime, there's a motive. A motive. I don't think, if I can think about it for a long time, Dylan has had no motive to take him out. You know? So... um, he passed Justin Cooper. He passed Faulkner. In Dylan's eyes and mind, Christian Craig and Jed Lawrence are not a threat for the championship. No disrespect for those two guys. But on the 10 race series, I don't think Dylan thinks uh, those two guys will be there in Salt Lake City to fight for the title. Okay? It's for him, I'm speaking on his behalf, uh, but. I'm kind of speculating, okay? Mm-hmm. His, his main competition for him is Justin Cooper and Austin Faulkner, okay, which w- they were both uh, ahead of him before the the start of the main event. Uh, he passed Cooper. He passed um, Faulkner. Faulkner. At that point, when he gets when he's to third, um, Jet and Christian became his allies. Okay, his, his real teammates on the track, selfishly, is Jed Lawrence and Christian Craig. What Dylan wants at, that, at this point is past Craig, past Jet, win, Jet second, Christian third, yeah. and then the rest of them so he can get more points. You understand? Mm-hmm. But the second, um, second scenario is, let's say, if he, pass, if he takes out Craig... Craig crash, Faulkner pass Craig or even Dylan. He could Dylan could lose point on Faulkner. We we don't want that. Mm-hmm. If he if he starts if he um, if Dylan make Christian crash and Dylan doesn't crash, he he takes away two points from himself with uh, from Faulkner mm-hmm. because because Christian Craig and Jet are his teammates. Right now, because we got to be, uh, he, he's got to think championship points. He's got to think Justin Cooper is, in front, is behind. I need the most guys in between me and Faulkner and Cooper. So there's no motive. There's no reason that Dylan would take him out. They have no history no, together. No. It's not like a, a, it's not like a freeze pike type of deal. Or like a Matusevich, Bracho type of deal. They have no history, you know. I really like Christian. We worked together. We it did not work out. We were not on the same page. We decided, you know, we quit. It, it's we don't. We still say hi. I say hi to Paige. Uh, everything is good. There's no history. There's no motive. There's no history. And to to actually crash. Uh, to make uh, Christian crash is bad for for Dylan for the championship. So, yes, for me, 
was it a uh, did he pick the wrong place to go and try it? Yes, did he pick? Was it too late in the action? Was it like maybe a couple bike links too far back to try this move? Yes. Did he think Christian would have heard it and then maybe check out? Yes. But I told him. I told him you were impatient. That was stupid. You know. Mm. But was it malicious, intentional, and wanting him to to to, to hurt him? No, hundred percent, no, no. And if you you see everybody, all the I don't say everybody, but uh, with the days, you know, you could have taken out, you know, people in in, in nineteen ninety nine and two thousand. Well, you would get shit on motor news on motor. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. But today we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. Uh, people, you know, everybody has a voice now. Well, some, Back in the day, when uh, you could take people out, and then there was like uh, team uh, A rider, team B rider, and then they would fight and go back and forth. No, no, and no. Yeah. So I think nowadays we we you know we we give too much importance in the people opinion and the people perspective. So saying that, um, yesterday I went on and I checked, you know. And I told Dylan after the race, before all this uh, blew out, after the race, says, go on Instagram, turn off the comments. <laughs> You're going to get shit for a few days. Just shut it off. Yeah. You know, shut off the comments. You're going to get hate comments all night all for, for two, three days. Um, so I went just for shitting giggles. I went online. <laughs> I put up the YouTube for shitting giggles. I go online. I check. Usually he gets uh, between 50 and 150 comments every post he makes. I, I checked. It was like 3,000 hate comments. Yeah. In there, okay? Yeah. So, and for comparison, I go to YouTube. I go to YouTube. I go uh, DV, KDOT, Phoenix, 04. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I go on the video. I go on the video just for shitting giggles. And that's where we give too much importance about the, the, the keyboard warriors and what they think. Who, who, who are they, to, you know, who are they first? If, did they ever race a, uh, a Supercross main event? Um, Saturday night, Dylan went to 193 max heart rate. I saw the, the stat. I can check his stat. Mm-hmm. 193. That's the highest he's ever been since mm-hmm. I worked with him. Wow. 193. Yeah. The most I've seen is 190, 191. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think one time was in Bercy, which, which is weird, but in Paris Supercross a couple of years ago. Um, that was 193. That's his max I've seen on a bike Yeah. Um, on Saturday. So he gave everything he had. <clears throat> At that point, you know, you're 50 points behind. You crashed first lap uh, last weekend. Uh Two races, you're 50 points out. There's only eight races to go. It's not like a 17-round race. And then you know Cooper and Foreman on the back days, they're going to get second or third. Obviously not because Foreman yeah, yeah. crashed out and got far. But, you know, if they stay on their wheels, they're going to get second or third. Who's going to beat uh, them, like, straight up? There's nobody else. You know, like, uh, so it's going to It's going to be tough. It, it's unfortunate. Uh, it, yeah, it's unfortunate that... Part, a lot of it is because he's a foreigner, and you, I'm a foreigner, and yeah, you, you race that. I don't want to get in this. The okay, thing I cannot right. get in this 
in this discussion, I cannot say that because I'm French. I wish I was American at this point, but I'm French. <laughs> for me, for, I still have a French passport. I'm not American. I speak like a foreigner. I have an accent. Yes, I know. I've been here for 20 years. So my, all my adult life, basically, I spent in the U.S. Yeah. You know, my yeah. kids are American, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more American now than French. I just, just sound like a Frenchie, you know? <laughs> so, but I cannot get in this debate of saying, oh, that's because it's French, because I am French. You know, you could say because you're Canadian, which can say because it's American. And I was uh, listening to Daniel Blair podcast, which I agree 90% of his stuff, what he said. The only thing I don't, uh, don't agree is, he said he should get penalized five spots. He needs to. Oh, you know, no, he needs to go no. back. He needs to. That's what he said. But he needs to go back to Arena Cross and see how he got taken out and how many people he, he's taken out in Arena Cross and if he got docked. That was just uh, the thing I wanted to say. But <clears throat> the public perspective and opinion, it, we give too much importance. So I go back to the. All the hate comments didn't got in, on his uh, Instagram. That's only only uh, social media I check. Uh -huh. And then I go back to YouTube and check that video about uh, uh, Wyndham taking me out. Yeah. Which Wyndham came back 15 years later and says, "Yes, I wanted to take him out. That was intentional. Yes, and I took course. him out. Right, and of I, course it was. And yeah. I shouldn't have said that. But I should have done that. But Wyndham won the race. Won the race. Made money. He was supposed to get dogs. He did not get dogs. Whatever." Everything is fine. Water under the bridge is fine. You know, he, but he said it 15 years later that that was intentional and he took, him out, took me out on purpose. That was you go to, dirtier you than go Dylan's. To, yeah. Yeah. I think that was dirtier. Oh, yeah. yes. 100%. 100%. And I was talking to, to JT on Twitter. Me taking him out in the San Francisco 7 and last chance qualifier was 10 times worse than what Dylan did. You know, what but, about what so about to, what about go Dylan? Go, oh, sorry, go ahead, DB. Okay, I go to the I go to the YouTube uh, video of K Dub and me. It's it's the, the video is over ten years old. You know, it's, it's I go and I see all the comments. I see all the comments. K Dub is the man. K Dub. Uh, <laughs> K, K Dub is the boss. K Dub. Uh, uh, Seriously, owned by K-Dub, uh, this old team K-Dub. Like, <laughs> I'm like, how? So if you say in 2004, that's when that happened. If you say K-Dub is the man and K-Dub is the boss and you got owned by K-Dub, if you're in that team 15 years ago, today you got to say Dylan is Dylan, the man. Dylan is the man. Dylan is the boss. <laughs> and... And Craig got owned by by Dylan, which I wouldn't agree either because I'm unbiased. I try to be unbiased, even if I, I'm Dylan's coach, and I, I try to, to to get the the most I can. I squeeze him every day in my programs, in my writing, at the races. I squeeze him to to show me exactly what he showed me in Anaheim: the speed, the wheel. The, the fitness, everything. Yeah. Show me everything. It was good. The only thing, the, the mistake he made is he got impatient and he tried to pass him as a spot that was too sketchy. I wouldn't have tried there. Which we talked about 
there is we're not uh, big enough. You know, we talk about where to pass, uh, where to do it. Uh, you know, there was the 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 turn uh, where you pass jet, like you could get, and then the inside. Yeah, you could squeeze um, there after yeah. the triple, after the before the whoop. Yep. The 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 turn after the whoops, the turn before the finish. Basically, in in the one eighties. You know, it's tough to pass somebody the 90 degree turn, mm-hmm. which is it's not yeah. really a 190. Was a little more like yeah, it wasn't close and right. than the 90. But yes, did he? Was it bad judgment? Uh, mistimed it a little late. Uh, yes, was it intentional and malicious? There's no way. No, this, no, you, and then you cannot penalize it, and then you cannot deport him. You cannot take his visa <laughs> away from him from that. You cannot. It's 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 not. If you do this, then we we should uh, stop racing Supercross, and we do a series with only Super Poles because you don't want any contact. Right. You know, it's a contact sport. You know what I mean? So it's like boxing without throwing punches. You know that that wouldn't look good. Did he apologize to Christian at all? I think it did. I think he talked from what I've heard. Okay. I, I think uh, they they all squared away and okay, you yeah. know. Well. And 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 you have to if if you're Christian and you know we were joking around because Christian Christian moved over on Savaji one time in Phoenix or I don't know where he was. He took out Amart uh, in, in practice. World. Yeah, he took out. He a- took yeah. out in practice. You know, everybody done it. It was not intentionally or or maybe or it turned out to be bigger than it was. It's super cost. Those things gonna happen. I, I don't think nobody talks. Yeah. No one in should. Anaheim. No one should uh, come down on Christian because of these moves he's done three, right. four, five years ago. Like, oh, look at this. That's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, got, but yeah. yeah, yeah, but we do this. It's, it's just for shitting giggles, for fun. You know, like you cannot say Christian cannot say, oh, that was a cheap shot when when he did a, a, no, a super yes, he cheap can. shot on Martin. You know, yes, he can. so he can you cannot that. you cannot post on your Instagram story that didn't uh, took a cheap shot at him when uh, in Detroit. Or oh, 17, I disagree with he, you. He, I, I disagree with you. Everything he he apologized for the Amart thing. He got fined. He got to start last gate pick. Remember Nahid? I think he got last gate pick. He yeah, can, but the, he can't I come back. And, he can come back and say like, "Hey, Dylan cheap shot at me." For sure, he can. Yeah, just because he did it means he's never allowed to say anyone ever cheap shot right, him. Right, exactly. He could even say, yeah, that's the yeah, same no, thing no, I did to him. Yeah, you yeah. can't. But yeah. th- I don't think that was a cheap shot, though. That was, if you look at it, if you look at the, there was like a sequence of, of photos. When you see the first photos of the, every sequence that I saw, you can see Dylan's body position and front wheel where he sees he messed up and he's trying to miss it and stay on the inside. Yeah. You see it. It's okay. not him losing the front. True. It's not him losing the front because I, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, he would have went straight. No, he wouldn't have uh, no, he went was straight because yeah. the, line, the, the line was hitting the, the, the end of the ball turn. That was where, where he was. Yeah. So he could go in. He's not going to lose the front. He wasn't losing the front. If you took, take a look at the first picture, you can see his body position. So the bike is leaned down. Body position is straight up where he wants to miss something. He, he wants, and then his front wheel is overturned where he, he sees 
he went too fast. He's a little too yeah. late or too early or whatever. And he's trying to miss him, you know? Yeah. And trying, and then, you know, you can see, the everybody see the last one when, when uh, Christian is flying, but when you see the first one, yeah, no, he didn't want to take himself out. He didn't want to go down. Yes. No, why would he want? Of course. You know, it's yes. not like uh, the last, it's not like Osborne in, in, in Vegas. It's not the last tour on no, thing no. for a championship. It, it's the early in the season. He doesn't want to crash. He doesn't want to lose point. He doesn't want to get hurt. Why would he do that? Yeah, I agree. He has to be like, um, you know, like deranged to do it. Uh, we got a call for you here uh, for Brian. Ryan, what do you want to talk to DV about? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, DV, I just, man, I'm just hoping you could pass on an apology for me. Um, I was there in the stands that night. I'll be honest with you, man. I got caught up in the emotion. I was with my girlfriend, and I told her, I was like, if he ends up winning this race, this stadium is going to come unglued. And you know what, man? I came unglued. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Wow. I did. Yeah. You know. Ryan came unglued. <laughs> I did. We're, we're going to glue you back together, buddy. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? But listen, listen. I booed him, and I sat there in my seat before the 450, and I found his most recent picture on Instagram, and I sent him a, a, a harmless compared to everybody else. But it was after everybody else's comments later on. I went back and I read, and I just, man, I feel really bad. And, and I feel like I owe... Dylan and and the team an apology. Not Will Hahn. Not Will Hahn, though. Nah, no, right. you know what? Honestly, in my comment, I said, um, screw this team. I said, poo on all of them, except for Will Hahn. I like Will Hahn. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I know they're not letting you ride the bike yet. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyways, anyways, like, honestly, man, like, I read the comments and it, like, gutted me. And it bummed me out to feel that, like, I put myself in those group of people because Dylan's a great guy. And whether you believe in religion or science, man, we're all brothers and sisters. We all come from the same mom and dad, trace it back far enough. And like the hate and the anger just what, really what, bummed me I out. I understand. It, it's fine. I, I got the hate and the anger without taking people out. I got booed when I won race week. Um, I was yeah. waiting in tunnels. There's a minority of people that... They, you know that the 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 stereotype of of the bad fan, like the very biased fan. Um, I was waiting in a tunnel for the main event. There was people screaming at me, "Go back to France, effing Frenchie!" Yeah. That happened to me many times. It happened to me in outdoors. It happened to me in Supercross. It comes to the territory, you know. Well, and when you have you somebody be, like Jeremy, Jeremy don't you, you dare beat Jeremy. Yeah, but when you're um, French guys usually they they they're not very aggressive. They're kind of shy. They they're more like crafty. They they always go to the inside. They don't want to rub. They don't want to. Yeah. You know they don't look for contact. JMB, me, maybe one kind of was a little more more American in a way, but uh, Sorby, me, me, uh, yeah, Sorby. But I'm talking like big bigger names. You <laughs> Tortelli, know? Tortelli but, was a non-confrontational. Yeah, but yeah, he was like uh, he was in the mold, you know. He wasn't yeah. he was in the French mold, kind of like CP was, you know. He, he took cheap shots at some writers, but you know who you know who what, you know a French writer was aggressive, DV. Oh, I go Boniface. Yeah, sometimes yeah, he could have yeah, 
But usually the French are not. They're more like a little craft team or technical. They always go to the inside on the stall, always like trying to find like a, a nice line to pass. They're, they're not really American. But when you have somebody like Dylan, Dylan is like the most American French writer we've seen. The guy like when you see is is. Yeah, he's got tattoos, he's got a flat bill, he's got long hair, he looks so cow. He's got a hot chick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's not about that. About the, I'm talking, I don't care about the outside of the bike. I don't care. I care about on the track. He tries hard, you know, like, if he has to bump a little bit, a little bit rough, he, he goes for it. And this from the first season he was here, before I started working with him. You know, he's very dedicated. If I'm... If I'm with him for like almost three years, is because he's dedicated, he works hard, and he he does what I time to do. Because I would have been out a long time ago. Here, 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 here's my only thing I was going to tell you earlier is like, I feel as and you know American fans, I almost feel like right when he got on the podium, even though he's getting booed out to hell, maybe he should just be like, hey, yeah, that was a. Dumb move by my part. Just want to start off by saying I'm sorry to Christian. And I know at least maybe no one would have heard him inside the stadium, but at least that would have said a president like, hey, hear him. like so, hey, I apologize. Right. That was dumb. I admit it, you know, and then move on with the conversation. I understand that. I understand that. But I was in a disposition. You, 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 um, you finish a race, you like you right. question yourself. What should I say? Well, what should I do? You know, do you think and you, you, have, you have a hard time speaking the language? That's got to be tough. DV, do you accept yeah. Ryan's apology? DV, do you accept Ryan's apology for all the things that he thought? I do, I do. Okay. And, and I do. Then you know I'm what, DV, the and, apology, with all due respect, isn't necessarily for you. It's for Dylan. And if you could just pass it on, yeah. to him, like, hey, there's one American oh, yeah, out sure. there who's apologetic but, for his for his social media and and wishes and is happy that you're here and the best and health for you and the team and that, and just that, the West. Just, thanks, Ryan. There's one American out there that's sorry. Thanks, Ryan. All right, pass that on. Ryan from the Pulp Show says he's sorry. Um, yeah, but that's what, I, you know, I, I feel bad for Christian, you know, and I feel bad that's two guys that I worked or been working with and, and I've, you know, I like Christian. He's, he's a, oh. he has a, a, a great following. Like Dylan took out the, the worst guy he could have taken out. You know, uh, well, well, uh, with the biggest following, and then yeah, you know, the, Jack, even the Jagger's pissed. Family, the, the perfect <laughs> family and all this. Yeah. You know, not saying that in a bad way. It, you know, what they have is, is amazing, great. Everybody wishes they were them, but Dylan made that guy crash. Uh, so. Uh. And I cannot be in the French-American thing. I'm French, you know. I cannot, I cannot right. uh, use that as a as a reason. I uh, cannot, I cannot. Do Marks, that. Marks, you have another French rider that was dirty. Rene Cartier from Supercross, the from movie, moto- motocross, the movie, the motocross, the movie. Oh my god, <laughs> he was dirty. Another French guy that was dirty. But I want, I want to talk about two more things. Okay. Real quick. All right, one, we got we got eight you know, minutes before we get Cooper Webb on. So, uh, all right. Yeah, it's fine. The the champion can wait. Um, the, radio. the LCQ first lap. The French guy. Yeah. Got cleaned he, out he by, by Brees. By Brees. <laughs> That's did. true. Cleaned yep. out. Yes. Yes. 
Nobody said anything. Uh, no. Wygant, Wygant brought that exact point up. DD, there is nothing that you can do in an LCQ that causes any problems at all. <laughs> everything in an L- everything. You could take a knife out on the track. You could tape it to your front fender. It's like a, spear them. It's like a street fight. There's no street rule. Fight. LCQ yeah. is a no rule. LCQ right. doesn't count. Yeah. All right, what's your next point? Okay. Yeah. The next point is, and I've and I read a lot of uh, people talking about, it's the, the pass the first attempt of uh, Dylan on Jay Lawrence before that 3-3. Yeah. Everybody says, oh, he took out his real wheel and oh, this and that. Yeah. No. You know, it, listen, this kind of pass in Supercross has been seen 20,000 times. Yeah. The, the 90 degrees, I, I, I cut the, the, on the inside and I go roll in front of the other guy. Yeah. The other guy checks out, usually. But... But Jet decided to go for it to keep the lead, and that's where uh, he almost ate shit. He Mm -hmm. saved it, thankfully. But uh, yeah, anybody who says anything about that is ridiculous. They're not. They're not. They don't understand racing. Yes. Yeah, because I've seen that. I'm like, are you serious? They said like Dylan went for his wheels at the takeoff of the. (laughs) No, when you you can ask like everybody from the the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s, 2010s. This type of of a block pass on a ninety degree turn, where there's like a a, a a jump very close to the exit of the turn, we cut inside and then we roll in front of the guy, and usually the guy uh, uses brakes. Yeah, and and, and not when you're up, not you when you're sixteen though. When you're sixteen and leading your first ever race, you just pin Here it. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. It's is yeah. is a lack of experience or, or right. will to win. It's in a way, it's positive, but in another way, it could have been ugly. It could have crashed. But yeah. people would have said, "Oh, that's Dylan's fault." No, this action in the last lap to pass somebody, even in the middle of the race, this action right there is very, very popular. It's been done a yeah. lot before, and all of a sudden, he wanted to kill Jet Lawrence too. I'm like, <laughs> "Are you guys serious? <laughs> Were you born yesterday? Did this?" I've done this this move like a hundred <laughs> times in my life. Hey, hey, DV. said I wanted to take him out. Have you? Did you see when Dylan actually prevented Jet from taking him out? That was cl- that was a bitchin' move because he cut down and forced, you know, Jet. We were talking about this yeah, earlier in the show, like that was we, yeah. Uh, before the second, yeah, yeah, yeah that so was that was awesome. We we worked on that. We worked on uh, on um, this is also a strategy when. <laughs> You, you, and then you follow all the way outside. You don't want to, you know. It's tough to get taken out when you if you go all the way on top and then you, and then you exit um, all the way on the outside. So yeah, I thought the pass was good. I, I thought everything from didn't other than the mistake, obviously about. Uh, incident, I um, think, is and the star, obviously. Everything yeah, can you work on some starts here, DV? Does the, does the Cobra factory I not include our starts did. extra money? Did. Does he have to pay you extra money for the starts? Like, does the, the Cobra? He's got the fastest two fifty. Does the Cobra factory not include the starts? I don't know. <laughs> there we work on. Don't worry, we did. We did. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, hey, Casey and wants the thing to. Is, hold on, Casey the wants thing to. Is, like, okay. he, a great starter. <laughs> like at the practice track, it's talking well, like uh, Will Hahn is one of the best starters because they have like sensors with like times and everything. Yeah. And then he's always starting like is the most consistent and he beats Will 
uh, often. Not too many guys can be way off the gate. Screw well. And and on Saturday, nothing. Um, Casey, oh, well. you want to talk to DV quickly? Yeah, man, I'm a big fan of the show, and Thank I you. love it when DV's on. Uh, I was just going through some magazines in my parents' place a while ago, and uh, I was looking at uh, Eraser X from, like, 07, and I had this big article about uh, DV taking out uh, JT and LTQ in San Francisco. Oh, and there we go again. And whole thing blew up, and I just wanted to know what you thought about it now. And I couldn't find a video of it, but uh, I don't know if you guys can find uh, it. JT not, and DV, good. this was one of the all-time uh, Moto News fights. Where was this, DV, where you guys were going at it? No, but yeah, because obviously it's, it's, uh, I'm going to the LCQ. Um, I broke my my ribs the week before in a huge crash in Phoenix, where the the the, the race had to be a red flag. Uh, I'm struggling. I decided to race. I have two broken ribs. I'm 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 hating life, and I go to the last chance, and I'm fit. I'm like. Fuck, I'm not going to make it. I never thought about the provisional or whatever. I didn't even think about it. I was racing. I'm like, I need to be in the top four. I need to make the main. I'm not that, uh, you know, I'm not that bad of a rider. I need to be in the main. And um, so there was this rhythm section. It was a little muddy. I thought so the rhythm, the, the whoop section was kind of flat. So I did. I freaking bombed that thing on the open. <laughs> it's on I'm YouTube? Like, Is it on YouTube? Is it on YouTube still? No. So. LCQ, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure JT has the has the photo, and the photo is not really a T-bone. We kind of like side by side, kind of. But you know, he's, he's going to try to argue that's a T-bone. But yes, it was <laughs> it was high speed because it was a nice ball turn. Yeah. Like the ball turn was like not now nowadays. It was higher, steeper, so you can you could rail it pretty fast. And I went on the inside and. And he knew I was behind, and he knew he was in fourth, and he knew he had to stay in front of me, so he fucking railed that turn. But I went, I went on the inside, very, very hard, maybe harder than Dylan and Craig. And you broke his um, fork. You broke his fork leg. Yeah, and JT almost landed in a pickup truck that was in between the the, the lane. <laughs> Another right pickup so, truck in the middle of yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I felt bad. That was that was a bad hit. That was a bad hit. I uh, got fined a thousand bucks for that. Thousand bucks, uh, Casey. Uh, that's a that's a good pull by you. I like I like when everybody brings that up. Do you want you want a prize? You got a bike? Yeah, man. I got the same bike as Mark's. I got an 06 CRF 450. Probably more hours on it than Mark's bike. That's for sure. We're that's gonna give good. you we're gonna give you a firepower chain. It. All right. All right. Thanks, man. All right. No problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for holding. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, hold on. Stay on the line. Talent. Get your information. All right. DV. You've had your say. Thank you for coming on. It's That's always cool. good. Yeah. yeah. L- love having DV on. When are you coming in the co-host? I know. You, you always ask me when I'm on the phone, but you never follow up. So yes. we can't oh, make yes. a plan. I, I, so <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be a free after San Diego. I have uh, several weeks where I ain't doing shit. Okay. So I might be able to come up. We will, we will work this out. You can come play some poker and come on the show. DV's my favorite co-host. No, it's good. No. No. I... I uh, I have two resolutions this year. Okay. Is uh, stop gambling and uh, eat vegan. So Okay. Uh, okay. Nope. That's two big ones. That's going to be tough. So, so I haven't gambled yet, and I'm uh, sticking to the plan. You know, so okay. I'm going to have some, uh-huh. uh, 
Well, soup, soup right now. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. No worries. Have fun, guys. All right, yeah. see you. See you later. That's David Villeman, everybody. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Same sprocket that Dylan Ferrandis used to uh, not yeah. take Christian out. So. Oh, not malicious. Not malicious. Uh, all all good points. I will back TV. Yeah. One thing he is good at is he is not biased. For no. it. Like, he is so harsh. It's like shocking sometimes. Yeah. When he, yeah. So I know it would be like he just came on and defended his guy, but I, I feel like for with him it's legit. I don't always agree with him, but that doesn't mean he's not biased. Like that doesn't mean he's biased. Like I don't always agree with him, but right. I do believe that he is unbiased. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, definitely some other coaches, trainers, agents, <laughs> guys in a rider's corner, look, just right off everything. Parents, parents, chicks. Yeah. yeah and right here's off. the deal with DV. He's been like that for years, dude. Like, yeah. He didn't know me from Tom, Dick, or Harry, and he's calling me out for running a big board years ago, yeah. and I don't know the guy at all. Yeah. So yeah, he just calls can't it. believe he busted you like that. Uh, Roost MX, for over 20 years, Roost MX delivers professional-level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. They do the graphics for Rock River Yamaha team, for Benny Bloss, who crashed out uh, this weekend, but I guess he's okay. Factory Cobra Moto as well. Huge selection of graphics online, or make yours one of a kind. Roost offers a wide range of custom products from hats, T-shirts, backpacks, sticker kits, trailer graphics, and more. Pulp Nation is the code to save uh, to get your Pulp MX swag and follow them on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Uh, Pulp Nation saves 20%. So uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. Uh, RoostMX as well. Um, awesome guys. And uh, coming up with Cooper Webb here. All right. Okay. Yeah, right away. Uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free. Uh, communications manager for Suzuki. Full-time job in Brea, California. Imagine being the communications manager for Suzuki. You got a big job. What are you communicating? Is it open? It's open. Right now. Yeah. Manage the production, inventory, and distribution of advertising and marketing materials for motorcycle and TV business in the USA. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, your number one source uh, for job employment opportunities in the industry, and it's the first and only job board, both specifically for the industry. Upload your resume for free today. So please, Suzuki's looking. Uh, RoostMX.net, bringing you our next guest on the show. This guy had a terrific ride in Anaheim 2, terrific ride at Anaheim 1, defending Supercross champion, of course. He's Cooper Webb. What's up, Coop? How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Thanks for coming on. We were just arguing with DV. Not really arguing about with DV, but discussing the Ferrandis craig incident with David Villeman. So that's why we went a little bit late. <laughs> oh, wow. There's a lot to talk uh, about. Check that out. Yeah, I was going to say, I can could, I could imagine. Did you, okay, well, we were talking about this earlier. Did you, Coop, make a pass using that Ferrandis line at any point during the day or night? Like, was that a legit line? Oh, uh, ah, yeah, it's a tough one. Eh? No, I mean, I never made a pass there. Right. Um, we were going some laps inside there in the main. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, yeah, there wasn't really anybody around. Right, okay, right. so you at least could go inside. The inside was usable, maybe not to make a pass, but you at least went there, here and there. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I took that line, yeah, but yeah. obviously not with someone there, no. <laughs> yeah, we would have heard about that probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Um, hey, up and down season for you. I thought your Anaheim 1 ride was amazing, and this weekend was very good, too. Went after Coop. Or, I mean, sorry, you went after Roxon. Uh, but the second week, last week, still a little bit of illness, huh, in St. Louis for you? Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, tough few weeks. I mean, Anaheim, like you said, A1 went yeah. spectacularly well for the conditions and how I was feeling and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, basically, long story short is – Friday night, right before Anaheim 1, I just started feeling bad. And then, um, 
you know, didn't race Saturday and, you know, obviously probably didn't help the situation. Kind of felt like I left it every all out there on the track Saturday. And then uh, when I, I actually had planned to go back to Florida before St. Louis, so mm -hmm. I, I flew home and Monday I went right in to see a doctor and uh, I had strep throat and also the flu. So it was just kind of one of those things that week was, I mean, I was on the couch pretty much all week, you know, and um, with all the, you know, drug testing and stuff, we're pretty limited, honestly, kind of to what we can do to try to kick, you yeah, know, yeah. those those kind of bugs. So, yeah, I went into St. Louis. I mean, like energy level was a bit better, but overall just, I think, not there, you know. My mm -hmm. head wasn't right, and, you know, my body wasn't right, and, uh I kind of struggled with the track a little bit regardless, and I felt like it was a track that everyone was pretty much the same speed and you needed a start, and I had a terrible start. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was honestly a kind of worst-case scenario for sure. Yeah. Um, but it was good to kind of put it in the rear view and honestly kind of, I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's like when you have a – a bad result like that, it can it can be a good motivator, you know. And uh, so, like I said, hopefully get all, you know. I was a little. I feel like you have your one weekend or so where you you have a sickness, or you have an injury, or whatever each year, and hopefully I got it out of the way early. Um, it was it was a really great ride. Uh, closing in on Roxon at the end, how hard were you pushing for that? Yeah, yeah, we we're going for it. You know, I think. Uh, I was lacking a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. You know, those guys really kind of got on it and broke away, and I felt like uh, I kind of lost that toe. And then, you know, actually Jason got around me. and um, But, yeah, I mean, I was charging hard at the end. I kind of saw, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that I was I was kind of making slow time on them and then really kind of put my head down a little, little too late. You know, I think ideally if I could have maybe got going um, a little bit sooner. But right. – yeah, I was stuck with it. I mean, to to close down on the guys, you know, was, was mm -hmm. pretty encouraging. And, you know, I think Eli was on another level um, all day, honestly. Like, yeah. with his speed, he was, he was good. And I think, uh, you know, usually those kind of days where he's just on it, he wins by 20 seconds. So I was stoked <laughs> to kind of close, close that gap. It was the Wygant. We talked about this. Like, so Anderson was up front and looking great, and then he goes backwards, like back to six. Coop gets up there. I thought, uh, Coop, I thought Zacco was going to start putting heat on you, and then you pulled yeah. away from him. Uh, AC went backwards. AC looked great. And then it was the weirdest battle for three, four, five, six. I thought, yeah. I thought four different guys had it at different points. It changed. It so did. Much. It really did. Yeah. I think that track was physically pretty demanding yep and like you know i was lacking a little bit of speed and i think those guys had it early on mm -hmm. and i just think with the the two whoops you know the dragon there was there wasn't really a straightaway there was a lot going on on that track even the rhythms were mm -hmm. they weren't easy rhythms that you're just scrubbing through you know you had to time them all so i think physically it was it was a hard track and, and especially a hard track to not make mistakes on. So yeah. I think that's where it kind of at the beginning, you know, those guys had a little bit more speed, but I kind of stayed to my lap time, you know, throughout the whole main event. Sure. So it kind of worked out for me, but you know, it's, uh, 
it was it was still a good good main event. For yeah, sure. absolutely. I saw that you were skimming the whoops for a little bit, and then at the end of the moto, you guys. Well, not, he skimmed you got, a rhythm section. Did you see that on dude, Instagram? Holy did shit. You, that was actually fast. <laughs> <laughs> when he did that, I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And I go, dude, he actually caught up. It was amazing, Coop. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. But, uh, you're, yeah, that was the oh, shit moment. <laughs> you, uh, you started jumping through the whoops later in the, later in the race. Did that prove just to be more consistent just because they were getting broken down? Uh, yeah, and I, like... I kind of saw the the 250 guys were struggling heavily in the whoops, and uh, I knew the first set, the before the the triple, I could get away with jumping and I wouldn't lose much time. Um, but the big set, I knew like early they and and it worked out that way. Earlier, you know, if you could if you could skim them, it was obviously faster. But I knew they were going to get so chewed, so I kind of just went to jumping early that way. You know, I knew what I was doing for 20 laps, and I felt like once everybody started jumping, mm-hmm. I was already kind of ahead of the game. Right. But uh, I struggled in that set honestly all day. Like that was what I was pretty slow. The first set I was was pretty good in all day, but that second yeah. set I was I was struggling a little bit. So I kind of just committed to it, and you know, especially after kind of seeing like jets crash and a bunch of guys just getting squirrely there, I was like, hey, this is going to be the most consistent, obviously not the fastest, but, um, you know, it, it seemed to work out late in the main, but in the beginning, you know, like with, with Kenny and especially Eli Blitz and the way they were doing it, it was, it was definitely yeah. faster at the beginning. Those were, those are man size whoops there, man. Holy smokes. There were some yeah. mistakes going on with, the, with a lot of guys. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, like I said, I think yeah. we, uh, having back to back whoops and they were both, you know, the first set was, was just awkwardly kind of built. It had that big second whoop that was, you know, kind of strange. And then, yeah, they were, they were definitely, um, some, some, some big ones. And I mean, it's just crazy the how much the 450s can deteriorate, you know, a set of whoops. And so, um, you know, from, from lap one to even halfway, the things were night and day different. So, you know, that that was kind of my game plan was just to stick with what I knew. Coop, this leads perfectly to what I've been wanting to ask for a long time. The 450s are doing so much damage to the whoops. It seems like you and even last year, Marv, we know he's really good at jumping whoops. We would see you guys maybe struggle in practice when the whoops were blitzers. But lo and behold, time and time again, when the money was on the line in the main, mm-hmm. they would become jumping whoops. And a couple of my friends started to theorize do these guys need to just give up on setting up the bike to skim? Because when it counts, jumping or mm-hmm. dealing with cupped out, beat up whoops or is track, almo- track maintenance issues. Track yep. maintenance. Yep. It's almost always going to come down in crunch time to being the best when the whoops are bad. Have you ever gone to the point where you say, "Let's throw in the towel on blitzing fresh whoops"? Where we really have to be good is that last ten laps in the main when they are horrible. Have you started to almost just tilt in that direction? Because almost every week, this is the way it turns out anyway. Oh, I mean, no. I know what you mean. <laughs> no. Honestly, like, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, you know, in pra- practice is so valuable for a gate pick and same with the heat. That, okay. You know, that's where I feel like, I, like I've made a, a step since last year. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I'm not up to the top guys in the warp speed, but I feel like I'm, I'm that you know, five to ten mm-hmm. speed, I guess, through the whoops. But like you said, I think I think just 
the difference in it really is, you know, when you have two sets of whoops like we did, plus a dragon, and especially big set, I mean, we did, what, 24 laps, right. double that, you know, that's how many times you're hitting the whoops in, in a main event, and I think it's physically on the on your body and, you know, breathing and holding on, the whoops are the toughest part, so, you know, physically, it's it takes a lot of effort to just blitz a whoop section, you know, like a madman. And I think that's why in practice you'll see, you know, the guys really for their fast laps, you, you almost, I wouldn't say get lucky, but you just grab a handful and kind of wow. know that that's, hey, that's going to play out for this lap. And then I think you saw like in the main event, you know, the guys will get it right, but maybe yeah. every third or fourth lap they're, they're having a moment in the whoops. So, I mean, obviously it's something that, that I need to learn and be better at and adapt. But like you said, I think with the, the diff, I think personally like the difference between, you know, these days and maybe even five, six years ago, which people don't realize is when they go from laps to, to time main Times, events yeah. and, and time heat races, we're adding two laps in a heat race mm -hmm. between four heat races. You know, you're adding one to two laps and two LCQs, and then you're adding four to five laps in both main events. And it doesn't, doesn't sound like a lot, but when you add that all up, you know, it's you're looking at 20 to 30 extra laps on, on the track that used not to be there. So, Do, do you ever ride – do you ever just – Ask your team, or does the team ever go to you and be like, hey, you're going to ride a fucked up track today. It's going to be completely blown out. This is what we're riding. I mean, honestly, I think that's one of the the things we do really well in, in Florida. Um, you leave it? Our track gets prepped Monday, and, you know, if something gets dangerous or sketchy, they'll fix it. But mm -hmm. we ride that track all week. So, um, you know, I think that's where actually right now with – I kind of been. I'm so, I, I like you said before. Like I kind of set my bike up and everything so much for the main events that, to me, that's why I've actually been struggling a little bit in practice. So that stuff we've been working on is to, to actually get you know, some some compliance when the track really isn't hammered. So uh, you know, it's yeah. obviously great to, you want it to work in the main event, you know, really nice, but you also need to have it. Uh, working well for for the rest of the day too you so. uh, you talk about the qualifying laps uh, i happened to watch marty's in the second session um marty's fall, fast lap coop and uh you want to talk about loose through the whoops <laughs> <laughs> i mean good for marty he like he, he got the pole or like he even got the fast time like that's awesome good yeah. god was he was he going for it you know what i mean yeah. and he, like again yeah he can't do that again you know so uh yeah, but, yeah good for marty um, <laughs> hey, uh, Phil was in studio a couple weeks ago. He was here in Vegas. Oh God, uh, that's when we tried to get you on, but your voice was shot. Um, yeah. He was, he was, he was awesome. He had a lot of things to say about Supercross. You would think, Coop, that Phil was a two-time Supercross champion, the expert that he is on the indoor stuff. Oh, with his advice, you would think he's the greatest Dude. rider to ever throw a leg over a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just talks so confidently. I always had to laugh. I was like, listen to this guy. We were busting his balls. We're like, Phil, just because you won the Canadian Supercross title with three rounds, uh, you know, like, it doesn't oh, mean. Oh, no, Larry, I get, I get a text every Saturday on what I'm doing wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Good, good to know. 
Uh, he brought your other buddy in here. I forget his name now, but I bought him dinner. Good guy. Uh, what's? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, my buddy from North Carolina, Matt. Matt, yeah, yeah, good guy. Uh, he was in here as well. Yeah. So uh, fun fun times with Phil. Uh, we got a call from Ratcliffe for you. Uh, Ratcliffe, what's up? You're on with Cooper Webb, the defending uh, Monster Energy Supercross champion. What's your question for him? Awesome. Hey, uh, Cooper, congratulations on a nice, uh, consistent start to the season, aside from uh, the one time you were sick. I just had a quick question yeah. about, uh, I know you always thank your mechanic, Carlos, and I know he was Ryan Dungey's mechanic as well. You want to expand on how he helps you uh, daily or at the races and how valuable he is to your program? Yeah. No, Carlos is, I mean, I've, I've had a bunch of great mechanics, um, but he's been a, a huge asset for me when I came here. Just um, experience alone, you know, goes such a long way, and, and especially with the way the class is now. But uh, he's a very – he's just so smart and uh, such attention to detail, and the guy knows a lot, and, and especially with uh, the mental side of things and just kind of, you know, when and how he approaches things and what to say and when to say it. Um he was one of the guys that really kind of helped me with my starts. Um, you know, so he brings a lot to the table, and, and especially on race day, you know, just uh, with with me, I think when I especially came to the team for the first time, I was um, – I had the skill, but, you know, I think the maturity level and, and also the experience wasn't quite what I what, – is what I was needing, and I think he was a guy that really – I kind of liked it. He he came right away and said, you know, there ain't going to be any bullshit. You're not going <laughs> to, you know, act like you used to act. You're going to you're gonna change your ways, and you can either listen to me or not, but I'm going to tell you the truth every time, and I'm not going to tell you what you what you need to hear. I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. So for me, that works awesome, and uh, I feel like we have a, a really good relationship, and I was very lucky to, to be with him on the team. Uh, Coop, I oh, was thanks, gonna, Ratcliffe. Thank yeah, you, by thanks. the way. Thanks. Coop, I was going to ask, um, we, after last year, you would always pull it out in the main event. It was always where you put in your best work. So we had this whole narrative for months over, you never know a Coop, man, no matter how bad the day's going, the yeah. dude pulls it together. Yep. And then Anaheim 1 was like, next level pulling it together. <laughs> You're sick. What were you, like 15th in practice or something? Yeah. And then yeah. you still get a damn podium. Did finally not pulling it together at round two, was that almost a little wake-up call like, hey, I... I I can't just rely on this to magically pull together every week. Was that? Did you almost need yeah. a little bit of that? No, 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 for sure. I mean, honestly, it was like I kind of touched on earlier. Like it's it sucks, you know. But it was a a, a really big eye opener, and you know, obviously, I think now that I'm healthy, you you take for granted a lot on your health on how bad I was actually feeling. But at the same time, you know, that's that's what you're dealt sometimes, and it's. Uh, I think for me it was one of those things where I kind of felt like, hey, I have it under control. Like, yeah, you know, qualifying wasn't great at Anaheim. It obviously wasn't great at St. Louis. Don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll pull it out. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like, no, you know, you need to, to figure this shit out and, you know, go faster or um, be more competitive and, and get going. So I think it was good. You know, it's, it's good to kind of get your ass kicked every once in a while and, and – look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, it's time to be better and it's time to, to step up and and work on the things you're doing wrong. And I think, you know, especially with the number one plate, it, it's like, hey, don't worry, guys, I got it. You know, I, I was able to do it last year. And 
and things evolve. You know, this year is a lot more gnarly, and everyone's better than they were last year. So I need to, you know, be, do the same. So, like you said, obviously, I think it's a, it's a good quality that I'm I'm going to keep and and not get flustered by. You know, if I am having a bad day, but <clears throat> it's something I'm working on to to be in the fight all day. You know, because I think that'll that'll excel me even more in the main event. Uh, we talked about your bike in the main event and what you feel and how you want a, the bike to feel. Has your bike changed from last year? Have you done anything different this year compared to last year? Uh, we, <laughs> we we tried a lot to uh, – I wouldn't say a lot. We tried a few things to try to help me out in the whoops. Um, and basically we're back to what I raced with last year. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You gotta, yeah, our bike's so good that you know we're always trying to make progress, and um, you know we we fine tuned some things since last year, obviously, but um, kind of went back to base and worked from there, and um, made some progress even today. Even you know just kind of fine tuning and and getting it to where I can, uh, you know, at, at this level, it's everyone's so close and so fast. So any little progress you can make is is huge. Um, no. No teammate for you this year, obviously, with Marv's injury. We kind of thought they'd fill in. We thought they'd put somebody there. They didn't. How's that been for you? I mean, you got – even Frankie's probably standing over there trying to help you out. Um, you got all these guys. What's that been like for you? Do you like it? Is it weird? Or how is that? Oh, I mean, it's it sucks. Obviously, Marv got hurt. Yeah. I mean, he's a huge asset to the team. And, you know, he's obviously a, a great rider and, and a championship-caliber guy. So – sucks not having him for sure um it is weird you know i've I've never not had a teammate um so it, it was a little strange you know you definitely have kind of all the eyes on you and everyone's watching you but uh there's there's pros and cons i mean it's nice to kind of have a teammate to bounce ideas off of and, and especially a guy mm-hmm. like marv who you know is is such a great rider and does a lot of cool stuff throughout the day that you can kind of pick up on but as well as settings, you know, when you have kind of two guys, if if something works, you can kind of bounce it off each other. But yeah. uh, at the same time, you know, it's been been good to to have, I guess, the full attention and and mm-hmm. everybody be be on board and trying to help you. So uh, yeah, like you said, it's uh, it's a little different, but. Um, so far, it's it's been pretty good. I went to uh, when I was at Yamaha. Red Dog hurt, Villaman hurt, and Chad was the only guy that year. Uh, oh four, whenever the, him and Ricky went one two three, yeah, the last yeah. whatever rounds that was. And yeah, like we're all standing around. It's one guy. The truck's super quiet. Chad's in his motorhome, and we're just all do do do. Like we're like it was weird for sure. Like to have the one yeah. guy underneath the truck, but uh, no, it, it's like you said, it's a lot of. When you look at a big picture, it's a lot of effort and a lot of personnel being yeah. being there for for just me. So I mean, it is at the end of the day. It's act, you know, it's cool to have that support, but you know, uh, sucks that it had to happen through injury. Yeah, I don't even know if you listen to all this shit or what you read into the stuff, but like, I feel these two guys sitting here in the studio. We did these Racer X preview shows. Damn it. They didn't have your back, bro. Damn it. Okay? I feel like you were under the radar. You have a number yeah. one on your bike. I'm on my sixth straight year predicting Hold Eli on. Tomac. I'm sorry. I, I was like Anderson repeat last year. I sat I there that too. and go, what about Coop? He killed it last year, won a shit ton of races, races. Got, a, got a number one plate, and you're just still not really quite there for 2020. I don't get it. But here I am sitting there 
Orange Brigade life, just push and yeah. coop. You are. You have been. You've been you pushing. Yeah, they were on it. Yeah. Going into uh, last year. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Seth. Seth Rarick was telling me. He's like, dude, last year, Kiefer called it. Yep. yep. You did. Called yep. it. Yeah. He he really did. And uh, and I'm just I yeah. Yeah, I got nothing. I got no comeback for that. I just, I mean, I Tomac every single year. <laughs> Thanks, Eli. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> um, that's why they're the experts, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, us and Phil, us yeah. and Phil, we're experts. Actually, I called Anderson to repeat last year, oh, and you blew did? up in my face. So okay. I'm like, I'm taking a different strategy. I'm not going with the champion right, anymore. Right, right, and right. that's, I don't know if that's going to work either. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Who knows? Uh, hey, Coop, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. And uh, and good rides, the, the two of the three rounds, man. Absolutely. Especially being sick. That Anaheim one ride, but that's, that's, that's all time there for sure. And a lot of us are like, oh, shit, look at Coop. We forgot. And uh, so thank, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Good luck with the rest of the year, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right. Have a good show. Thanks, man. See Appreciate ya. it. That's, uh, that's Cooper Webb, everybody. Red Bull KTM defending champion brought to you by RoostMX.net. Sorry. What are you doing? Why are you throw that out there? I was just thinking about it. I just hope and pray that you guys never listen to this stuff or watch this stuff, man. Uh, Here's my problem, man. I, I, I have to learn my lesson on this. Cooper has such a reverse way of doing these things. We have insider info, and you hear things like Cooper doesn't light it up in November at the test track. He's mm-hmm. never a flying at the test track guy. And if you don't know any of this, you wouldn't read into it, but you'll hear, oh, man, oh, here it is not going so fast. I just need to realize with Cooper Webb, none of that matters. Yeah, he's, none a, of it matters. No, he's a gamer. And he, he's the he's, type of guy. He's a gamer. He's yep. the type of guy that's, like you said, he can get 12th yes. and then come back and fucking win the next week. Well, I yes, just, like, and I need to realize that just because in November you're hearing people be like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know if he's flying at the test track. It doesn't matter with him. No, with right. other guys, it matters. He, he uh... Because you know what he's won his whole life, everything else. You, well, you, you're on Adam Cincerillo's payroll. So what, what do you? You know. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's why. why. Uh, we got some questions here. Zach, you want to talk to Chris Kiefer about some gearing or something? <laughs> Zach. Yeah. Hey. Uh, what's going on, Kiefer? What's going on, Mathis? What's up, man? Actually, I thought of two different questions while I was on hold. The first one is uh, the, I got a 2018 450 FX. Um, I love it other than I don't like the gearing, the gear ratio so far. Uh, first and second gear, they seem really short, and I'm not sure if throwing a 14-tooth front, front sprocket will help with that or if that will hurt with that. Uh, YZ FX, you're saying? Yeah, the 2018 YZ yeah. 450FX. Funny story about that. So when Gary Sutherland was riding off-road, he actually chose the YZ 450F just because of the transmission ratio because he felt like it was better and he could use second gear more. Um, so he did try. He went to a 1453 on the FX, and he thought that he could use second gear a little bit more. He would said first gear was absolutely useless, so I don't think you're going to be using that gear that much unless you're riding tight woods obviously and if you are i don't got much for you because we really don't have that out here but 1453 also was just a little bit better second and third gear and then also for chassis feeling on acceleration so it kind of helps balance that that swing arm when you're accelerating okay perfect because i i ride like national hand hound type uh, style riding in, in oh, california yeah. so well then perfect and that's, that's what, what he was talking about yeah, so the fourteen fifty three would be the best best gear ratio for that. I would I would assume so. Yes. All right, and then uh, my second question is uh, the Thomas Covington. I was actually super looking forward to him doing good. And then I saw he signed with Yamaha. Then he just disappeared back to Europe. What was the 
Yeah, he had a two-year deal. I mean, Thomas Covington's rock star energy Husky ride will go down in history along with Matt Moss's rock star energy Makita thing as just the all-time, like, WTF. Like, Moss is worse. Moss was worse? There's no way anyone even remembers what you're even talking I about. I don't. I don't. He was Dungey's teammate in 2010. Dungey won everything. And Suzu- on Suzuki. Factory Suzuki. There was Dungey winning everything, and then there was some other guy on the same bike, same team. Wasn't, couldn't even finish races. I, I don't even know. I can't I believe know. how bad Tom was at Supercross. I, 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 I don't know it's, what happened. Yeah. I don't know why he was so bad, but yep. holy smokes. Yeah. It was, wasn't, good, wasn't good, Zach. He was actually European. He wasn't even American. Because yeah. that's what you expect out of a European rider, right? Not very good at Supercross yeah. and better at Motocross. Yep. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Janky Mike. Hello. Is this an after dark question or is this. Uh, yeah, you, no, you hey, standing no, over the bedroom? Hey, my, wife, my wife is at work. We're good. We're safe. Okay. All right. A um, couple things. So I went to A1. As I saw you, thanks again for dinner. I didn't I didn't PayPal you. Sorry about that. I'm not dark side. Um. DD looks so depressed to be at the races. He does. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah. Like my buddy Keith and I were we're watching practice and we're standing like right behind him. He's in these little chairs in the in the industry section. He just like has his hood on and he just looks he looks fucking depressed to be there. Now here's my thing. Here's my thing about being there watching practice. Oh my god! I want to go. be down near the track. I I battle this with Steve all the time. I don't want to be up in the press box. I want to be down with the people. Watching practice near the track. I want to smell. I want to feel. I want to do all the things down there. But the bad news is, is when I'm studying and watching practice, people want to fucking carry conversations on with me, and I don't want to talk. I just want you were to. In one, you were in one for the whole fucking session. Yeah, I, I want to study. That's when I'm looking at riders. I'm watching what they're doing, and then people want to say, hey, you know, let's talk about life. And I go, it's not the time. I don't want to do that right now. I want to study the, the track. So I might have been pissed off because someone was trying to talk to me. So if you see me well, watching practice during daytime, just don't talk. We'll wait. Just wait. Jesus, fucking feisty. Um, next question. On a, <clears throat> on a Jets bike for, um, God damn it, St. Louis, um, he said his brake wrapped around the foot peg, yeah? Yeah, somewhat. Does did he not have a brake snake on, or is that so much that he just ripped it off? Probably? Snapped it, bro. Oh, snapped he, it. He snapped the snake. Yeah, we we found uh, uh, by unbelievable. We happened to have a photo of him going over the jump, and the it wasn't wrapped around the foot peg. It was ninety degrees to the right, mm. the brake pedal. Okay, and there's a brake snake snapped in half. That's wow. freaking. That's, that's a hell of a load. I had a brake snake break. Yeah. What, what is that? It's a hell of a load, bro. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesus. Now we're after dark. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, hey, you guys have a good show. Thank hey, you. can you believe? Hey, Janky. Here we go. I already know this is going. Janky. Heather runs the program, yep. doesn't she? Oh, you got to have oh my, my. You got to have my back on this. Janky. Janky. Fuck you. Fuck you, Chris. Oh. She runs your shit. Thank you. Thank you. you. She runs your shit. You 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 snap at her a little bit, but overall. Overall, she runs it. yes. And hey, today on the group text, he's like, "Hey, I'm going to go to the sandwich shop. Does anybody want sandwiches on his way to on his way to the studio?" And we're like, "No, that's okay." I, I, we made some jokes about sandwich shops because I like Firehouse better than he does. Then Heather goes to him, babe, offer them coffee. And then he goes, would anybody like some coffee? <laughs> you <laughs> fucking he, dick. He runs, oh, a deal. God. He runs, runs the deal. I'm sorry. I'm trying runs. to be nice. 
You know, he, he comes off like he runs the deal, like he's big bad Chris a little bit. Hey. But overall, she if, if he things. doesn't have his needs ready, oh yeah, oh it's done, dude. Oh yeah. And, and by the way, to him at the races, Janky, you you got like we we witnessed it, like. He's, I didn't even uh, say anything to you guys. I was doing my own shit. I can't believe you guys do this shit. I, oh, you were de- you're tapping out. I, I was tired. I know he has a leash. He has a leash that only goes so far, like it stretches from his house. It does. He was so far stretched in St. Louis that uh, that shit snapped. He's going to Indy in like a month. I can't wait. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, my I wanna, God. You're going to see such a him. jovial Chris Kiefer. I want to be psyched all day. Oh, God. Um. Right. I don't even want to be. Hey, you probably should get off the phone before we talk about you. Thanks. So probably a good Thanks, time Janky. To get phone. Thanks, Janky. You guys have a good night. See you, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, question for Wygan from Jay. Jay, what's up? Hey, Jay. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, I got a word of the day question for Weege, but Steve, real quick. Um, those guys sitting across the table from you, I've got some deep connections. I bought a mountain bike off of Weege. Oh, been, spray with pump. Sprayed with pump. That's my I've guy. Shredding, I do remember this shredding story. The trails, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shredding the trails in North Carolina with Kiefer before. Oh, yeah. And uh, Randy. Yeah. Yeah, Randy, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Steve, Steve, given those credentials, would you meet me at a trailhead for a mountain? No. Ride? No, I'm not. I'm not That's fucked up, I'm not going to meet you. I'm busy. Fuck. No, I don't want to. He's I don't wanna... legit. He's cool. He didn't even talk that much. He just rode. I, I, that's fine. I just want a mountain bike with strangers. Is that is that cool? You've done it. You've <laughs> been doing it. Yeah. When you just did it like two months ago, you'd be proud of me. I just rode with some people I didn't know. That's that what was you'd... different. That Why? Was different because they were Canadian. Oh, and they were on a trip across North America. <laughs> okay, they were on a trip across North America in an airstream. So, so, so if you're Canadian and have an airstream, Steve's in. Just FYI, people out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, All man. Right, we... Appreciate the call. Hey, Thank you. Hey, oh, how's the bicycle? Oh, word of the day. What about word of the day? Oh, word of the day. How, do you still have the bicycle? No, no, that thing went. That made it to a dumpster real quick. Oh, it was yeah. a 2005 model. Shocker! So, Wygant okay. sold you some crap. The, the, I, I the feel shock like had no I feel like in it. Yeah, I feel like James Stewart KX125 after two motos at Southwick came off the track tighter than that mountain bike. I didn't know that. Like you have, you have to put air in the shock every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I just gave up. I'm oh, like, okay. it has no air in it. I'm just riding it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so we here's here's a real question. Word word of the day. Mm-hmm. What uh, what what was your favorite one? What was the hardest one? And if you had if if Rel Shaheen was game, what would you challenge him with? Uh, well, the pink suggestion was always sperm whale, so I'd throw that out. If Ralph wants to give it a shot, that would probably work out well for me. If he wants to throw that out on the air, I hope he's game. Um, I really think that there's... I can't even have this conversation without El Chupacabra. I mean, El Chupacabra is the answer to all answers. We literally made a nickname that Blake Baggett had a custom gate made at his ranch because of the word of the The day. Goat sucker. Goat (laughs) blood sucker. Is there an A in El Chupacabra or just no A? I don't know. Because there's no A on his gate. It's El Chupacabra. Somebody told me that, yes. Bra. Bra. Yeah, big on the bra. Uh, Um, So El Chupacabra is the answer to everything. Yes. Troll Train. Now, Phil gave him the nickname Troll. Yeah. But we, I did Troll Train. You did? Oh, you're the master of this I, game. Filthy? You're the master of this Me. game. Yeah. What else? There's a few other ones. I was just thinking about this. You're the master of this game. And as a couple you throw out there, People, everyone Bogle called... became the Bogle Monster at some point. Joey Savacci became Joe Dog. Yeah. I don't know where you come Fast up with Freddy. these things. Oh, Fast Freddy was totally Fast Freddy, 100%. Yep. 100%. And, yep. and, and it's remarkable. And you got a new one coming. Who, you're, you are creating the Jet. The jet, you think? The jet, you are creating it. it <laughs> we will just call him the jet in three yeah. years, and well, we maybe. won't even remember why. Right, right, right. 
Uh, thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, guys. Um, a friend of mine uh, texted me. A friend, uh, guy that texts me a lot. Huh? I talk about yeah. him every once in yeah. a while. Yeah. And he asked me, he's like, you always say you don't know how to work in anything. So when anything breaks at your house, what do you do? Because I know you wouldn't pay anyone to fix uh-huh. it. And I say, if something breaks, you leave it broken. I don't know how to fix anything. I'm not paying anyone. The shit is just broken. Uh, That's it. That's it. Yeah. What if the refrigerator breaks? I don't know. We're <laughs> fucked. That's all I got, dude. I'm not paying someone to fix it, and I don't know how to fix anything. Anything, anything, um, anything. And he's like, didn't you ever learn from a relative? I'm like, there's not a single person in my family who's had a dog or ever fixed anything. Do you have a friend that you could call to help you that acts like... Phil? Here's the problem. I am obviously surrounded by many mechanically right. inclined people, yeah. all my JGR buddies and whatnot, but I don't know when it's someone you know, what are the rules? Like, should you pay them for this? I don't know what to do. Dinner. Just have the dinner? wife cook yeah. dinner. Dinner? Yeah. Okay, um, this would really help yeah. because I'm so scared. Like, I need to put street legal tires back on my dirt bike so I can get the thing inspected so I can get registration done. And I'm like, I can't do it with the tires myself. I can't. But I don't want to bring it to my friends because, like, they shouldn't have to change tires for free. But they're going to be like, ah, you don't have to pay me. What do I do? Say, man, I don't have to pay. Thanks a lot. Can I at least offer you dinner? The wife's cooking dinner. dinner. Yes. Because food is a way to almost every man's heart besides okay. sex, right? Yeah. So you can't offer him sex. I can't so you offer, offer him sex. you offer him food. Okay, don't offer them sex? Yeah. <laughs> I hope I don't have to mix up these messages. <laughs> I got confused. It was late. Um, lines are full. Uh, Skip Norfolk's coming over. Uh, the the legend himself he'll, right. he'll 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 drop in studio. We got the tweet at Talon segment. We got the X brand goggle tear house. But before we get to some people on the uh, on the line here, uh, Ricky Brabeck, uh, the man was sitting. It's a national hero. Right about where you were with Andrew Short, the great Andrew Short. Uh, I want to say six months ago. When was he in, Marks? Do you remember Brabeck? Uh, like last fall, right? Yeah, I don't think it was. That they were long out ago. here. They were out here like training. Yeah. So Brabeck comes in. Yeah. He is the first American to win the car, ever. Ever. Okay. Good buddy of yours. Hi, Des guy. Good buddy. Congratulations to Ricky Brabeck. Ricky uh, has been a good We tried to get him on tonight. Yeah, he's busy. He's He just flew in, so he couldn't come on tonight. But uh, I'm going to try to get an interview for him on Racer X, so we'll try to do that this week. Uh, but, he, yeah, he worked his balls off this year. He uh, had some bad luck last year. with While he was in the lead, he DNF'd. And uh, Ricky always goes riding with me. He motos with me. He mountain bikes with me. Uh, this year, or I should say last year leading up to this year, he buckled down, didn't ride many moto days with me, focused on uh, rally mostly, did a couple off-road races, but really came out here with Jimmy Lewis and Johnny Campbell and did navigation and really just focused that, in on the rally. That's kind of what he was missing in his... I think... Honestly, I kind of... I think what he was missing is he, he was riding National Hare and Hounds. He was doing other stuff, and he wasn't riding his rally bike enough. I think that was one portion of it, and I think he really just rode his rally bike a lot and got comfortable going fast while navigating. Right. That's huge. Yep. And I think he had obviously more help from the team. I think him and his team gelled more this year. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, he wasn't totally happy with his bike braking last year. No, it was, dude, I did a podcast with him last year, and he was... I haven't seen him that depressed. Like, I was worried about him. Yeah, yeah. So I would call and check on him. But, yeah, he buckled down this year and did yeah, a great we thing. Had a, we had a, the car winner in studio. Yeah. And I've been – he's been X-Brand guy for years, and we would make fun of that because you didn't know who the fuck Ricky Brabeck was, and now now we're here. 100% athlete. <laughs> Shorty. Shorty, though. Shorty, though. He Shorty's took his fucking like, tire oh off. 
Did you see the video of him <laughs> trying to make it up a sand dune without yeah. us? He took a oh. tire off and rode on the rim. Right. Fucking Andrew Short, everybody. If there's one man, blindfolded, you can't watch the video, and they just say, here's a guy trying to get up a dune because he gave his tire to somebody else, would you... You would know. It's Shorty. Yeah. What a hero. Yeah. We had an interview with Shorty on uh, RacerXOnline.com, Aaron Hansel, a couple weeks ago before he left for Dakar, and Shorty said the rally bikes are actually kind of fun. He's like, I could do some motos at Glen Helen. Tell me the rally bike. They're 450s, but tell me about them. Could these guys do some motos? I'm not saying race professionally. Right. But can they go on a Thursday? What would that be like? Yeah, so Ricky would go with me to Milestone when Milestone was open and mm-hmm. would do every jump at Milestone on his rally bike. Straight up. Straight with all up. that stuff on it. Yeah, because you would think it's a big, heavy yeah. boat, which it is, but yeah. it's not as heavy as us moto guys think it is. Yeah. And it's very balanced. The weight is low. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's damn near 300 pounds, but it's you know it's not too heavy where you can't go do stuff. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm saying about Rick. It's like he went moto in with me. But it was on his rally bike. He, yeah. he fucking rode his rally bike. Right. So I just think all of that combined with having Jimmy out here in Pahrump and BFE and just having him do road books for yeah. him yeah. just really helped him. So you said that he uh, Honda had offered him a contract and he turned it down and said, I'll just wait till after <laughs> after rally? He was, uh, he was just... Or can we not waiting. talk about that? No, no. I mean, oh. I, from what I gather, he had an offer from other companies as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to, to ride the Dakar and play it out. Yeah. And oh. obviously... He did bitching. It's the Joe Flacco, I'm a free Power agent. Move. I'm going to win the Super Bowl. And he has a five-year deal now from Honda. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's cool for us high desert guys because obviously I've been a high des moto guy all my life. There's not a lot of good shit that happens from where yeah. we come from. Yeah. So to have him <laughs> come from a, a good family. Well, not since Travis Preston. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it's just few and far between. Or zip tie. Yeah, even you know, he was real short-lived, right? But yeah. this is really a special thing. And it's cool that it's coming from Asperia. That's awesome. Congrats to Ricky Brabeck. Yeah. Um, we'll former ex-brand we'll, ex athlete. We'll try to get him on hopefully next Monday with you guys. Yeah. So. And uh, and Andrew Short, of course, also. Gave up his Honestly, uh, there's an, you know, another American. Talon probably knows him. But um, the kid, what's his name, Talon? Skyler House. He's from St. George, Yeah, he actually. got 10th. And so we had I thought Shorty and, got 10th. No, he got 9th. I oh, no, sorry. Skyler, Skyler got 9th. Shorty got 10th. You're right. A guy got 9th? Yeah, yeah, from St. George. He's one of my buddies. He wasn't he, your buddy, Talon. Don't he act was. like he's your I've buddy. I've went and stayed at his house for he's a couple buddy. weeks and ride. No, actually, yeah. I actually know Skyler him. and him kind of ran together for a little bit. So, Oh, now you're an expert of Talon. I just know off-road. Between the video game guy and the channel, it's, it's all connected. So it's just cool to have that many Americans in top so 10. So is Talon like uh, like an off-road kind of legend? or well, Talon, Not at all. Talon was a good off-road rider. I don't know what he's doing now, but I've seen Talon around in off-road races. Well, he doesn't look like he's riding. And he was a good rider. So, so you know Talon before he I became... I know the name, yes. Talon, Kelly, Marks, they're all, all these guys. Marks knew the name of, yep. of what's his name? What, Kellen. Kellen. Yeah. yeah, they're just this alternate universe right? of all these guys. <laughs> it's like yep. everybody, yeah. I'm just yep. a fan of motorcycles, so yeah. I just, I'm aware of some shit. So, dude got ninth, yep. Shorty got tenth. Skyler got ninth, yeah. Skyler won the uh, amateur class. He was like the first non-elite rider. What right. does he ride for? Who does he ride for? Independent, right? Does that yeah, get him a an, ride for next year? It's a Garrett off-road, hopefully... That's the plan to yeah. hopefully get a ride because he's kind of all in right now on that. What would Brabeck make for this win, you figure? I think with everything all in, his bonuses, everything, he probably made close to damn near a million bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yes. it's awesome. I'm glad to hear that because I just know on the off-road side, I know Dakar is huge, so maybe that's an exception, but generally off-road you work your balls off, yeah. risk it all for peanuts. Yeah. So I'm glad to see there is an exception. And Dakar think- is an exception. 
Kurt Caselli changed all of this. Kurt w really wanted to go to Dakar. Um, and he kind of bumped that for the American contingent to go. And when he, when he talked to Ricky, that is the sole reason why he wanted to try Dakar was because of, of Kurt. Wow. So. I was going to ask you that, Kiefer, because Ricky was actually the first guy to Kurt when Kurt had his accident. I was yep. wondering how much that had an influence on Ricky doing all this now. So going back to that, he, you know, when he was there for Kurt and he saw what he saw, he was screwed up for a little bit. But then what he decided is like, hey, man, I'm going to take a lot of what Kurt had and use that for me. Uh, I know we we talk a bunch of bullshit about transfer of power, but I almost believe that oh, was... No, that's him. Okay. It really has. He's won Heron Hound Championships. I believe He's that really was almost like when he went to Kurt. Vindication. It's like my, my, my Marty 450? Like your Marty. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. it's, 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 well, eventually <laughs> it's everyone a real will thing. believe. Yeah. Yes, everyone will believe. Yes. So I just think he got some of that from Kurt right. and really wanted to do some of the things Kurt was trying to do. This is Kurt Caselli, okay, everybody? So we can say he was the spark that not only led to an American winning Dakar for the first time, but absolutely positively you can draw a straight line from him at ISDE where America habitually, perennially sucked right. to eventually now two times Team USA has won the ISDE, and that started with Kurt Caselli doing well there. Yeah. That is an unbelievable legacy. Yeah. So he was, he was a great racer, but I think what made all this happen was just the person that Kurt was. So Okay, more off-road talk on the show. Uh, Caleb Russell, well, again, uh, 18 million GNCC yeah, wins, yeah. Uh, seven titles in a row, announced that next year will be his final round or, or title, Chase. Like full season, yeah. What's he yeah. going to do, and why did he decide to hang it up? Well, I, as far as what's he going to do, I mean, I think he's going to ride something in 2021, but probably not like a championship something. He'll just like do off-road stuff or I whatever. I bet you yeah, yeah. see some moto. Yeah. I bet you, yeah. you see some nationals. Really? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you had him in your, on your show after that Unadilla yeah. two years ago. Yeah. I did a podcast with him. I just feel like, I mean, look, the, moto and supercross are what everybody looks up to in some way. If you're Caleb Russell and you take one shot at a national and yeah. you were in third place at one point and you got nervous and you tipped it, over and you got a little fifth. money though well whatever okay, yeah, yeah it wasn't embarrassing no no and then you're like i'm never gonna try one ever again i don't think you can sleep at night yeah, i don't yeah. think you can be satisfied right. so i it could go bad it could yeah, go yeah, great but right. i feel like to complete himself he has to at least try a national at some point again or you're gonna spend the rest of your life being like if i had not tipped over yeah i would have been on the damn podium in a yeah. motocross race yeah maybe so i bet you that'll be part of the plan does he have a real challenger for another for an eighth GNCC title? It's getting harder every year. Yeah, it's getting harder every year. Yeah. Uh, Thad Duval was; uh, they were both like the amateur guys that were both really good together. Uh -huh. And Thad kind of went off the; he got hurt a lot, and then I don't think he trained a lot, and he was almost throwing in the towel. And Caleb kind of had his way with all of it for a while. Just when it was time for Thad to probably be done, he got it back on track. Yeah. So now they're back. Yeah. At each other's throats okay. every so. It's kind of like what happened to Villapoto or Carmichael, who did a half season at the end. I think eventually you're like, all that's going to happen is one of these years I finally get beat. Winning one more, eh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. But one of these years I'm going to lose, that sucks. And it keeps getting harder. Like, the guy's on the Alden Baker program now. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, what yeah. it takes. Yeah, that's what it's, so what it's at. Right. I'm getting a lot of, like, why would you quit? And I'm like, it's the same reason Villapoto yeah, yeah. did. It's wow. the same reason Carmichael did. But he didn't have the money in the bank that those guys uh, did. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. You'd be surprised, though. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, I mean, he's maybe. making yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, But no, it's not right. Villapoto Carmichael money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But a lot of the factors of now I'm more worried about getting beat than enjoying winning and this grind that I got to do to keep holding these guys off and one of these years is not going to work out. I, I think eventually anyone who has that level of success, even Chad Reed, the most stubborn dude on earth who won't retire, if he had won four in a row like Villapoto, I don't even know if he would have stuck around. Yeah. Like, you keep winning and keep winning. Right. 
we got Skip in here. He can probably talk about that. Eventually, the pressure starts getting gnarly when you're more worried about losing than you are enjoying winning. And enjoying I think it starts winning, to get yeah. to that point. Yeah, and maybe that's, that, that's where it's at for Caleb. So, yeah. Skip Norfolk just came in studio. We haven't talked to 450 class at all. Yeah. Nothing. Eli Tomac won his first race of the year. And we have every line full right now. I'm waiting to Let's talk get to some Kiefer. Phone calls. All right. All right. Nash, what's up? Gentlemen. Gentlemen. How, how are you? Excellent. Happy New Year. Making hey, it happen. What's up, Nash? Hey, what's up, Nash? Yeah, man. My guy. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, well, listen, Power Pack Studio, Power Pack Show. It's been, I was really trying to get on with DVs there, but DV is the showstopper. Everybody, how can you not love DV? Uh, we couldn't get a word in, and we had to get Coop uh, on. He, I even pushed Coop 10 minutes back. I'm like, hey, Coop, can you wait 10 minutes? DV is, is <laughs> wide open right now. So, Dude. It is it, it, wide open is a great term because when he gets going and he gets ranting, you cannot stop. Yeah, this is this is what the deal is. So the question I wanted to ask and pick Keeper's mind and Steve your mind and and if Skip's available and get a headset on. Not we, not you know, mind though. Nash and I talk oh, a lot. We, we're good. Okay. All right. Yeah, we, we we're, we're do- we each ready for you. Couches pit, Joel Dangler. Uh, ready for you. I did Nash's uh, Facebook live show once. I don't know if he has one. No, I didn't know we're, that. No, it's a Jersey thing. Right. Okay. The, the ride home. Yeah, okay. The ride all, home. all right, Nash. Let's go. Let's 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 hurry this thing up. All right. So look, here's the real deal: is <laughs> everybody watches a motorcycle work, Chris? When you watch practice and you're watching a motorcycle work on a whether it's supercross or motocross, break down verbally what your eyes see that you correlate to the motorcycle working or not. In other words, obviously, if the bike's rebounding and getting crazy to the either end of the spectrum, uh, too tight, too loose, it's easy for someone. To watch that, what are subtleties and nuances that you see as a person that really loves motorcycles and loves watching work? And Steve, what you guys would look for in testing or when you watch video, does it have to be slow mo or can you recognize things with normal sight? Uh, there's two things I look at that just coming from a testing background. For me, I look at what I call and I, I type this stuff about. I, I talk about this in daytime is is contact patch. To me, contact patch is a direct correlation of when riders talk about, I need to feel. And if uh, riders don't have feeling, and to me, when they say that, that means how much, how much track do I feel when I'm leaning, when I'm on the gas, when I'm moving around on my bike, does my bike seem to feel planted? And when you have a mm-hmm. stiff setup, which is good in areas, but when you, have, you go too far, when you lean side to side, you have less of a contact patch because... Your suspension doesn't move and, and dig into the ground and force the knobbies into the dirt, right? Yep. So I always look at that when I watch a guy ride in practice, see how they're leaning, how they're flowing on the bike, how much is of their bike looks um, like it's squatting in the corners. Just mm-hmm. contact patch in general because if you don't have that, it's going to be very difficult to move around on the track when the track goes to shit, especially on mm-hmm. the West Coast. So mm-hmm. for me, Honda doesn't really have that dialed in, at least on Kenny's bike. I guess I would say Brayton's because it's close to the same. When it comes to hard pack Anaheim, you watch Kenny ride Anaheim, and then you're going to watch Kenny ride Phoenix. I think mm-hmm. that bike is going to be about the same. And then you're going to okay. move around to San Diego, where San Diego's going to have some more dirt, uh, a little bit better dirt, and you're going to have a better-looking Honda. 
So based based on what you're saying, that could have had an impact on St. Louis too, meaning the bike was gripping and well, you you talked to all the riders. The the uh, the dirt's great in St. Louis, right? And there's ruts, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the there's soft L- ruts. Late night though in St. Louis, lots of late nights. Ah, jeez. <laughs> but oh, this geez. guy over here is talking shit that I don't observe things on TV or anything. So uh, I just want to. Oh you will God. never you will never convince me that. Oh look, Skip's got something to say. No, but but to his point exactly, I think I, if you go back, we're talking specifically about the Hondas, and let's go back to Anaheim one. You know, mm-hmm. I think from a as you're looking at, especially what you can see on TV or even if you're at the test track, if you take a more of a 10,000 foot view on it, the thing mm-hmm. that sticks out to me is if the rider's big on the bike or tight or small on the bike. And mm. <clears throat> when you're big on the bike, you're relaxed, you're open, everything's up, you're standing up, you're tall, you're just in mm-hmm. command. And the thing that stuck out for me at Anaheim was as as the track went away, both Braden and both Ken seem to get very small on the bike. So they're, all of a sudden, they're, they're holding on. They're tightening up. Right. That contact mm. patch you were talking about is disappearing from their comfort zone. Yeah. And that mm. makes them tight on the bike because they're holding on. They're, they're pushing it as hard as they can without the, making a huge amount of risk. Right. And that's, I, I think if I'm understanding what you were saying about the contact patch, that's how I tend to yeah, look at absolutely. it. Just to see how they feel on the bike, and that's one thing. When you have a contact patch, you can move around the motorcycle. Jeremy's right? contact patch was huge for like eight years. It was quite large. <laughs> All right, thanks, Nash. Appreciate it. Well, hey, it, so it's like walking a tightrope, meaning that you're watching the rider meaning how the bikes work and they can be comfortable on listening and understanding. Well, hey, once again, the insight comes from Paul Bum Max. Go there get it, fellas. Have a great show. Thanks, Cheers. Nash. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mike, you got a suspension question for uh, the Chris Kiefer? Hello? Hello? Hi, Mike. Hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Thank What's you. your question for Chris Kiefer? So when these guys are slamming the whoops at full speed, is that high-speed compression or low-speed compression when right. they're getting collywampus? I would say most of the time you're going to see a rider do low speed first because high speed acts as a ride height, and mm-hmm. that could affect another area of the track that they don't want the bike to affect. So, Are you I w- still running check valves? Depends. I heard those were out now. Depends on the rider. Some riders okay. go back to them. I, I, yeah, I heard it, that. It gives you a different was, feel. Everybody ran those in, in my mechanic days. Yeah. That was what you had. And then now I've heard riders have gone away from them a little bit in whoops. Like I'm like, what? It's weird because so, sometimes you have a check valve and it gives you that dead feel, which yeah, but you kind of want some of that. Right, yeah. right, and whoops, yeah. Right. Nowhere else, but whoops right. are, you know, yeah. So, so yeah, I would say low speed first, sir. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. All right, boys, thanks. Thanks. Uh, firepower. This is one of Chris Kiefer's must-have mods. Well, not for 2020, but for 2019 it was. Yeah, still on the YZ450. You're, st- you're, still, you're still involved? Yeah. You're still on YZ250 firepower? YZ250F needs a battery. Firepower is committed to offering superior products with over 50 years of experience in the industry. Don't waste money when replacing OEM batteries or chains when you can get more power and supreme reliability by choosing Firepower. They offer a wide range of chain and from heavy-duty roller to O and X-ring. All made in Japan, Firepower's featherweight lithium batteries are backed by two-year warranty. We gave away a chain already tonight, yeah. So I was going to give one another one away, but we're not. Firepowerparts.com. GDR Honda winning championships up in Canada oh. with Firepower. Ben LeMay using Firepower. Chiz. Poor Chiz. Hashtag get better, Chiz. GDR Honda beating Phil? You're beating Champion. Phil. Beating yep. Phil? Yep. Okay. With fire. And just FYI, people. YZ250F battery part number 490-2531. Stop emailing me. Please. What's the, uh, what's the uh, benefit there? It's a little bit lighter of a battery, but your yeah. bike will start and will not die. Oh, because okay. stock battery in a YZ250F goes to shit. Uh, more questions on the phone. Uh, is this Knack? 
What's up, Mathis? Do I call you Knack? Is that the right word, or did Talon screw this up? Or No, Knack is the right word. Oh, what's up, Knack? Knack, Knack. I'm a little pissed, Mathis. Knack, knack. Why? Why are you pissed? Why are you pissed? Because everyone wants these gnarly fucking races where dudes are getting flown off the bike, you know, crashing into each other, gnarly shit. I don't think people Something want happens. those. I don't think people want that. These could, it could hurt guys. I mean, they do deep down. And then, you know, something <laughs> happens, and now every, the angry mob comes out. Yeah. Fucking go back to France, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm not happy. No, I know. It, it's, it's Look, did you see that Pulp MX Fantasy thing I posted where that guy was getting mad at Corbin Hayes? Did you see that on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Like, that guy... And all of you fucking jerk-offs uh, telling Dylan to go back to France and, and on his chicks. It, like, you should all be put in a fucking pit of uh -oh. tar, uh -oh. and it will slowly watch you drown in a <laughs> wow. pit of tar. Wow. You don't... No one should do that over something that doesn't affect them or doesn't matter to them. The hateful comments, the racist comments, the homophobic comments, all of those people. Hey, Matt. In the hey. pit. Don't keep it bottled up. You got to get it out. Yeah, it's bad for yeah. race tech rant. Is this in, what it is? In the pit. That is the definitely the race tech rant. Yeah, for sure. Race tech. I wasn't my race tech rant, but let's make it that way. All it right. just disgusts me. I'm a huge sports fan. I love the Toronto Maple Leafs, Raiders, Toronto Blue Jays. Live for it. If the Leafs ever won the cup, I think I would cry. Literally? Yeah. I would love to see this. I okay, think I'm I would cry. I, I really do. That's how big of a sports fan I am. I would never write on their Instagram page. To, to a player, uh, you know, the goalie blew it a few few years ago in the playoffs. Like, I would never write that would guy. Would you say that in your own home? Would you say, fuck that guy? Mm, probably yes. Yeah, okay. probably I would. Yeah, but I would never take that publicly. Got it. And anybody who does, throw them in this pit. It's a big pit. It needs to be a big pit. La Brea, tar pits? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know what? It's right downtown L.A. It could be yeah. a nice little spectacle. Put stands up. Okay. Throw them in the pit because you're a piece of shit. Right. That's it. That's the bottom line. Kind like of, what kind of person are you? I like it. What kind of person would you be to post this shit? That's that's just it's ignorant. Ignorant. Thank you. It's you're an asshole. Fuck off. Thank you. You're not a member of society. Yeah, you're being an idiot. Yeah, and and that goes for everybody who does that kind of stuff. And if we and if you got these riders hurt, we don't have them to watch ride or have other battles. So why do we why do we want them hurt? I don't. No, yeah. I don't mean hurt. I mean just mean gnarly racing. Yeah. So I don't know. That's where I'm so at it, on that. Is it actually? Is it true that uh, Travers and Costa are filling in for uh, for Weege Outdoors? Yes. God, that'd be awesome. It takes two of nice. them. Yes. Yeah, both. It, it, takes, it takes two of them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, yeah. that's my Race Tech round of the night. I, I had something else, but that's good. Race Tech, Pulp 19 is the code to save, racetech.com. I believe that qualifies as a rant. Yep. Uh, Starling, Zombie Blows, Jerry using Race Tech out there. Uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. And uh, Chris Kiefer, have you tested with anything Race Tech lately? Uh, KX250 head getting done right okay. now. Okay. CRF uh, 450. Wait, KX? KX. Well, they don't call it. Oh, that's right. A 250F that's anymore. Right. It is, yeah. There's no F. Right, got it. Yeah, they f the two-stroke yeah, they, 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 they basically let it known it's not coming back. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Uh, so racetech.com, Pulp19 is the code to save. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, uh, yeah, oh, I mean, you no, Coster's Travers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, knack. Knack. What's up? The joke with Wygant, because they brought in Lee Diffie, right? Ralph, uh -huh. why is Nax on the phone? We answer his question. Why do you still have him on? Oh, you want me to hang up on him? Yeah, I mean, he's done, right? God, Here you're you an go. asshole to our callers. He mentioned the Canadian announcer, Steve. I'd oh, okay. like to have kinship here. Go. Sorry, Nack. Go ahead. Nack, how far down, well, like if, if Lee had a terrible accident and couldn't announce, and then Ralph got caught in a fire in a nightclub watching Gene Simmons 
uh, concert. What a way to go. Um, how many? How far down, Knack, would they have to go before Wygant would get the call to fill in for Supercross? I mean, if it's more than five, I'm not happy. I think it is. I think Co- <laughs> we just threw Coster Travers. Coster Travers. Trav right in the mix now. So I'm Ralph, probably... Lee Diffie, um, Paul Page. I think we're at the point. I mean, you were on that season preview show. Yeah. We're sitting next to each other in the press box. Yeah. Whose shoulder do they tap? Me. I think you're close. I think I'm in. I think you're close. <laughs> I think I'm I think in. Would close. that ruin your guys' friendship? How far down would Y get? <laughs> how many guys would have to not be able to make it before they call Y get? Poor Y get. You have to remember it's ten. I, yeah, I was hoping to be a top ten. Was what I had said. I don't think we had one. you in ten, even top. I ten. I was hoping to be top right, ten. Right. I was saying. One way you can always make yourself feel better. It's the same reason that riders sometimes blame setup because it's legit. Yeah. And sometimes because they don't want to face the music. Right. If nine other guys are picked before me, I would be very depressed. But then I feel like I could use that for sympathy and to be woe is me, which would make me feel better. So I, if Steve got it, I could use that as a little fuel to make myself feel better. Like, the world is screwing me. It's not my fault. Like, I'd use that sympathy yeah, yeah, to, that I could yeah. get to make myself feel better. Listen, you're yeah. a good announcer. I'm on I'm on board. You're very right, good. Right, you do a great job with the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. Langston's awesome, also awesome. Yes. Uh, Langston's better than Ricky in every aspect, and I feel like you are better than those guys. <laughs> But you are associated with motocross. They're not going to call you. They they looked at motocross, 25 points for a win, and said, we're going to do 26. We're going to do 26. We're better. I had not thought about this. We're going to give one more this. point for a win because we're better. They would never call you. This has been your theory. And unfortunately, the Marty theory has come true. So Thank I'm you. afraid. Have you ever reached out? Oh, oh, absolutely. Okay. Supercross got put on his network that he worked for. Oh, yeah. No, there was a time where I was literally told, if you want it, you've got it. Oh. So. And you didn't want it? Uh, <laughs> I said, yeah. I, I'm like, well, look, I'm already going to these races anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll work out just fine. It wasn't like I was like, well, all the travel. Like, what would I? I was already Not going. like me. Yeah, like you, that would be a difficult decision. I like, oh, i got to think about That'd this. That would be a I difficult right, Yeah, right. no, I won't. Right. But, it, I, look, I, I can make myself. I can feel sympathetic and to make myself feel better because otherwise right. it would have been vi- absolutely crushing, depressing, everything else. You can try as hard as you want. You can want something really bad. They're not going to. Sometimes you just not, can't have it. They're not right. going to call you. They're not. I, I, you were right about Marty on a 450. What Thank if you're you. right Does, about uh, Shaheen comes back this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Lee Diffie called me last week. Lee Diffie called me. Yeah. Would they bring Art or Despain back before we each? Yes. Yes, Art would be in that boot. In that, in that. I mean, Art's got to be a hundred years old. How old is Art? <laughs> About a hundred. Thank you. We tried to get Art at straight rhythm last year, but yeah. he got kidney stones. It would right. have been good. The voice, <laughs> a conference call with Art at ninety years old. I, I should have recorded it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the octaves. Like my house was like shaking right, from the right, sound right. going through the speakers. Bitus. Bitus probably. Be. Lurch. Stop it. Lurch. No. no. Lurch couldn't do play by play. Top ten, yes or no? No. Not even talking. No, no, Rocket Rob. Yeah, Rocket Rob. Yep. Uh, thanks, Nack. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Later, bro. All right. Appreciate it. Um, hold on. I hung up on Way it. back to Supercross Live days, we had Coster and Trav come on uh, and call the race with Jim and I in, uh, I think, just Toronto, not Vancouver. Oh, it yeah. Was, it was glorious. They were, they were glorious. Oh, That's a good. good time when they're. Uh, yeah, it was good. Welcome, Skip Norfolk, uh, one of the legendary mechanics of the sport. Thanks for coming in. Uh, always good to be here. Appreciate it. Um, what's going on with you? What's happening? <clears throat> just. Uh, it's kind of a little weird, not racing. Yeah, for the long, you know. Yeah, you're not working with the club team, or you no. did that for a few years. Yeah, yeah, just um, 
got something that I've got a project here in town we're trying to kick off and get going on it which will which we're kind of really excited about but they yeah, have getting used to the not racing parts um a little bit different yeah, good or bad though um both <laughs> <laughs> you know i guess I, I guess coming in here and just having that just that little brief conversation that's still yeah, yeah you know i can't not help look at see and see things certain way when you're watching it but it is it's not bad sitting on the couch watching the yeah watching well no travel travel kills some people it's gnarly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. It is. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Jason Wygant, Chris Kiefer, Skip Norfolk now in studio here. Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com and the folks at Fly Racing. Time for a sponsor read. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, X-Brand Goggles. Choice of Ricky Brabeck for many years. Not this year, though. <sighs> Vertex Pistons, EVS Sports, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Skosh Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, FMF, thanks to FMF for all that they do for us as well. Uh, FMF dropped t-shirt a few months ago, fantastic. And now Zacco jumped on that train and designed one also. I wore my Zach shirt Saturday night, and he rode great. Zach had the weirdest Saturday night. He, he qualified 15th. He started first in the heat. He went back to ninth. Right. Then uh, he had a terrific main event. It was the weirdest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. First to ninth in the heat. Yeah. Fourth in the main. Yeah. Uh, Atlas neck brace. Thanks to atlasbrace.com for that. Chase Sexton uh, wearing an Atlas brace. Works connection. Pulp MX20 is the code to save with those guys. OGO Power Sports. Get data. Oh, we're going to give away a get to wireless hour meter from the folks at Get Data. Email contest at pulpamexshow.com. Tell us uh, why you should get this get hourless uh, wireless hour meter hourless hourless it goes a minute uh, get wireless hour hour meter from the folks that get guts racing wusa uh please they'll get you a, do- a deal on any kind of wheels that you need in the sport la honda world works chassis lab pop x 10 is the code to save uh, i'm supposed to test one of these soon you're gonna put some on your yz uh yes motorcycleindustryjobs.com intense cycles as well what's the code to save at intense pop x 10 okay if you need a taser Fantastic. Um, Skip Norfolk in studio here, of course, coming up. Uh, we got the X-Brand Goggle Tariffs coming up for Skip. First of all, I want to get to this guy. I was supposed to I was supposed to text him a little while ago to, to bring him on, and I forgot. He is our... Uh, and you I hung just up hung up on him. Good job. I just hung up on the man. Is that the second time? We have celebrity <laughs> no. people calling. Yeah, in. we had a celebrity calling in. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get him back. Great radio. Uh, he'll come up shortly here. Uh, I want to thank the motor- guys at Motorsport. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. You know who's sponsored by Motorsport? Uh, Ryan Villapoto, whose kid won the Stasic thing on Saturday night. Not re- They did not make a big deal of this. Dude, Hart was down there. Pink was down there. RV was down there. I, Nobody cared. I, I was so was a, I know. It was like a celebrity kids event. I know. And <laughs> just not a word of anybody doing anything down there. It was very strange. Feld... They dropped the ball on it, which is odd for those guys. They'd be all over this normally. So Yeah, yeah. We literally, I swear that announcers didn't know that no. it was Villapoto's kid. Even yeah. when Villapoto was high-fiving yeah. his kid, yeah. they never put it together. No. It's very right. odd. Let's get this guy on. He is uh, our, our AC expert, Chris Betts. What's up, Chris? How are you? What's up, Steve, man? It's nice to, nice to finally get on after you hung up on me. I know. Sorry, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate <laughs> you calling back. Chris Betts, of course, in studio a few uh, ah, a couple months ago. White Claws. Crushing, crushing White Claws. Oh. Yes. We're on a cleanse now. we got to slow down with that. Training camp. Tra- <laughs> spring training's coming up, right? Oh, yeah. Boot camp, spring training, whatever you want to call it. I'm uh, I'm available for work, though. If you want to 
you want to pay my bills and prime me away, I could be a correspondent for a couple hundred grand. Yeah, we should do. Listen, your your draft bonus was one point four million dollars. Something like that. You're fine. You're fine. You're living it up. I'll be all right. I'll um, be all right. Hey, so well, a couple things. One, I got to try to knock your knuckleball out of the park. Be no problem. Yeah. That'll, that'll be not easy. Not going to happen. And two, uh, I'm, you got to get me to the trop where I'm going to jack some balls over the fence at the trop. It'd be easier for me to get you to the trop Barely. than to have you try and hit knuckleballs. I'm looking at your bat that you gave us right here in studio right now. What a message on that thing, huh? Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Hey, so really thought Dylan would call in tonight. His guy just got the first win. Uh, Dylan, our super fan, Eli, Eli, still my super fan. This guy just took out the first win. I was really looking forward to Dylan calling in. I don't know what's happened. Uh, any any word from Dylan? Anybody? Any? Nothing. Nothing. He he tweeted me before I even got to the car on Saturday night. Um, and you know what? It's actually. Like, I, I was going to give it to him. I was going to show him some respect. I had some stuff for him. But, man, these people got to stop wrecking him on Twitter. Yeah, poor Dylan. It's getting kind of messed up. It is. It is. And you know what? Well, you can still tell him. You're a last lap turn away from being 3-1 and one versus ET. 3-1. and one. I mean, and, and we're undefeated in qualifying. Well, no, because Marty... Well, no, because Adam got the fastest overall time. Yeah, okay, but we were yeah. doing every session, every single session. Oh, okay. he was. Oh, we were. Wow, that's what we thought. <laughs> well, he started setting that as a standard. Yeah, but so now it's just yeah. fastest three, true, three, true, three true. races for being the fastest qualifier. Okay. Oh, he's still good then. Yeah, yeah. he's still good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Congrats, AC. Um, congrats yeah, to you right. and AC, Chris. Oh, yes, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. We we appreciate it. Um, so you want to talk to Kiefer a little bit? Uh oh, Kiefer, dude. Yep. You're the only one there who wasn't at the stadium. When, when <laughs> I, I've been at Angel Stadium when Mike Trout got hit in the ribs with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball and benches cleared because of it in that stadium. Oh, wow. And, and it, was, it was a fifth of the booze that came. I've, I've never heard anything like that in a baseball stadium in my whole entire life. Oh, wow. 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 That's, That's amazing. Lot. Yeah, like I, 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 I was at, um, man, this is a stretch for a Moto podcast, but I was at the game in Boston where the Yankees pitcher got thrown out of the game for blatantly having pine tar on his neck. Oh, Pineda, 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 was it Pineda? Yeah, in yep, and in Fenway, in in Boston, and uh. the crowd made less noise than they did after Frandis did that. Wow, <laughs> a Yankee. A Yankee in, I mean, but see, in my opinion, in Supercross, that's the same rivalry. A French doing something dirty to an yeah, American right. is just like a Yankee doing something to a Red Sox. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it, it wasn't. It was either. unbelievable, it was huh? so loud. Yeah. It, it was amazing. And, and, again, like, if Dylan had gotten second, it would have been a little bit less. But he also, people looked at him like he also took the win away from Jet, which he did by riding great. But, you know, he made some contact with Jet, and that wasn't going over well. Never mind the Christian Craig thing. So, it was insane. Well, I'll tell you what, like yeah. at, at the races, like last year, it was watch Adam in the main, go back to the truck, see him, um, let him let him get out of there for the press conference, and we were usually on the road as the 450 main was finishing up. Yeah. And then so this year with us having to stay now, um, you know, I'm there all day. Hannah Hannah gets there. Um, my fiance gets there to watch Adam watch the night show and we're watching the 250 race and she's into it. She's just 
going berserk when he takes out Craig, and then Lawrence goes down, and it was just – the industry section was flipping him off as he was making the right end of the triple-triple. It was oh, incredible. Wow. I'm telling you what, like, watching it on TV, right, and then – before he's even on the podium, before he they even start talking, I hear the crowd, and it's so loud to the TV. I've never heard anything go yeah. through the uh, TV that loud. I honestly think Barsha on Aranda in Paris was louder, but it was a tighter arena, right? It was a tighter. Right. Was it, it was a closed-in arena? Skip, Percy is special yeah, for that. Skip, yeah. you've been to 8 million races. What was the loudest you heard anybody get booed? Saturday night. <laughs> All right, we got a winner. Really, huh? Yeah, all yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy, and that was, and I wasn't there. I was on, like you said, just coming through the TV. I can't only imagine yeah. what it was like. In I, I remember being at the U.S. Open in MGM when Carmichael was had the king and yeah. the cape on. That was loud. That was loud. That too. was loud. Yeah, but I think this was this was up there. Yeah. Dude, yeah. this was 40,000 people. This wasn't an arena. Like it was an outdoor stadium, and the place was rocking. Yeah. It was yeah. unanimous. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Poor Dylan. Yeah, no one was indecisive out there. No, 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 no. Ah, and there was no hesitation Listen. either. As soon as they did, they did this thing where like they were interviewing him, but there was no audio for like three seconds. And as soon as his face flashed on that big screen, <laughs> true, it was it carried on. Listen, uh, Chris, uh, are we worried about our round three performance? Are we? Are we? What? Why would we be worried? Well, the kid went from. Did he, was he in third or fourth? I don't think he ever got to Never third. Never got the third, no, right? Close. Never he was right third. behind Whip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anderson was there. Went, to, went from fourth to sixth? No, man. Fastest guys in the world. He's fucking hauling ass. We're great. Okay. All right. All right. I, was, I was just checking the confidence level after after that. No, no, Fastest no. man on the planet. No, if, if, we, if we found a groove, we're laughing the tenth. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So no, no worries from, the, from Team AC, a.k.a. No, Chris Metz. Yeah, confidence right. is high. Feels good. <laughs> <laughs> um well I, I a win's coming at some point oh yeah no it's 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 on its way it's just i think he's doing he's doing felt a favor and building up some suspense and letting you talk your shit and just kind of just waiting for it yeah yeah well no that's a great way he's playing that i, I really like that he's playing it great smart guy yeah yeah super smart <laughs> <laughs> um well are you gonna go to any more races uh i don't know jury's out i gotta uh i gotta go to spring training like so I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna get there the 14th of February. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what I can do. Um, I don't have many responsibilities here, but I do. Like you know, I got two French. Bull- I got a French bulldog, a Boston Terrier. We're buying a house. Like real world stuff. Yeah, yeah. Outside yeah. of having a job. Right. Um. I do. I do how, it all. How do you? So you're a catcher. For anybody who doesn't know, we've right. gone over this. Hey, I own a horse too. By the way, I, I, I put that out there a lot. But I just like I that's a lot of work in it. itself, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Sorry about that. How do you? Okay, so pitchers' shoulders are fragile, and they can't throw too much, and there's limited throwing programs, and, you know, they kind of ramp it up during the year. And, and What are you laughing at? No, nothing, nothing. No, I, I, uh, my dog told me a joke. I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. How does a catcher practice catching in the offseason because no one's throwing like a real major league pitcher? Right, right. Actually, I my bad for laughing. I thought you were like preluding into something about the radar gun incident. That's why I started giggling. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Um, I don't want to talk about. Yeah, that. no, I don't. I no, we're good. I heard about it all weekend. Um, if uh, no, so I'm actually I'm catching a big league guy right now. I'm catching a guy who pitches for the Angels. And wait, what? You can't do that. You're Tampa Bay. 
AC Roger Kenny. Bro, it's not it's not it's not super cross. We're not like Iron Curtain like you guys. Like we're allowed to talk to each other and see each other and work out together. Is it um is it Otani? Are you catching Otani? Uh, no. Okay. No. This guy's okay. name's his name's Ty Buttry. Okay. Um he's a bullpen bullpen pitcher for the Angels. Uh so, yeah, so I catch him and then when he's not throwing bullpen, um I have a guy who throws batting practice to me. But generally, when I do my catching stuff, I do it at a separate time. And I actually take Hannah to the stadium, and we crank the machine all the way up, and she just puts the balls in it, and I work on all my drills and stuff until oh. I'm satisfied, and then I leave. Hmm. Okay, so I, let's do that, and then I'll be your – you can practice throwing a second. I'll be the guy on second. I just like running the bases to second base? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to be the second base guy, and you're, you're throwing gonna do the tag. I'm going to be. I'm doing the tag. You're gonna do we're we're going to pick him oh, off. Oh, okay. I'd rather honestly, like, I'd rather have one of my buddies play shortstop and you steal second. That would be glorious. no problem. No problem. <laughs> I'm down for all of this. Oh, I could I could throw him out then from catching. No problem. <laughs> <I think so. laughs> <Maybe you're laughs> yeah, we have plenty of time to make that throw. You, uh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no taser. You I would love to see you run that. That would be great. Honestly, honestly, Chris, I just <laughs> Chris, one, I think Chris, Fucking I think you bike into first and second. <laughs> I'm the taser. All right, is everybody done? Is everybody done laughing? Is everybody done? Not yet, not yet. No, no, I think we are. More time. I don't think we are. <laughs> That'd be a great fucking thing for intense, man. Hey, man, let's see if Chris can throw me out on my intense e-bike. Yeah. Wait, hold on, let me put it in a boost real quick. I will yeah. put it in boost. I will put it in boost. Yeah. Listen, Chris came out with us e-biking. He 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 knows the power of e-bikes. So. I hope that's not a e-bikes, contract. E-bikes are the truth. Oh yeah, wait. Should we say that yeah, live? Yeah, you gonna get fined or contract? Oh no no no. no. The e-bikes are good. I'm I was thriving. I almost had a second little career choice there for a second, but uh, yeah. decided otherwise. Right right right. It's not like you actually hung out with Kiefer or anything at all ever. No, he never. No, you've, you've never seen him. No, who's, no. who's no. Kiefer? Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the high des. Yeah. yeah, he lives in high des. You don't want to go. We don't there. go up there. No, it's, oh, okay. It's, yeah, 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 gotcha. Um, well, listen, Chris. Honestly, like, when do you go for spring training? When when does this happen? That'd be the fourteenth. He already said. Uh, Pay yeah, attention. I'm flying out. The, I think I'm gonna fly out the fourteenth. <laughs> okay, um, we, I, I'm fucking wide open, but. I want to come down. I want to throw to you. I want you to throw to me. I want. I want to. I want to be the second baseman. I want your buddy to try to pick me off. I, I want to jack one over this the fence. Will, I want to bicycle easy. the infield. And, and yeah, Hannah. Hannah's like rolling her eyes right now because feeding the machine is like there's buttons or shit. Like it's like if she were to sit at your studio desk, mm-hmm. you'd have to explain everything to her. Like you would kill me putting balls in the machine because you'd probably think it'd be funny to put fucking two in at once. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. and all of a sudden now I'm I'm knocked down and you don't have an entourage to roll with. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, well, and I can't wait to call you up for our AC updates every each and every week. Well, fantastic. I'll, I got I got one I got one more story for you. I got hooked up with this guy who pitches for the Angels. Um, a coach that I played for when I was 14 called me from North Carolina and, mm-hmm. and I thought he butt out me. I hadn't talked to him in forever. And uh, and he's like Betsy, what uh. What are you doing this off season? Where are you working out at? And I was like, oh, I'm working out at Long Beach State, mm-hmm. uh, Stadium by my house, yada yada yada. He goes, Okay, I got a guy I coached in high school, plays for the Angels. My guy, like, oh, this is cool. Like, yep. What does he need? Does he need a place to work out? He goes, Yeah, he needs a place to throw bullpens. The stupid fucking dirt bikes are coming in Angels Stadium, and he can't throw his fucking bullpens. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! And, and I'm, I'm I'm sitting there, and I'm like. <laughs> All right, Danny, uh, I'll take care of that. So sure enough, I tell the guy first first time I meet him, and he he was just he thought I was super offended. He goes, "Man, I, I'm really sorry." He said all that like he he didn't mean it. Like think oh. I'm at all serious. You're, you're like, listen, bro. Yeah, yeah. 
he was he was chapped as can be, and then he came to me one day um, and was like, "They're building. I don't know how they jump them. They're they're building these jumps that like go up to our waist, and they're like five feet apart, but there's like fourteen of them. Oh, <laughs> right. Them. And I was like, "Oh yeah, no, dude. They, they, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Just just watch it on TV. Like I'm not going to explain. Yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, because Feld rents that thing for a month, right? They got that whole stadium for like for like a month. So yeah, he thought he thought the dirt bikes were like the halftime show of the Monster Jam. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, well, I, I get that. So hey, one we're doing t- good marketing. One time, uh, I got locked in uh, Chase Field in Phoenix uh, on a Friday when I was working for Feld, I think, on a, and I couldn't get my way out, and I found my way into the players' parking lot slash gym area at Chase Field. And there were some dudes working out, and I'm like, these guys are jacked. Like, I'm like, holy smokes. Wow. Like, is the wrestling yeah, guys dude, in the, town? Or, like, these are professional ball players. I'm like, holy shit. Nah, dude, yeah. the, baseball, the baseball jersey hides a lot. Like, I love wearing a tight uni. Like, I'll wear a tight, tight uniform out to the field one day. I'll ask the club to get, like, get me, like, a 32-size pants. And I'll come back. To, you know, this is more of an after-dark thing. But I'll come back to a text my text on my phone from hannah saying how fucking delicious i look out oh, there yeah, yeah. That's what i'm talking about tied a lot so uh, you gotta you gotta wear it right uh <laughs> awesome hey chris thanks for calling in thank you for the ac update and everything let's let's try to good luck at spring training i'm sure we'll talk to you before then but let's try to yeah, get these, we'll, we'll be all right we'll uh, we'll talk soon we'll get you down to blair and get the e-bike on the bases and see how yeah. it fares bring it on bring it on in you'll be no, surprised no I, I'm, I'm i'm a little bit of an athlete you'd be surprised sounds good fellas have a good show later all right. buddy all right see ya that's Chris Betts, everybody. That was amazing. He's yeah. he, he's he's incredible. He's I, funny. I was unbelievable. Yeah, he he's funny. Yeah. You hung out with him at all? Oh yeah. Oh. We can't talk about it though. Okay. Uh all right, let's do the X Brown Goggle tear off, shall we? This is uh in honor of Ricky Brayback. Let's do this. X Brown Goggle right. Tear It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. Rapid fire. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Ricky Brabeck was groomed in X-Brand forever. It allowed him to take the win this year. Uh, so I want to thank that, uh, the other guys, for sponsoring him. But really, X-Brand was there for the grooming. They just jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. X-Brand Goggles, uh, privateer hero goggles out there. EKSBrand.com. Uh, Pulp Show 19 is a code to save. These questions need to be answered in 30 seconds or less. Skip, have you ever heard of a guy named Moser? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he he made these questions. So I have not heard of this guy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, either. sounds right. sketchy. Let's do this. Who's doing? Who's reading these? I am. Didn't he read them? He's doing tweets. Okay. Yeah. Pay attention. All right. Is that Galen? Galen. Oh, talent. No talent. No Galen Moser. What does that guy do then? You asked me if I knew a guy named Moser. That's the only one I know about. Oh, Moser. Good point. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Galen. That would be a Moser, yes. (laughs) You really dated yourself there. I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Uh, Steve, Chad mentioned he wants to do something with Stu this season. What do you think it is? Well, he told me, but he said I can't talk about it. Really? That's bullshit. You can't say that. That's pretty lame. He said, hey, don't talk about it on your shows, but here's what I want to do. Is it motorcycle related? Yeah, but it's no. Hold but, on, hold but, on. But like all things, Stu, it's not like happening. It's just an idea. Is it on bike related? Getting yes or no? No. I mean yes. Getting like the idea is there, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, the people have had ideas for Stu, although right. he does appear to be back. So, all right. Weege, who will the Triple Crown format favor this weekend, and who will struggle? Uh, Brayton. 
for sure, oh, will favor soccer. him. Soccer. I also feel that the traditional 20-plus-1 format also favors Brayton. Yes. All formats <laughs> all formats favor All formats Brayton. lead to Brayton. Yes, yes. Dakar. Dakar? We're coming for Dakar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are coming for you, Dakar. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, and uh, I don't really care. I mean, Brayton's going to be awesome, so who's going to be watching those losers that are getting beat by him? So who cares who struggles? Brayton's going to win. All right, 23 yeah. seconds. Good job. <laughs> Kiefer, how much gas do you think a rental car goes through driving from the airport <laughs> to the stadium and back again? Fuck you, guys. My answer is fuck you. Keep it moving. <laughs> 40 bucks! I'm like, what the fuck? We've gone <laughs> two miles. Where did we think we went? Hey, I got. I know. I'll say when I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Go ahead. Keep it And moving. then the drive in the snow, you're freaking out? You're sketchy, dude. Lissamore said no problem. I don't give a shit what Lissamore says. We were hydroing on the freeway. Canadians, you I gotta guess. ride it out, man. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Don't panic. This he Guy was so Cooper. rattled. Stay loose. From, Stay loose. He was Guy so Cooper rattled styles. from being up Hold over on. seven o'clock at night. Yeah, he was just true. like, yeah. I was I was rattled before we got to. St- we were hydroing to the stadium. I'm just so. glad you got riders that made the main for your post race interviews. Oh yeah, you're welcome. I sent him to St. Louis a couple years ago. Six out of the eight interviews with guys who didn't make the night show. I got Zach. Hey, you appreciate this. I got Brayton. Who? What else do you need? Did he not make the night show? No. No, he got oh, six, he's one of the ones. six, six okay, out of the right. eight guys. It was a triple crown. Yeah. Six out of the eight guys didn't make the night show, and he's interviewing them. Hey, how's your day go? Well, for those 13 minutes I was on the track, I felt, like, really great. That's fucked up. Got Brayton. Those guys, yeah. are, those guys have a heartbeat, too. You know what's fucked up? Is making fun of Nate for the bearings in the ridgeline. <laughs> All right, next question. Do we have some for Skip? Yeah, I got okay, one, right? All right, here we uh, go, Skip. Quick, you ready? Yeah. Skip, was your stress level higher as a mechanic or a team manager? Uh, team manager. Oh, wow. Dude, he had MC. It was Just like, relax. He just chill. Dude, it's like, bro, I know that I torqued everything, and the fucking guy's going to win again. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that, right? Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, I was young. I'm a bit older now, so stress means a whole lot of different yeah. thing for me now. But there were some, there were some pretty gnarly times. 90, 96 was gnarly. I want, here's the point of the show. I remind you that I have one national win to my name. That's awesome. Yep. I'm trailing you. Slightly. <laughs> Just a bit outside. <laughs> you know what, though? It's cool that I, I can say I was a winning a mechanic for a rider who won a national. Skip, Absolutely. I know it's like so like... There's not too many people that can say that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was on the Disney Nations team for USA, and my rider won a national. Like, pretty cool. We can't take that away from you. I realize it's not much for you, but, <laughs> but it's cool. All right. Can you imagine with all this shit? <laughs> the, the, the point of the tear-off segment. Can you imagine? Thirty seconds. Okay, or less. wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> yeah. Why can't can appreciate this more than anything? All the shit I talk about: summer cross, beating mm-hmm. McGrath, and a national win, and 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 whatever. Creek, go three first can moto. You, can you imagine if I have Skip's record? Like, can you even picture the amount of stuff that I talk about if I had Skip's win record? No, I think it would go the opposite. Oh, you do? I think it would yeah. go the opposite. Oh. Yes, you have to cling to those moments. When they meet, they mean more when there's yeah, a small sample okay, size. Yeah, okay, true, true. Maybe, yes, yeah. Small sample size. No, I'm pretty sure he'd be unbearable. We couldn't walk downstairs, brother. The head Un- would fill the whole unbearable. fucking Unbearable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks honestly, thanks I mean, for the raise, by the way. I would, yeah, see what I mean? <laughs> Just <laughs> give him a raise. And, like, honestly, him and Swiss Corps, Talon, Moses, there's shit on that. Shit that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Steve, lots of discussion over what is considered a dirty pass. So how do you describe dirty compared to aggressive? I said it on a review show, so thanks for listening, whoever you are, Moser. Any kind of like T-bone, any kind of like I'm coming in, any kind where I'm going to aim for the exit of the turn and I'll just meet you there. 
I don't know what's going to happen when I meet you there, but well, I'll, I'll meet you there. That's dirty. T-boning is dirty. Alessi on tickle. Um, that stuff is dirty. That that needs to be um, uh, you know dealt with. I'm not even cross jumping is is greasy, but I'm not with JT on that. He is just ah, ah freaking out about cross jumping, and I'm like, yeah, they all do it, bro. They all do it. So that's where I'm at. Weege, did your family vacation to New Zealand and Australia come in under or over budget? C-U-M? C-U-M. Come in under or over budget? And all in, what did it cost? Uh, way over budget, because the budget would have been $1 is now we've gone too far. <laughs> because you got paid for announcing. I got paid for announcing, but I still took a loss on the trip. $5,015? Yeah, I'd say 5000 Probably six, actually. However... However, there will be a lot of strategic write-offs. So if you calculate that times a normal tax rate of say twenty-eight to thirty percent, we're probably down four grand, which is over budget. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the family memories, come on, yeah, four grand keeper. Yeah, <laughs> four grand keeper. Four grand. Four grand keeper. Here's this part where I tell him I spent four grand in Cabo for five days. He almost had me talked into it when I said, would you spend $5,000 to bring a family of four to Australia and New Zealand for three weeks? And he's like, absolutely. You almost had yeah. me. Uh, I told this to Pookie. I'll, I will say it on the air. I've reached a milestone. The uh, stock portfolio doing real well last couple months. Yeah. How's that monster stock good? Oh, our monster stock is killing it. Getting, I think good. I've made $6,800 on, on the monster stock since, yeah, since investment. Uh, I have reached a point now where I actually have, uh, I could, if I wanted to, tomorrow, I could cash everything out and just buy my house outright. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have yeah. more money saved yep. than I owe in my house. Yep. And then your mom is saying, look at this mixer thing that Pookie got for the kitchen. Yeah. It really helps with the baking. And I'm like, F that. <laughs> Hell no, I'm not buying that. Uh, how's our CBD stock doing? CBD MD, the one that Chad Reed recommended. Let's see. I bought it at 5 We're now at $1. Yeah, I think Killing so. it. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Hashtag thanks, thanks Chad. Chad. Thanks, Chad. CBD. <laughs> Yeah. We ran to the stock market while I did. Jesus. $5 down to one now. Yeah. Oh, My dad gave me a hot stock tip, too. An oil sands company in Canada. Yeah. Seven grand in. Uh, it's literally worth $14. Thanks, thanks, Pops. Wow. Yeah. You guys are good at this. Yep. I have a guy that helps me. Every stock he picks is good. Every other person who's ever picked anything, including myself, is well, bad. Imagine that. Shocking. It's shocking. The yeah. professional actually All right. knows. Yes. All right. All right. Mark says Mark says futures. I don't know what even the hell that means. Futures and options, bro. Yeah, nobody knows what that means. Bread and butter. From trading places, all I know is from trading places where they bought hog, hog stocks. Oh yeah, wasn't it the same kind of stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lean hogs, all that good right. stuff. Pork bellies. Yep. Pork belly. That was it. Pork bellies. Skip knows. All right, uh, Kiefer. Do you think Reed will race all the Supercross races this season, or calls it quits early? I think he's going to be done. I think he's going to go half in and I'm out. I don't think so. I think he makes it. Yeah, he's going to do well. Yeah. Skip, do you like the Triple Crown format? I, from an entertainment value, absolutely. From a, from a racing standpoint, especially the, the, the smaller teams, privateer, mid-level teams, it's, it's, uh, they're at a huge deficit. If one little thing goes wrong, they're going to be lucky if they can make, the, make the, the next round or the next event. Yeah, it's tough, man. That, that, there's not much time going on. No. Nope. Steve, what do you think Will Hahn said to Dylan after the main event? Good job. 
I mean, he looked pumped. Look, DV really wanted to emphasize that how well Ferrandez rode, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, he's got a point. He did ride good. He rode well, but yeah. it's hard to say. It was By out the of way, all the things we've heard. He made it, he actually made a point that no one had thought of. Right. If that one thing had happened. You'd be being, you'd be saying, yeah. "Damn, Ferrandis rode awesome," but that's not been mentioned no. by anybody. Uh, right. By the way, Christian Craig and I've been going back and forth on. Ta- he's he's not coming on. Okay. I even had Talon try to just cold call him. Oh gosh, he's he said, anti. He said, "I'm not picking up." You're ruthless. Yeah. I'm not going to pick up. He yeah. told you that. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. smart move. Smart move. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Don't red button, Steve. No. Where are we at here? Weege. Yeah. Did your family? Uh, that's the wrong one. How would someone spin a press release into a positive for Team Geico's results at Anaheim 2? <laughs> well, one thing I think uh, that I learned in school, got a degree in PR. PR is truly open and honest communication. If you don't lie, you never get caught. Just tell the truth. So whoever decided to write the Geico Honda press release last night yeah. said, promising night ends in disaster for Team Geico Honda. <laughs> I would feel like if you're uh, reading that press release, you can, be, you can now say whatever else they're going to say is obviously the truth because they got it right out there. Yeah. Is that not an accurate? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So whoever wrote yep. that? Yeah. Genius. Always be honest. It is impossible to lie five times and keep track of all five of those lies. Don't lie once. You'll never get caught. God, I was talking to Dunge at the end of the night. Still weird with him wearing a Geico shirt and everything. but And still weird that he's talking to you at the end of the night. <laughs> uh, we, were never, we were never like that. Really? He rolled his eyes one time when I asked him for an interview, but he gave it to me. <laughs> That's just because Dunge doesn't know how to say <laughs> no. Awesome. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I know. But yeah. I don't think he was ever. We're, 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 he said, see you next week, buddy. Remember? <laughs> right, and then I had a guy who went to a race for the first time, and he called him buddy too. Oh, really? And I had the audio of it. Does that go back to a PR thing? Uh, Dunge just says buddy. Yeah, oh, that, you think okay, that's because okay. he couldn't remember your we name? Real, he thought it meant something. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like Steve. He any every some guys say bud, some guys say bro, whatever, dude. It's, it's buddy. Buddy. He just says okay. buddy. I'm like Steve. It doesn't mean anything. Right. He really thought it was something. All right. See you next yeah. week, buddy. Everybody's buddy. Well, let's not. Let's I agree with that. Anyways, Geico Honda went from two out of three spots on the podium. I think. Can we talk about how good how good their bike is though? It's improved. It's improved, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Whole shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Starts improved. are better. Right. So be interested to see if uh, J Mart can make it happen on the. Just keep J Mart on the, the bike. The first triple crown. Does J Mart look for Fernandez for payback? He always he can't say Fernandez. He just says Fernandez. Oh, Fernandez. Yeah. No, he stays out of it. Okay. Well, maybe he can't find Fernandez. I don't think he has any beef with Fernandez. J-Mart? To help Craig out. In, 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 yeah, you know, no. in, That's a joke. It was a total joke. To yeah, me. I'm right. not really following. J-Mart can't say Fernandez. He so says he's looking for a way He's going to look for Fernandez. Okay. But not going to be able to find him. Oh, okay. I see. I'm I missed mean. that last part. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Spain's a whole main. I never saw him. Never saw Fernandez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Kiefer, can anyone match Tomac's all-out speed when he's on? No, because the dude Marty. has a blend of AC. No, Marty. He rides light in areas, and then he rides heavy in other areas. And what I mean by that is he's light on his feet, like Roxon, in certain areas when he rides, and then when he pushes through jumps, he rides real heavy, and he doesn't even really scrub. He's so strong and rides heavy through the jump that he stays lower. You watch him at A two. The dude never throws his bike or scrub. He just pushes his bike so far in and stays low. It's I was insane. really surprised how fast he caught Roxon. Not that he caught him. I knew that was coming, but dude. how fast he caught And he Roxon. caught him. You watch him. The trajectory over the jumps, it's a bike length or two every, every jump. I mean, Roxon just put on a clinic seven days ago. Right. And Eli was like, yeah, I take your clinic. Here you go. See you later. 
You know what I mean? It's so. impressive. Yeah. So that's, we're good now. Tomac's finally got it, right? But that's what you can't all, you right? can't trust it because it's shit starts all the time. You I, can't trust it. That's yeah. not that's the joke I'm yeah. making. <laughs> we're good, right? Yeah. It's solid. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah. Jeez. All right. Skip, last one. Which brand has the best factory four fifty right now? Ooh. Good question. Man, that that that's a tough question. I uh I, uh, I, I, don't know, answer, I don't know that or, I can answer or, that. Or, or just scary for you to answer. No. Be, you don't have I any think, alliances now, No, right? because I yep. think if you if you look over the, the the last three races, every one of those brands has looked good, exceptional at points. Yep. And, Suzuki, you know, if you – Suzuki, 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 yeah. Suzuki. You know, well, okay. Maybe not all of them. <laughs> Five out of six. Um, you know, I, I man, there was times where the Huskies looked amazing. The Early on, I thought the Hondas were spectacular. Um you know, and then you have a night like you you, you see if you watch Eli just ride that yeah. motorcycle. He makes he just made it all look amazing. And I don't know that I don't know that there's any one that is better than anyone else out there right now. I think they're all they're all capable. When the rider's on, I think each one of those bikes is capable of taking them where they want to go. Yeah, I, I would agree. Barsha had some problems. What I heard in the whoops, like he wasn't happy yeah. with his bike. Yeah. So if you look at it as a whole, I think Kawasaki has the best bike because you watch Adam ride every week and his bike looks really good so uh, you know I, I i i can't disagree with that yeah all right was that it x-brand goggles choice of champions everywhere one last call before we go to commercial break it's darren darren you want to talk about the supercross tv shows yeah steve i wanted to say thanks for the pulp mx show and all of your guests and your journalistic experience here in the last few years i really think that it's finally paid off. The the TV shows for the Supercross, these three races we've seen this year are so much better with the production quality than they've been in the last thirty freaking years. And I think it's it's uh, you know it's where you guys have brought the industry to a little bit to the public, and hearing us out here in the hinterlands and giving us what we want, getting rid of a bunch of that crap stuff that is on the race show and wow. yeah, they don't do the tv in the races. bikes in the, they don't do the the bikes in the tv in the living room anymore God, that's you funny. know they, they you're right about that they have tightened that, up a little that, bit yeah I, i'm totally down with that. that that social media crap i mean i know it's it's great for your show and for <laughs> how america runs their economy now but man i don't want to see it on my tv that's right they don't got the chick down there on the no, floor no, talking no. anymore do they no. we we, what do you think? She's an attractive and sharp girl. Yeah. Reed, yeah. what do you think of the production? Uh, I, I This is going to sound like a total cop-out. I haven't watched any of the shows this year. Every freaking trip so far has been extended. The race was Saturday. I'm still here. i got to get home, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to the next race. So I haven't watched any. But I actually feel like they've been headed that direction the last couple yeah. of years. It's really easy to bag on them. I had this conversation on the way uh, during the drive today. I know, for example, people bag on makeup to mud. Well, hey, what does everybody say they want? Grow the sport, grow the sport, grow the sport. Toyota, which could buy an ad for their pickup truck, instead as a segment to try to get the untapped market of the sport, figure out a way to get women to buy dirt bikes. Toyota doesn't even make dirt bikes. That's awesome that they're using the biggest platform that our Mm -hmm. sport has to try to get females to buy motorcycles, which would help all of us in this room, every rider, every team make more money, make the sport healthier. Even Mark's? We're we're all in the industry oh, okay. in some well, he got a race. particular way. All right, he's maxed out. Yeah. He's, he's maxed yeah. out. Uh, all, all those segments. Science of Supercross. Uh, For years, you said, when uh, can we get some of this stuff? Yeah. 
That yeah. science of Supercross is getting you as and deep as you possibly can I'm, into listen, this I, is how hard they work to I, I totally agree with you. And then if you want to look at, like, they put a bunch of people on the preview show that are, like, live and breathe the shit. Like me and Anton and not you. I was on yeah. the list. I was told No, was you were not. List. No, you weren't. Okay, sorry. Okay. But, like, instead that, of getting, like, a bunch of riders that don't really know what's going on or a bunch of experts, quote-unquote, that don't really know what's going on in the sport, they got people that live and die and talk about this shit every day on there because they want to get the bench racing going. They want to talk about the sport, you know? And so credit to them for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it's all executed Ab- brilliantly. Absol- but absolutely. That's, absolutely. That's exactly where I'm coming from. And I really feel like you guys have been the really big pushers or the movers on this for the last five, six years, and it's starting to pay off. I, I oh. really agree with that makeup to mud. It, it's better than it ever has been. Yeah. And, and that really is helping grow the sport. And you guys have been behind that. I mean, I've been listening to you guys for a, a long time. I've been watching Supercross for 35, 40 years, you know, as you've been able to see it on TV. And uh, it, it is just, it's a lot better this year. And I really think, Steve, I kind of want to talk you down from your rant about the American public and whatnot and the craziness of the, the comments and, and social media situation. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because you guys have got to really feel good about some of this stuff, and and you guys are a really big part of that. That's all I wanted to say tonight. Thanks well, a lot for your show. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. And, uh, thank, thanks for the call. Let's see you in the future, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, look at that. Good, good way to go to commercial with me getting <laughs> applauded. I, I really don't think that uh, anything we're doing here has anything to do with that. But thanks. I will say that NBC, Asshole. all those networks have a, different philosophies. Fox is a little bit more of the over-the-top spectacular. I mean, there's many things Fox. Their very first television show they had was The Simpsons, which was, like, ridiculous. But that's the way Fox has always been, whether it's sports or television or news. They're always a little more in-your-face. NBC has always prided themselves as the storytelling network. So I think that deal came together late last year. They didn't really have a chance to put their mm-hmm. touch on, on Supercross. Yeah. Yep. But now they've had a year to do it, and they might not be over-the-top, in-your-face, boisterous like, say, Fox was, but they're very good at telling the story of athletes and mm-hmm. things like that. So... That's cool. I always just like, they could be like, we don't care about this dirt bike thing. At least they care enough to apply their philosophy to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah, if only the outdoor guys could get their shit together. It's the same network, but I don't, I've heard that they don't quite give it as much attention. Are you surprised <laughs> well, to hear that? It probably yeah. has to do with the staff that's there calling the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, else. Skip. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. What, oh, we, the better announcers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do we know yes. the, the TV ratings <laughs> compared to Supercross on Nationals? Do you know that by hand? Uh, it's, I don't think it's as big a drop-off as you would think. The thing about TV is, dude, the stuff varies so massively. Yeah, your 20, lead-in is huge. D- yeah, 2016, two nationals that were on NBC were the two biggest ratings of any races all that year. And oh. I'm sure it was because it was on. We had uh, Muddy Creek and Southwick. I think we had 700,000 and then 900,000. Is that when you missed the start? Uh, that was yours. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that the gate drop signified the start. Right. And we happened to have a great battle between Tomac and Roxon for the win at Southwick that year, and like 880,000 people watched it. I'm sure it was because like Tour de France was on right before it or yeah, something. NASCAR or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, average Supercross is better, but you get these weirdo spikes. Yeah. Anaheim 1 is not the highest rated Supercross. I'm just saying, it's random. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. You know, I, talking about going what you know from a production standpoint is as... You know, and you talked about the major sports, and you look at football and stuff, and they're bringing these guys in that are talking and giving you color, giving you play-by-play, doing those things, and all of a sudden it's turning into their perception of what everybody on the field is doing. And I, I get I get bored with that. And it's I see that Supercross has kind of gone down that path a little bit where they're talking about this is what's going on, or this should have happened, or this is going to happen. Oops, it didn't happen. If they would cut down to the signal area and bring in some contrast – like they did yeah. 
you know, yeah, and, and maybe yeah. maybe just bring a little more drum in and a little more contrast and a little more of of hey, you're hearing it from somebody who's who's participating and yeah. living it right now. Maybe just one just one little clip to bring it in to help help complete that circle because I think it's it's a little too ten thousand foot for me right now. I think the color guy can be a lot better. I really do. Well, we would like them to. I'm not taking any particular shots in general. Just just talk to people more. Yeah. And you can bring that. Although it is weird. Yes, in your day, the mechanic interview during the race was an absolute staple. Yeah. And it is just going. Yeah. yeah. And it was and, good. And I think that's the part I enjoy about the NASCAR and any type of racing is yeah. when they go down. And I'm going to be partial because I was that's who yeah, I was. Yeah, but yeah. it brings another another level of realism to, to what you're watching on TV, I think. I remember thinking, like, oh, what glasses am I going to wear? Because I might, I might get interviewed here, so I'm going to wear these glasses, you know, like. Oakley athlete? Yeah. A ton. So, so you're just thinking about fashion. Stuff that I think about yeah, yeah. Yeah, when yeah. I was a mechanic. Uh, all right, everybody, we're going to go to commercial break here. Chris Kiefer, Jason Wygant, Skip Norfolk in studio. Uh, we can look at the Tweet at Talon segment. We're going to talk break down Anaheim 2 a little bit more. Uh, break down Weege's cheapness as well, if we can get to it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Paul Metro presented by motorsport.com. And the folks at Fly Racing, be right back. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 Tire Range is now available for young motocross 
and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Pulp Mech Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PulpNation to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Verandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, 
Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, they're winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams that rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order.
Welcome back, everybody. Paul Metro, presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. It's been a really fun show tonight. Uh, Cooper Webb was on. David Villeman was on. Marty Davos was on. Uh, all interesting guys for sure to have on. Uh, Jason Wygant, Chris Kiefer, the Skip Norfolk in studio, the legend, mechanic for Jeremy McGrath, crew chief for Factory Kawasaki, crew chief for Club MX. Uh, no fear. That was whatever you were. No times. fear. What crew? Ch- what, what years was the was the Kawasaki? What have I been? After was God was that oh. Five, right when the four stroke was coming online okay. with Stu. So I can't, God, I, I, I should Stu. know that date. But Stuart and Burner? Stuart and Burner. Um, uh, Ezra was there for a little What's bit. What's the most amazing thing you saw Stu do? Bud's Creek. Yeah. Yeah, almost. <laughs> 125 days. Yeah, almost. What, almost two minutes. Wow. <laughs> um, I thought Coop Web- Cooper Webb's interview was great. He's always Tonight. pretty good. He yeah. is, dude. Dude, I don't, I've said this before. I'm not sure that he really likes me. <laughs> He's just a mellow guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I don't get the vibe that he's. You know, we have like Phil. Phil and I are tight, and I think you know that. Uh, but he always comes on the show, and he always delivers an interview. Yeah, he so. definitely doesn't like you know that Kiefer blew us out. For, yeah, for yeah. telling yeah. him that we. Yeah, think Tomac yeah, gets a time. great point. Hey, Tomac won over the weekend. We're yeah. good. We're good. What, uh, Steve gets for talking shit last week about me. So, oh man, it's just it shit flows downhill, Weege. You got to leave soon, Wygant. So let's delve yeah, you, in. You booked this flight. I don't know what you're doing. Put the mic closer to your mouth, please. What? Thank you. It comes back out. Look. No, stay. no, it's fine. Uh, let's do the motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from motorsport.com. It's the tweets at tits QA segment where your twatted questions find answers. Don't worry, Talon. We'll get you your customized intro soon. Don't worry. Getting upset over here. I know, I know. Uh, motorsport.com for those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. No, Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gear heads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Thanks to Motorsport.com. If you click on a banner on pulpmex.com or pulpmex show, Takes you to Motorsport and uh, buy something from them. Experience their prices, experience their customer service. Experience their products, and, and we're going to do a Michelin promo here shortly. So we're going to get some Michelin pr- tires moving, as well as Michelin bicycle stuff as well from the folks at Motorsports. So thanks for those guys for teaming up with us for this year and beyond. Um, these are tweets submitted to at Papa Mech Show. Talon over there picks the best ones, and uh, let's make this happen. All right, first one from Gus Keeter. Though he's had more success already, is Forkner shaking up, shaping up to be like his training coach, Raynard? Oh, mm. Oh, uh, I understand at the largest view, oh, what if they both are really fast and don't win a title? But I don't feel like the methods, like, Raynard's as fast as crap. Raynard's fast as crap, right? Right. Like, that's, yeah. you talk about Raynard, you talk about, for a couple times, every once in a while, unbelievably fast. Forkner's good. I don't know if you put Forkner quite at that level. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. But at other things, I think Forkner's better than Raynard. I'm... I'm not on the Forkner train as much as a lot of people. Like, I'm still... He's in his third year? Fourth year? Fourth. Now it's fourth. Fourth year. Wow, really? Damn. Yep. No titles. Yeah. Race wins, no titles. Yeah. That's all. Uh, Okay, so who... When was the last time a rookie made an impact in the series? Uh, Lights class. Webb? Did Webb win races? Canard? 
I think he won. I mean, Kennard and Dunge were winning races in their rookie year, but we're going back pretty far now. Right. And that's yeah. 12, 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. AC won. That might be the last time. What was that, yeah. 14? 14. That's 13, probably the last yeah. time a rookie was like, dude, this guy's going to win the title. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a challenging question, right? Yeah. I think, that's, I think that says a lot about all this stuff that we're talking about. It's a different world. Yeah. The AMA, when they changed the 250 rules, do you like that, Steve, that they've changed yeah, the rules? Yeah, yeah. That's great. The reason or excuse they gave was that the teams told them, in this day and age of technology and four strokes, it takes the riders an extra year or two to really get it figured out. Now, I think that's just an excuse because they didn't want to lose whatever guys were on their teams. Of course. Joey and Marty were going to point out. Uh, yeah, they're like, yeah. please don't let Joey come up with a reason. But, Skip, you would know, is it actually taking longer? <clears throat> I, I do. I think it yeah. does. I, I think it has a lot to do with um, how those I, – I don't – I'm not going to pick on anyone, but I, I don't think those guys coming in know how to race like the old guys did that came in. Oh, they, okay. Because they, they, they train. Mm-hmm. They don't ra- It's too expensive to go race yeah, any yeah. longer because you yeah. destroy your motorcycle. Yeah. So they just train and train and train. They get to a race, and they, they really don't truly know how to race, and yeah. it bites them in the ass more time than it doesn't. You know, I hate to bring him up, the great Tim Ferry. Okay. I hate to bring him up. I know. He works with amateurs, and that, he, that's what he says. He's like, these guys, when they get around people on the track, they don't know what to do. When they're in a pack of 10 guys, they're never in a pack of 10 guys because they don't race. So they're just used to putting hot laps with scrubs in, in them. That's all they want to do. And he's like, the racecraft is terrible. These guys don't know what they're doing. No, you know? that, and I don't think their priorities are quite lined up. I mean, you listen to him, talk to them all. We heard it this weekend. You know, I just want to, I'm going to go out, I'm going to. I'm going to be fast. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, they got to understand there's a bigger picture now. The, the, there's too much of a monetary value or financial aspect to, to racing is, is you've got you've to be relevant for the series yeah. in order to get the big check at yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not, th- it doesn't even matter anymore. Right. And, but, but to that point is now, the, now the, I think the powers that be at the OEM side of things – they are truly understanding. It used to be, hey man, we need to have this. We need to have a guy on the 450 or the or the premier class when they're 21. You know, then it moved to 24. You know, and yeah. And, yeah. and because it it does it there there is a point where you these these guys have to learn and understand a lot more than just going fast Keep for one home, lap. Home life. Uh, it's not the home life. I think what Skip's saying is just... No, I, you you thought home life was great for Forkman. It is. It's fine. I don't think this, for instance, has anything to do with that. I okay. think his chick's solid. Tony just weighed in. Mm, fuck Tony. Yeah. You're out of your mind, dude. Sorry, Tony. All right. Next question. All right, this one's from Ron Dog. Was Ferrandis under orders from Star Yamaha Management to wreck the Geico Hondas so bad oh, that Mathis and Kiefer couldn't ride them? We get these. Uh, That'd be awesome. <laughs> this is amazing. These people are great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should have called Will tonight. I know. We should have called him. That's all right. We give him enough shit. Do we, though? Yes, we do give him a lot of shit. Maybe not us, but other people right, do. Right. Last time I was here, we called somebody, and it was pretty funny. Let's call him. Will Hong? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, all right, next question. From Moto is Life, would Baggett have gone on to win had he not crashed? We talked about this. Uh, podium, right? Yeah. He's only won one race, so I think it's hard to say. Yeah. You just stamped that he's going to yeah, win. Yeah. Tomac was on the gas. Right. I don't know. I mean, Maybe. he made up a lot of ground on Roxon in yeah. like three sections of the track. Yeah, yeah. He was going good. This one's from El Dutorino. You are a factory 250 team manager, and you have you have to fill an open spot on your team. Assuming they're available, do you take Clout, Oldenburg, or Hayes? Ooh, I'm going to take Hayes. 
I think Hayes has uh, more experience, uh, better whoop speed. So I'm going Hayes. Yeah, so far Clout's loose. Right. Freckle's loose. And so I'll go I'll go Hayes. Uh, Hayes this weekend was very good. Good job for Jacob Hayes. He was yeah. dead last. Worked on his way to eighth or something. So. Yeah, he's good seventh job. in the series. So Yeah. All right. Next one from Tosh Hero. Jason Wygant, what wrestling names would you give the 250 West Riders? Uh, Dylan Fernandez. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, Dylan Fernandez. And uh, Craig Christian. Craig Christian? One? Yeah. Craig yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was actually our uh, Racer X Vault had a big problem because of Craig Christian was in there, but there right. was no Christian Craig. <laughs> you can't sprain it on me. Let me, tell, let me think about okay, this. All right. All right. We'll, we'll come all right from Always Moto, JT and Kiefer. What's wrong? Or, well, JT's not on, but what's wrong with Forkner's technique in the whoops? And did he really injure his back in that crash, or was it another Forkner moment? Where he's he's trying to skim the whoop. What, just what I viewed from the practice crash in Anaheim and then this main event crash in A2 is he's trying to skim the whoops where they're worn down and they're V'd out. And his front tire is in that groove. But when you're doing that, your ass ends going side to side and he hits the edges. And what happens just causes you to deflect. And when that happens is it hits those little edges on the wall and deflects back and then he swaps out. So I think his line choice is a little bit off. He could probably go out. If you watch the good guys like Craig and the guys skimming that stuff when they're blown out, they're always to the freaking tough blocks where they're fresher. So if you're going to skim and go that fast, that's where I would recommend going out. Um, I Honestly, yeah, I, people talk trash on Forkner like, oh, he's maybe over-hyping like when he's hurt or something like Dude, he hit the ground pretty hard, and I don't think he's going to grab his yeah, back. I don't think so either. I yeah. mean, it's, it hurts. He, doesn't, he doesn't have time to get up and be like, oh, let me grab my back. Yeah, and like, I'm hurt. He yeah, got yeah, slammed yeah. the ground. Like, right. his shit probably hurts. So, right. yeah. All right, from Brock Moran. Did Justin Cooper just gain a major ally in Craig as he fights to hold off Ferrandez for the title? Craig doesn't ride like that, but if he owes him one, he owes him one. Right? I mean, that's, yeah. I'm down with that. Like, But Craig's not. I honestly don't think Craig screws with anything after this. I think he just wants to do his thing. He's been through enough shit with this water crap and the USADA, all the whatever the hell it is. Yeah. He just wants to race, ride his dirt bike. But what if the opportunity's there? I honestly don't think he's gonna I honestly don't think he's gonna do anything. If I was Christian and I wouldn't go out of my way, I'm not gonna T bone the guy, I'm not gonna try to break his leg, but I, if it comes up, yep, you're going down. I honestly don't think he's gonna do it. Okay. Skip. I, I don't I, I don't he doesn't strike me as that type of an individual. Mm. At least not at this point in his life. Yeah. Right. This one's from Jack Courtney. If Filthy was in CC's position Saturday, how oh. many years sentence would he be serving <laughs> for assault in the pits? Oh. <laughs> Jesus. There's that Phil- type of individual. Filthy Phil. <laughs> oh. He would have rode with those jet fighter bars that are now there from when he got jacked up. You know, Christian's bars yeah, are all yeah. wrecked down. Yeah. He would have not pulled in the pits, dude. He would have found him somewhere on the track. Oh yeah, yeah. And jacked oh, him. It'd have yeah. been, it'd have been so ugly. He, I mean, he goes after guys who hold him up on a fast lap and qualify, and was doing a thr- throat slit gesture to them, like, and they just held him up for a qualifying practice time. Good guy. <laughs> That's the best question I've heard in this show tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would Phil have done if right. that happened to him? Oh my gosh. WWPD. What would Phil do? Yeah, I don't know. Can the AMA do anything if you just kill someone like two days after, like literally kill them two days after the race, but it's nothing to do with racing? Yeah, I don't like, know. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, How does that know. work? Yeah. I mean, Phil will be in jail, but I don't know if the AMA is doing anything right, about right. that. Yeah. All right. All right. From Lax Defense Coach, Kiefer, more stressful for you, watching C practice at Supercross or dealing with Heather after a Broncos loss? Uh, yeah, de- uh, Heather. 
for sure. It's it's stressful. Me and Aiden leave the house because it's so bad. Yeah, it's bad. Heather <laughs> watching a Denver game that they're losing and maybe .08 alcohol level. I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, from Jake Briscoe. Weege, what is the sketchiest travel story you have? You know, I'll just get, I got recency bias, man. This weekend has been great. Uh, I tried to book a rental car. Uh, LAX had, did not have any rental cars this weekend. I don't know what's going yeah. on. It was a three day weekend with Martin Luther King. I don't know if that led to like more vacations. There were no rental cars available. The only thing I could find was American van rentals, had rentals, but there wasn't a shuttle. So I took a shuttle to Thrifty because it was a five minute walk from Thrifty to American Van Rentals. I come in. The lobby is totally filled with people. It's like the hospital waiting room. And God. they tell everybody, yes, everyone in line has a reservation, but most of the vans haven't been returned yet. It could be up to three hours before we get any vans back. So everybody just hang tight. So I had to abort that mission. I was also scared because I think they were going to force me to get insurance, which hell no, I wasn't going to pay for that. <laughs> so I got an Uber from the rental car place oh, to God. the stadium. And I'm like, I'm just going to get to the stadium. I don't know how the rest of the weekend's going to play out. <laughs> Two days from now, I've got to be in Vegas. I'll figure that out later. And then, uh, let's see, I crashed at Kellen's house on Saturday. Yep. Uh, Kellen brought me to my friend Jen Canyon's house so I could see her new baby on Sunday afternoon. Then she drove me to Langston's house. Stayed at Langston's house last night. Langston and I did a voiceover this morning. Kellen showed up with a voiceover, drove me here. Now we got an Uber to get to the airport. Holy shit. we got to dial. we got to figure it out. we got to figure right, it out. Right. Whole trip, four days, including my flight. 320 bucks will be the entire, entire budget for this. And this weekend. you are not going to Glendale, right? No. Right. Not going to Glendale. Right. Daughter stuff this weekend. Trying to keep her, you know. Watching it? Out of the clear heels. <laughs> you going to watch it? The race? Yeah. Oh, of course I'll watch the race. Okay. We got a whole. We got a. This is. We're going to unveil something really good this weekend. Inclu oh. It, Phil's involved. Oh, oh really? Cool. Oh, we're going to oh. do a big watch party. It's going to be. A awesome. watch party with Phil. Oh, that'd be How great. good. Would you watch a watch party? Yes, with I would. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'd like to announce that I'm not going to Glendale. I'm going to watch the watch yeah, party. You'd rather? Phil. Yes. Yeah. I think it's going to be more we've fun watched, than We've watched his race with Phil from the press box. That's unbelievable. That'd be a yeah. pay-per-view thing right there. Yeah. I'd pay to watch that. Yeah. Yes. Watch with Phil. I sat with Phil at, at uh, A1 practice, yeah, and he go. was not happy with Amart at all. Right, right. Uh, yeah, your driver's here. Or no, he'll be here in seven minutes. All right, we're good. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, next question. All right, from Two Clingy. Which preseason injured Husky rider are you more surprised by, Dino or Gloves Hayes? Mm, Dino's Dino's on it now. I think he might be might be better from here on out. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Weech. Yeah, Dean's. I'm impressed. Yeah, he. I think he'll be a factor for top tens from here yeah. on out, and maybe higher. Yeah, he's been good. All right, from Alex Ratner, Weech. How how happy are you that E Town locals have taken over the 250 podium the last two rounds? Maybe you set the foundation with your flagging, perhaps. Yeah, Hartraft and Cooper. Yeah. Uh, they, no one stole anyone's ride there, by the way, Steve. You, you're completely messing that up. Uh, that was Challenge Tenant. Uh, yeah. Fuck the, you. The E-Town locals. Hey, maybe we're onto something here, Skip. You know what Justin Cooper and Brandon Hartraft did a lot growing hmm. up? Race. 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 Yeah. I'm, and I, boy, I tell you, I missed uh, – I'm really happy for Brandon. Yeah. Um, when we first started with the trader side of things and – um, passed. Yeah, passed on that. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, I'm I'm so happy he's proven right. me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> so happy yeah, he's proven yeah. me wrong. Good kid. Couldn't be, you know. It just I, I'm stoked for him. Right. Yeah, awesome. I, I texted him. I said, "Hey, bro, you just got the quietest third place in Supercross history." He goes, "I know, huh?" It's a little weird. <laughs> but, but hey, but all no matter how 
he he duplicated it, yeah. which right. is badass. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's probably like, why are they booing me? <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on in front, right? <laughs> Two weeks in a row, he got third when both Geico Honda guys were in for sure podiums yeah. and ended up yeah. basically not finishing. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. Put yourself in position. All right. From Steve Proudfoot, what do you think happens to Craig if he retaliates in the next few weeks? Nothing. I think it's fine. Just, hey, don't do that again. You're good. Yeah, if, I, if he was if he was going to do it, I would do it in practice or qualifying. That's when I would do it. All right. All right, from Rev Ward, idea for a new intermission whole shot contest. Two identical Cowie 450s, Tomac on one, a fan on the other. <laughs> what was that, the first part of the question? A, a whole shot contest. Oh, can God. a fan out? Can, can a fan get a better start than Eli Tomac? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm down. Yeah. Launch control. Here you go, fan. Sign these waivers. This is great. Oh There's theory out there that Tomac problem with starts isn't the start. It's the banging bars in the first turn. We're wondering if there's some data we can find to prove this. Huh. Like, the, the, I'm going to send it and I might die, which is pretty much the mentality you need to have. No, I don't buy that. I know we, you're yeah, not on board with that. Start, yeah. Starts are 1.2 seconds long. That's it. Dude, yeah. out of the you gate. Watch, yeah. That's it. So watch some of these GoPros that are on RacerX online, the guys that don't get the whole shot. It's fucking sketchy. It's bad, it's bad back there. So yeah, sketchy. Yeah. When you hang out with the squirrels, you're going to get your nuts busted. Wow. <laughs> yeah, All right. It's All right from Tyson Stegall. Thoughts on what it will be like to have both Hunter and Jet on the same team for the Nationals? Yeah, exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. I think Hunter does better, though. Yeah. So. God, Hunter's got to be just sitting there going, two, two, supercross missed, right. two supercross years missed in a row. Injuries. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his so. brother's becoming a sensation. Hunter needs to, for his own sake, right. it would it would help him Yeah, if he All can right. get it together. Is that it for this? Uh, two more. Okay. Blair Lively, is Reedy going to make the night show at the Triple Crown? Ooh, good question. Ooh. I mean, yeah, uh, through yeah. the LCQ, if we're anything. Yeah. 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 I don't no. think it's that different. There is no LCQ in Triple Crown. Yeah. Yeah, there's, they take 18, and then there's an LCQ. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. You wouldn't know because they don't show it on yeah. TV. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah no, it's ridiculous. Understood. I'm with you. Show it. It's great. It's Start amazing. the night with that carnage. Yep. It's beautiful. Yep. All right, last one from Went to Lipkiss. If Steve is the conductor of the troll train and Ralph is the teamster promoting the web wagon, who is stepping up to pilot the jet plane? Can you think of a rider who has gained so many fans in such a short start to a series? Strana. Strana already had him, though. Stu had him, too. They already had him. Really? Like his rookie year? Dude, Pastrana had already jumped his bike into the yeah, bay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. There's always a recency bias with this stuff, and people who are newer to the sport, right? Like, you're just like, you're like it's been done. Stu was, Stu was 16. Right. And whooping everybody. Raynard yeah. won who was 16. Yep. Yeah. Brad, Bradshaw. Yeah, like, people forget. Like, people don't. There's just recent stuff, like. Guys, it's been around a long time. There's been sensations, you know? But we're talking about f- fan following, right? Yeah. Man, that's Bradshaw a- was a bad dude right away. Yeah, and he had a massive. I mean, this was back before you had yeah. any of that stuff, but yeah. he had a massive following. Yeah. So. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I I don't know. I think that Jet probably just jumped up there pretty pretty far. I mean, yeah. look, you could probably say last June, not a single person in America really even well, when heard he, of him. When he pulled off before the checker flag and F my fantasy <laughs> team over, I was not a fan. Okay. All right. <laughs> when he thought he was going to point out... <laughs> Or whatever that was. Yes. He thought they told him to pull off. Yeah. And they did not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, that's it. Motorsport.com tweet at talent segment. That's old news, right? Thank you, everybody, for that. You can always tweet at Pulp Omec Show and, uh, and get that going. Um, you got to go? 
I guess. You tell me. Two minutes. Your Uber's two, two minutes, minutes away. All right. You still here? Yeah. All right. Uh, predictions for Glendale, then, Wygant. Let's get that out of you before we, uh, before we get you out of here. Predictions crown, in both right? classes. Triple Clown, here we go. Triple, Give us three or four clown. predictions. Triple Minus cl- Justin Brayton. Tell us who's going to win the gangbang. Kiefer. <laughs> I mean, three of the four, the three predictions are going to be Brayton wins the first one, Brayton wins the second one, Brayton wins the third one, Brayton wins the overall. Those are my four predictions for a Triple Crown. There you go. At Glendale. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 250? We, we really excel in these. Uh, I'm a little worried the Triple Crowns. I know you're going to say I'm insane. I swear to God, the Star Yamahas do not get starts in Supercross. That doesn't make any sense. I understand, but this, I don't see it. Every week, they have bad starts. Justin Cooper, a great starter. What happened this weekend? Did he get a good start? Did he get a good start in St. Louis? It's in Anaheim. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I don't know. So, Triple Crown is more important than ever. Yeah. God damn, Forkner's a good starter. Give us your winners. Brayton. And? If Forkner's not hurt, like, bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with that because he's damn so good, so good right. at the start. You got to go. Rudolph's here in his scion. Rudolph. Yeah, okay. in his scion. Thanks, Weege. See you, Weege. Jason Wygan, everybody from Racer X Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for coming by. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you in a couple weeks. You going to Glo- You're going to Oakland? Yeah, we'll see. All right. Okay. Yeah. Kellen, grab grab uh, your boss's headset here and slide in here a little bit. Why not? This might, I might be done forever. Yeah. Kellen, Kellen could be the rising star. Weege is on his way back on a red eye where he will sleep on the plane now and then wake up in the morning and uh, deal, with his, deal with his children. Kellen's, Kellen's got a deadhead drive all the way back to SoCal. No, right? he's staying no, here tonight. Staying oh, okay. Yeah, he's right. staying, staying here tonight. So uh, I don't even know Kellen's. What's Kellen's last name? Brower. Kellen, Kellen Moore? No. Quarterback for the Jets? I wish. Kellen Winslow? I wish. Tell Kellen Moore is a Not Panther. junior, though. Huh? Not junior. Not junior. Do not be junior. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't good at all. Uh, uh, ride Engineering, ride-engineering.com. Use the code PulpMX-20 to save with those guys. Uh, they've got a new full linkage for a 2016 uh, KTM and Husqvarna models designed to help smooth out acceleration, chop, and improve handling. Ride height is 2 to 3 millimeter lower than stock. Fully compatible with all Ride Engineering links previously sold by these models. Full linkage 449, inner knuckle 249. You've got some experience with this? I uh, rode with the knuckle not too long ago. Yep. Uh, KTM 450. And it was, uh, it was actually surprising. I was always looking for something on my rear end. I had a track shock. And for me, this knuckle with this link actually provided me a little bit more traction, balanced the bike out a little bit. So... It's going to go on one of my project builds. I liked it so much. Yeah, so you're a fan. Yeah. Paul Max-20 to save at RideEngineering.com. Uh, Motor Concepts uses Ride Engineering. Yep. So, uh, and Chris Kiefer approved. Uh, Pro Filter is a real option for riders to avoid cleaning an air filter ever again. Kellen, imagine an alternative way that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean your oil. Amazing. Uh, if you haven't heard of Pro Filter, maybe even roosted too many times. Pro Filter, used by Geico Honda and MCR. Maxima, my hometown. Santee. Santee. You're you from Santee? Yeah. Jesus, dude. All these things are just coming to light. Right. Uh, all right. Um, let's do uh, PulpMX listeners get 35% discount by visiting ProFilter's website. At ProFilter.com, enter code PULP20 at checkout. That should not be 20, 35. That should be 20. 20% discount. Uh, PulpMX listeners. So uh, air and oil filters for um, dirt bikes, side-by-sides, quads, all sort of stuff like that. Uh, live show uh, coming up. Indy, Denver, and Vegas. The Yamaha fly racing live show don't forget twenty dollars raffle ticket for yamaha lcq privateer challenge you can win a, a yz450f you can win a set of gear from the folks at fly racing you can win a set of gear from fxr you can win a yamaha all done up and also second place prizes two yamaha generators wow for 20 bucks all the money goes to privateers and i don't know who's leading that right now 
after this weekend. Seven Deuce Deuce got it. This weekend. Just short. Yeah, just short. Seven right. Deuce Deuce. He actually rode good for not riding last week. I yeah, thought he rode really he, well. He, he's been banged up, right? Yeah, he has a little tendonitis thing in his wrist, arm. Like, yep. And, uh, yeah, I thought he actually rode pretty damn good. So we'll uh, go to pulpmex.com on that Yamaha raffle, and uh, and you can get your ticket for that, $20. All the money goes to the privateer. So thanks, uh, thanks to Yamaha for doing that and, and all the companies uh, like FMF and uh, – uh, who else? Uh, Roost is doing something for us, and Guts is doing something for us, and Works Connection, and all these guys. So thanks to them. Uh, really appreciate it. So Skip Norfolk, Kellen Brower, Brower, and Chris Kiefer in studio. I'll get it. I'll get it. It's, okay, uh, don't, don't worry you're about good. it. You're good. Um, a couple things before we wrap up. We got voicemails. We got Kiefer after dark as well. God, I can't wait. We already recorded it. I can't wait for it, though. I'll listen to it again. Oh, you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, absolutely amazing. Um, all right, so. Through the three rounds, I want to ask you guys. I was going to ask Wygant this, so just, Kellen, you, you step in uh, and feel free. Who's your disappointments after three rounds in either class? Um, disappointments after three rounds. Start with Skip. Skip. Oh, man. I God, as much as I have the appreciation for it, I, I, I expected more from Zach. Really? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, it was yep. – Good I, ride this weekend. Good, yep. No, this is what I thought should have happened the first two rounds. Right, right, right. What what we saw this weekend, yeah. Um, and then in the light side of things, whew. or two fifties now, two fifties. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm kind of bummed with the whole thing. I think it's just uh, the there's so many guys that are hurt. Yeah, you know there was what eight factory guys on the in the main event. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know. Right. So it's it's hard to it's out of that to pick a disappointing guy out of those that mm-hmm. the group of eight. Yeah, you want to look know? at uh two weeks for for the geico team that have absolutely sucked you know, two weeks in a row you know no yeah but but it's hard to you know i i, I can't call that a disappointment because you're dealing with a, a a true rookie yeah on one end you yeah. know and then on the other end you know i was uh devastated with christian having that because they really hurt my fantasy side of things. <laughs> um but it's just a bummer because you know he's such a I just appreciate what he can do on a motorcycle, but I can't say I'm bummed about it because it's it wasn't like he was in control of what happened. Right. You know. For me, right. uh, I would say Plessinger. Uh, that's my guy. Yeah. yeah. Plessinger 450. I know he wasn't gonna like be a podium guy no, or something, no. but I I thought he'd be five to seven, you know, in there. And then for 250, Mosman. Mosman, I thought would be a little bit better. Yeah. I know it's not a horrible job by him. I just thought yeah. he would be up in the podium mix a little bit more yeah. yep. and showing some more speed. Bogle so. too. Bogle's done. That's what I, mean, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah pull your mic up a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, Bog- uh, Plessinger at least got this start this weekend. Yes. and it was up there and then went down. We haven't seen anything from Bogle. Nah, he's been quiet. Remember last year he won heats. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. he was getting good starts. Yeah, and that's inconsistent now. Yeah. Where'd they go? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and even he he doesn't have anything either. When you ask him about that, he's yeah. like, I don't got anything. Uh, what about you, Kellen? Uh, well, like I was going to say, it was Bogle, yeah. or I was thinking AP as well with you there. Um, 250s, I'm actually a little disappointed in Amart. Like, I don't know what it was this weekend, but it, he was not good in the whoops ever once. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, man, like he was getting passed every lap. In the, yeah. I mean, Cheyenne Harmon passed him in the whoops in the heat race, and it was he like, did. Uh, not good. I mean, I'm on the troll train. Oh, me too. And it hurts. I want to be. It hurts. I know. He said he lost uh, 15 pounds. He's down to like 130 pounds. Why? He thought he bulked up too much. He's 100. He's, he's under. He's 100. 100. 
45 pounds. That's still. Yeah. I don't know. He, he said he was 150 something or whatever. And now he's even leaner. Do we see Amar going to 450s? He is. They're he putting is. him on a 450. East Coast? East? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, they, yeah. they need a guy. Freddie's hurt, right? Joey's not back. I mean, they need money. They need uh, to, to fulfill their answer contract. They need a certain amount of guys on the track. God, what if he blows our minds, just kills it on a 450? <laughs> I mean, I mean, does he I do mean, better I, than Jimmy D? You think? Yes, right away. In better shape. Okay. In way better shape than Jimmy D. Okay. So oh, yes, yeah. better than Jimmy D. Yeah. But hope he doesn't get hurt. No, that's what I don't want. Like, right. Because right. you know how he, he does get a little whiskey at sometimes. Yeah. That's going to be a lot easier. Yeah, for an older guy, he hits the ground <laughs> a little bit. You know, yeah. so. Oh, he hit it hard this weekend, boy. Yeah. yeah. Landed yeah. on his feet. Right away, yeah. right on his feet. His bike looks real stiff to me. I'm yeah, watching him ride. Yeah. Just looks the fork looks real stiff. Hmm. So interesting. Um hey, something we before we let you go. Yeah. We got voicemails, we got Keep the Dark. Yeah. Uh the Renthal thirty six bar. I saw you there on Friday. Yep. You so you drove down to Anaheim. Oh I did, I was there. On Friday. It's a product. I'm I'm there. But testing. then you were to do a testing. Didn't stay at the rice. No. Yes. No. Uh so new bar by the folks at Renthal. Uh of course, we love Vortex, 29% stronger than competition. Now, Renthal's on my other show, and Pro Taper's on my other show. So. Right. Um, what'd you think? Yeah, so uh, I told... It's I, a fat I, bar, by the way, if people didn't want to see it. Yeah, this 36 comes from... It's a 36-millimeter diameter with a clamp, so it's a little bit larger from 28 to 36. Easton was 35, I was told, when Easton came out. Okay. Yep. Um, it's 240 or 50 grams lighter than the current fat bar. So once you pick it up, super light. Dude, it's light. Yeah, it feels like a mountain bike bar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went out Saturday and chested it out in the desert. I have a rough track out in the desert you would appreciate. A lot of dishwashers and things around the track. Um, bolted it on. UTV track? Do you take it down there? Because that's a real test. No, okay. different area. Right. And uh, just a few things that I noticed right away. I'm not a fan of uh, rental twin walls, too rigid. Fat bar is really rigid for me, so I'm more of a pro taper kind of guy. So I bolted this on. First thing I noticed was... This probably has the best vibration uh, vibration dampening out of any bars I've tried. So it takes a lot of the vibration away for whatever that new material that they're using. I don't have it on me right yeah. now, but they're using a different material for the bar. Yep. And that and different thickness from the end to the center. Right. Yep. And for me, that helps with vibration. So um, the fore and aft movement, I feel like it's a little bit uh, better than their current stuff that they have out. So I have a little bit less rigidity. But up and down movement, I still feel like it's pretty stiff. So it's a different flex character. Um, it's a different feel. Obviously, you got to get a, a bar mount. They sell yeah, the bar mounts yeah, with it. Yeah, sell a bar mount. Yep. Uh, I measured that. The bar mount is a little bit taller than the you know stock um, YZ450 mount. So, uh, and I also think that the bar mount that they have is a little bit stiffer as well. So it's just it, it's a it's a better rental bar. Let me put it that way. I need to test it obviously further. Right, different tracks. People are asking me. Hey, have you crashed on? No, I haven't crashed on. I can't test that yet. But uh, to me, it's it's the best rental bar that they have out. Yeah, because you're you're a fan of flex. You're a fan of. The I'm flex. a fan of a Pro Taper Evo. I just like right. that because right. it has a good flex character. Yeah. And I'm getting older, right? So I want some flex in my handlebars. I'm not a supercross racer where I'm using solid mounts and a rigid bar. Yep. I want some. I want some flex. Yep. So they did a good job of getting some flex out of this bar. So. All yeah. right. 
That's what I found out. Somewhere. Will we see it, something on pulpamex.com, or are you saving that for keeferinktesting.com? No, I was going to put it on Pulp this week. Okay. So. All right. Well, stay tuned for that for a full in-depth review of the uh, the new Renthal Fat Bar 36 uh, bar. So, um, Hold on. Before we leave, oh. talk about Tomac real quick. No. Can we talk about the smoke coming out of his bike? <sighs> Early in the moto. And how I know he's riding. How the, many times do I have to tell people this? It's a clutch. It's a clutch. But it's the first lap. I don't know, bro. It's first a clutch. First lap, it's smoking. Well... Get off the clutch, Eli. I don't know. All right. All these people, like, oh, it smokes. It's clutch. How many times? I'm going to hire a blimp and circle it around the stadium at night. But it was, I understand that, but it was noticeable early. Right. Like, smoke. Big Usually we see that Big at the end of, of the yeah. moto. Yeah. yeah. So, I just thought it was interesting. That's all. I think he's hard on his stuff. Yeah. Maybe not Mookie hard. Not A-Ray hard either? No, A-Ray just <laughs> trashes shit. But, yeah, <laughs> it's funny to hear how about how Mookie has to... Time his stuff out earlier. Than Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. That he blew up a shock and ate crap, and they said that shock was nowhere near the it time limit. It wasn't even fifty percent of it. Yeah. Yeah. And he just eats sprockets, chains, the rubbers that protect the stuff. Shocks now apparently frames. Just an animal, yeah. out, like on the bike. So crazy. Um, Skip, have you seen the Stu videos breaking down the races? I have watched. You watched any of them? I watched the first one. What'd you think? I had, had, had a bit of a hard time. Why? I don't know. I just did. That's Well, it's time for you to go then off the show. Off the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. I, just did, I had a little bit of a hard time. And Why? I think it's, I don't know. With I the just, delivery or what? I don't know. I just love that guy so much about, and I. Doesn't I sound know. like you do. No, no, I do. I just, I don't know. I did, wasn't what I expected. I, I don't know how to put it. Maybe I because I ran over my cat before. I don't know. It just, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't strike me. And I've only seen it once. And it was the very first one. And it just it didn't wow. I, it didn't it didn't pull me in. St. Louis was better. St. Yeah. Louis recap was better. So right. I'm gonna, I need to go back and watch them. Yeah. But that, the first one did not pull me in, and I love that guy. Yeah, second one was actually better. I agree with Steve. Um, what do you think, Kellen? Yeah, I thought it, the, the second one was definitely better because it was like more personable. Like you felt like you got more raw information about what he thought the second time around. Maybe because he was looser and a little bit more used to it at that point. But the first one, he was kind of yeah. a little bit stiff with his delivery for sure. Mark's he's wearing, Mark's he's wearing a seven, seven outfit this yeah. time. Yeah. No, not yeah. yet. What? No. I've been busy, bro. Talent. You're a slave driver. Yeah, I know, I, I know, I I know it's not off-road, but. I saw him. I like the uh, neck tan from the yeah. <laughs> from the checkered yeah, finish. I thought it was good. The flames. I thought it was good. I need to watch, I need to watch it. I, yeah, I, I'm so disappointed in you. It's okay. <laughs> You're not the first person. <laughs> uh, it's good to see Stu back, though, yeah. I do. I like yes. it. It yeah. seems like he, he brought some of his... Early humor back yeah, too. He's know? happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to go. Sure. Do voicemails and then. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, thank you. And then, so now me. we're getting we're now we got two left. <laughs> so we'll have one left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and before the end of the show, it'll just be me. I'm not leaving you. Okay. It, okay. okay. It'll just You're be it'll just be me talking <laughs> by myself, ranting about. Hey, everybody, still uh, here. Ranting about Chick Fil A or something. <laughs> uh, so all right, Chris Kiefer, thanks for coming in, Kiefer Inc. Uh, testing, and uh, always fun time. Stay tuned for Kiefer After Dark, everybody. He'll be on the road, but. It's a good one. But it's coming up. So, All right. Uh, thanks, Kiefer. All right. That's Chris Kiefer, everybody. Uh, let's go to voicemail, 702-586-7857. You can always call and leave a voicemail. And uh, here's the best of the best that was uh, this past week. Hey, Matt, this is Thor from Houston. I'm just curious. You know, a brand-new dirt bike's 10, 12 grand. And a brand new mountain bike is a mountain bike, ten, twelve grand. 
Where does the other nine grand go? There we go, everybody. There's an example of our listeners. <laughs> Such in depth. So uh so knowledgeable. So Alright. Somebody's getting greedy. No, I forgot. Steve Mathis, what's going on, man? Long time listener, first time caller. Met you at Bud's Creek twenty nineteen. Uh told you about the basset hounds we seen. Question. Being that Eli is starting 2020 somewhat struggling, if he's still racing when his contract is up, I'm wondering, does that give the manufacturers a bargaining piece to negotiate what they want to pay him for the following years? Get back to me, Steve. This is Crazy Horse out of North Carolina, Cooper Webb fan, Cooper Webb country. All right. Well, he's probably happy about tonight. Uh, what was the question? Uh, Cooper Webb bargaining after his contract is up? He's, uh, I think he got another year or something added to his deal. Oh, was it? Yeah. I know he got a huge raise. He had kickers in his contract to win the Supercross title, and he won it, and he got a huge raise, and he earned it. So uh, I remember he was on this show before the KTM year saying that uh, KTM was the only team that offered him a two-year deal. Yamaha wanted him back, but only for one year. So, um, yeah, uh, he killed it. He's crushing it. Good morning, Steve. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, the Pulp MX Show. Hey, just calling because I've noticed, uh, of course, you've got a lot of new stuff going on over there with uh, extra guys producing and doing mm-hmm. the video, and that's awesome. Sounds like the show's doing great. And I don't mean to complain, but I will say that there is a serious lack of drop opportunity the last few shows where we're getting a few here and there. You but fuck off. Uh, I think Mark had nailed it the last year or so where he was mm-hmm. really good with those drops and perfect timing, perfect ones, unless they didn't play for some reason, technical issue. So I'm sure I speak for many that those drops just add a lot of giggles along with your regular interviews and comments. So uh, maybe uh, if we could get somebody to get back on those drops, if you need somebody to do it for free, I'll drive to Vegas every Monday. The oh, drops. Well- what do you think? We're missing a. Missing what, do you, a what do you think, Talon? Well, this is. I agree with Berluti. Fuck that guy. <laughs> wow, okay. All right. I mean, this well. is not just a caller thing, though. I have friends that are like, you should, you should try to figure out if you can get more drops on the show. Oh. No, I like, know, oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, right, so I'm well. aware of it too. I'm more hard on myself than any of the callers, I'm sure. But the Nate guy that called in earlier, yeah. the keeper was ripping into. Yeah. He has a soundboard that he actually played one of the drops from this show when he called in. Like as that was his lead. It oh, okay. He I thought I heard. Drops. I thought I heard that. Yeah. But so. um, yeah, Talon. Clip, I'm aware. Clippy, clippy. <laughs> hey, I already got paid. You can clip me. I only, I only, <laughs> oh, I only yeah. paid you for half the year. Take it back. And it's only yeah. been three weeks. Yeah, well, that's a good I guess deal. Mark sets the bar so high. I, I was doing it for how long though? I mean, I wasn't good. At I mean, first he's either. put the drops where they are, so he should know where they're all at. Yeah, I was. That was my, fuck you. That was my deal. Where's my iPad with the drops? It's still sitting on my desk. Where's the indie live show tickets? Yeah, yeah. I got that's all coming fuck this week. Fuck you and your show, Mathis. Now look who's coming and drop heavy all of a sudden. <laughs> hey, like, you oh. want me to hit drops? I'll hit drops. I like it. I like it. No, yeah, all no, that stuff's coming. I've been shitting I've been on busy. me. I, I love the fact that I employ people and they they, they actually they, they love to shit on me. It's great. Fantastic. Yeah, fuck Steve Mathis. All right, let's do this. Thanks. This is the Outsider, Apple Valley. Have a good show. Mathis, Chris, and Boise. I'm listening to your last show from this week. 
and I'm hearing that idiot that's saying that Daniel Blair and his podcast, they're saying that Tomac's not good anymore. I listen to Daniel Blair's podcast every single week. Nobody on that podcast said that. What they did say was that they don't think that Tomac is that much better than everybody else, that he can start an 18th and charge to the front and win the race, which I'm pretty sure is something that you guys have talked about numerous times over and over. So it just annoys the shit out of me when people get on there and bag on Daniel Blair or somebody else, whoever it is, when they obviously heard it wrong. No one said that Tomac's not good anymore. All right. See, that's that. I, Daniel Blair hit me up also about this and and said, "Yeah, the guy was wrong. So, that guy was fake news. That guy was fake news. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, but I still made fun of Daniel, of course, for it. But yeah, um, so that's what you get when you. That's the telephone game where this person said this, and then it goes that, and then the next thing you know, you're you're yelling and screaming about something that didn't even happen, which I should know better because people come up to me and be like, "I heard you said this," and I'm like, "Did you listen? No, well, that's not what I said." Right. So, yep. anyways, fuck Daniel Blair anyways, but yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, dude, just listening to your latest show, 410, uh, and you're talking about Kiefer, and he calls in to complain about you guys shit-talking him from his time in St. Louis, and, like, you can tell he's in bed. Like, he's got the sleep sound in his voice. He's kind of half out of it. He's pissed off, and he's, like, waking up and calling in to complain. But, it's like, dude, it's, I mean, it's it's 730 in California. Yeah. And he's, yep. he's like, it's all good. Hey, whatever your lifestyle is, you know, it's all good. But just, like, come clean, Kiefer. Embrace it. Yep. You're not a night guy. It's all good, man. Yep. And uh, I'm sorry to hear your wife runs the show. She does. Mine too, though. Yes. Dave, I've got a race tech rant about your race tech rant. The dude who called in last week and was bitching about people bitching about the wrap-up show that guy's a fucking ass clown, and you shouldn't be giving him time on your, like, top-notch, world-class internet radio show. I know you always call it janky, but it's just hard-hitting journalism that this world needs. And he always calls in. I recognize his voice, and he fucking yells, and he says fuck all the time, and he gets all fired up, and blah, blah, blah. It's a fucking joke. He's a joke. He annoys the shit out of me. Probably of all the dudes that call in, He's the worst. He's worse than Dylan. Dylan's kind of funny, at least. This dude is just a fucking moron, and he should not be on your show. He should shut up. He should take his own advice and shut the fuck up. Bye. Steve, listening to these voicemails at the end of show 410, and it is, I got to say, it's pretty shocking what people are willing to say about a dude that they've never met. Like, does this, does this bother you guys at all? That Hashtag poor dark side. I feel like this poor guy dark side is just trying to do something that he's, you know, really happy and passionate about. And these people that are never going to have a face-to-face meeting with him are just saying like the most horrible things you can imagine about him. That's kind of disturbing. Um, I feel bad for the guy. I'm sure he's awesome. Poor dark that side. being said, I don't really understand the whole premise. Like, People have said it before. It sounds like a show about a show. I, do, do you do you I mean, listen I, to the, I don't know. do you listen to the up show sometimes? And I, it's okay. I wouldn't say it's like the ah, greatest it thing okay ever, but it's darling. okay. You got it okay. Best wrap up show ever. Uh, uh, congratulations! Right. <laughs> you just got yourself a spot on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm on this week. So. Oh, are you really? Yeah, yeah. you're on it. Yeah. 
Uh, are you are you coming up on it? No, I've been on it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been on it a few times. Kellen will be on it 100% now that he's <laughs> oh, said it's yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's Dar- not the worst thing ever is what I'm saying. Like, some of these people are a little overboard sometimes. You should check your text right now from I, Dark Side. I, yeah. <laughs> or people already hating on me for actually saying something remotely yeah. okay. Oh, it'll, right. it'll come tomorrow morning. Yeah, don't sure. worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm obviously missing something, but yeah. <laughs> Guys that are shitting on Dark Side got to cool it, man. Like, Jesus. Also, Marx has got to make some sound drops of this dude that's talking about the natural motion of the ass. This guy is, Gringo. he's a poet. It's beautiful. Hey, he's, All right, later. Gringo's amazing. Steve, just listening to the St. Louis show. Good show, man. Uh, loved Roxon on there. Loved Osborne. But, man, does JT have his head up Chad's ass? Talking about Chad Reed not being a quitter, uh, did he finish the race? No. Did he crash out? No. What did he do? He quit. And uh, trying to say it's a goggle issue, are you kidding me? Chad Reed doesn't have an extra set of goggles if his lens falls out that he can't just throw on and keep racing? No. The dude quit. Come on, JT. Hey, Steve. Great work as always. Just listening to the latest episode, and you're talking about your process for getting co-hosts on, bringing in people that have good insight. Love when you have Daniel Blair, Chris Kiefer, Brandy Richardson. But then uh, you, Kate Clayson, though. Uh, the dude doesn't really bring any insight. Not really sure what he's offering. And then when you're asking him to talk about his experience with, uh, you know, cheating and getting popped, he doesn't want to go into it. Uh, man, I, I don't know what you're doing with that one. But uh, besides that, great co-host, Steve. We we had a lot of people like Cade yeah, last week. Like a lot of people said Cade was great. I, I thought I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they he was intelligent. He was articulate. Mm-hmm. He, you know, like yeah, he didn't get into the water thing, which whatever. I, I bagged on him for that privately, but but I, yeah, a lot of people liked him. So that guy, I think, was off the mark. Just because so many people said good things. I, I thought I thought it was. I good. literally that was the only negative one I ever heard about Cade Clayson on the show last week. I so. thought it was good. Yeah. You can't come on the show and not have at least one hater. Yeah, good point. Yeah. This is Sam from Montana. <clears throat> Watched the race last night, uh, Anaheim 2. Holy cats, Jet Lawrence. Holy cow. I hope he's all right. He was flying. I heard him on the show, and I thought maybe he was uh, a little overkill, uh, a little confident, but I guess he's got what it takes to back him. And uh, just was listening to the last show, and all the voicemails after you played out and everybody's complaining about dark side. Just don't listen to the show. Don't listen to the post show. Dude. Yeah. Problem X fantasy is fucking brutal. Nine minutes left in the 250 main. I checked my score and I got like 139, 250 points. By the time I look up, Fucking Ferrandez is sending Craig into the fucking stands, and I'm just like, well, fuck. Tweet, fuck my life. There goes a good score. By the time I fucking post a tweet, fucking Forkner catapults it. This shit's brutal. 
I'll be back next week. <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much sums it up. All right. I don't know. Yeah, you, you always, you always come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always come back. We all, all of us. Yeah. Uh, Parabinos told you, like, just delete his account, Dude, right? Yeah. I think Truman did, too. Yeah, yeah. JT wasn't going to play. Yep, He's playing. Right. I told you you were fired if you didn't let me change my team. Oh, well. That didn't happen. Here I, here I am. Right. Smells anymore or what the hell you're doing. But I'm going to rant about something. These goddamn people on fucking social media quit bitching all the time about the fucking commentators. Okay? It's fucking annoying. You bitched about Emig, He got replaced. You bitched about Ralph. He got temporarily replaced. And then they bring in Lee Diffie, and you fucking bitch about Lee Diffie and say, oh, I miss Ralph and Jeff. Fuck off. Quit bitching. They're doing good. I mean, that's true, right? Yeah. Nobody, everybody in the booth gets hammered. Everybody. It's, it's, it's Lee Diffie's, like, you would have thought Ralph Shaheen was Jesus. Because that all I ever did was complain about Ralph. <laughs> this Australian guy gets in the booth, and it's it's... Where's or Ralph? is he British? Yeah, that's what I've seen everywhere. Where's Ralph? Guy. I love Ralph. Like what? You guys hate Ralph. Red Hondas and light the candles and Spider Cam. I mean, you all hate Ralph. Now you all love Ralph. It's 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 a no win. It's no win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was there bitching about Art and Bailey back in the day? <laughs> well, there's no social media. There was no social yeah, media, so yeah. it wasn't to the level that it's at right now. But but everybody that walks in there, yeah, there's a certain level of they can do it better, or they're going to critique it, or whatever it is. It's going to be that way, you know. So, um, yeah. The only thing I didn't like about David's commentary is whenever a privateer got a good start or was up front. Dave was always like, well, they'll be back shortly. Like, they're going to shuffle back right away. You know, like he was always like, hey, he was right. But it's like, hey, give that guy his 30 seconds of fame. No, and, and, and that's a tough one, you know. Yeah. And, and and it's, uh, you know, I wish I, I have a hard time when they watch whoever's points leader or champion or ever, and he's in 17th, and yeah. they've got two kids that are out front having the race of their life, and they're yeah. watching the dude. I, I'm, I, I I don't want to, who cares? Yeah. Show me, show me, give me some drama. Give me something yeah. that's fresh and new. I don't care if he, now if he's making his way and all of a sudden he works his way up into the top five, great, let's yep. talk about him. Yep. But yep. why are you, why are you following him around? Who right. cares? It's not relevant to what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, people, the, you people, you people will never be happy. It's a no win. Mother Teresa will be there and be like, who is this bitch? <laughs> and it's way harder than people think. Oh, it is. Yeah. No, you got people talking in your ear. You got a whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's I've done really it. hard. I've done I had, it. Yeah. had the opportunity to do it a couple of episodes and it's, yeah. it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't easy for sure. Nope. Uh, absolutely not. Um, how are we going to do Keith After Dark now? Um, Skip, you want to? Bail, or you want to stick around for this? I'll stick around. You sure? If you have me. Yeah, I mean, because we're going to play, I don't know how long this this voicemail is, but we'll we'll play play that, and we'll come out and say a couple things and then leave. Perfect. Is that all right? Absolutely. All right, everybody, so Keep After Dark's coming up. Actually, I don't even think this this one's one's fine, like language-wise. What are we doing video-wise? I don't know. I asked you that. I I thought you were going to go out with it so we could play the commercial scroll. Oh. Kind of like we did with voicemails that one time. You just play it on the way out. Well, what'd you do for the video? Yeah, I did the commercial scroll for that one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you not pay attention to what he was just telling you? <laughs> but but you just said that you were going to say some stuff after Keep Draft for Dark. So, I mean, whatever you want to do. Oh, I don't know. I never thought of this. So why don't you finish your stuff here and we'll just play Keep Draft for Dark on the way out. Okay. I, I got an idea. Okay. 
why don't we just wrap this up and have our little conversation with Keith for After Dark on the way out? Yeah. Fucking brilliant, Skip. <laughs> That's why you're the man. That's why you are the winning mechanic for all of those races. I'm just going to start relaying my message to Skip directly. Well, yeah. When that man when says that something. When that man speaks, trust me, I know. I get th- it. Things happen. I get it. Uh, okay, so we'll just go out there. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. All right, so, are we good, Callum? Yeah, we're good. Wait, though. Callum has to stick around to run the uh, outro. I can hang out. You're, I hung out last screwed. time. Yeah, you're screwed here. Okay. And you too, Marks. Yep. You got to wrap it all up. Yep. But, uh, but, but us, get you. we can leave. Yeah, piss off. Well, I can't leave. And Kellen, you're staying here. Yeah, if you'll let me. That's super weird. Okay. We, we just yeah. met, but yeah, you can That's stay. Fine. Here. No, I'll no, sleep you, on the front porch if you need me to. No, you can sleep with Rocky. Okay. Um, hey, so I want to thank our guests tonight: uh, Cooper Webb, DV, Marty Davalos, all great on the show. Um, fantastic to have them on. Uh, Skip, thank you for coming by. Appreciate oh, it. I appreciate um, it. Always fun. Yeah. Well, now you, you're, you're here more often, so let's get you in more. I would love it. We've got stories upon stories upon stories. And uh, plus the fact that you're pretty educated about everything that's going on in the races nowadays. So um, so thanks we'll for coming to, we'll by. We'll have to work on creating a whole new position here. How good are you at working the phones and the drops? Oh, I could be pretty good, I think. Oh, well, yeah. Hey, apparently we need a new drop guy, so you can just d- take that over. <laughs> can you imagine? Skip's drop guy. Just, I don't even care if it really happens. Just get a picture of it happening. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's all you need. Hey, no, we talked about having a drop guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like having sure. some Kellen kid over there with an iPad and a computer, and you're just hitting the drops. But then I feel like it might be overkill. Though. It might be yeah. overkill. Oh, yes, yeah. I do. I feel like that would be overkill. But I, we talked about employing a drop person. He'll get the hang of it. And then it's, I'm not and for like the first two hours of the last couple of shows, the phone lines have been full, so I haven't really had a whole lot of time to hit drops. And, when, and once I kind of get settled was, in here, I'll have drops too. I was so. tits. I was tits on the drops. I, I feel like tits hit him more than talent. Uh, I feel like he was a little light. Okay. All right. Um, thanks to Chris Kiefer, Wigan, of course. They're long gone. Uh, Kellen, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Uh, good luck with everything at Racer X, of course. You've yep. been there a little while now, a couple a months. Month. Yeah, a, couple, a month. Yeah. Yep. You enjoying it? Yeah, love it. Even though Weech like is non-communicative and just expects you to do everything, no, I, oh. he's totally communicative. <laughs> That's not true, uh, to me at least. Uh, are you partying in Temecula? A little bit, yeah. Like I used to work at Verb, and that was much more non-communicative than than Racer X. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. So be careful with partying in Temecula. Yeah, there's. I'm on the lookout for Freeze. I'm always looking. Yeah. Is yeah. he somewhere? Have I found him? <laughs> not yet. Uh, good luck with the. Uh, what's it called? What's it called? Start your systems. Start your system thing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, after this game, do you want to play some Excite Bike? Let's I do mean, it. I mean, I'll, I'll. Can we get an Excite Bike stream on Start Your System? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'm in. How do you do that? Dude, ask him. He does it. <laughs> do you just film people playing video games? I film myself playing video games. And sometimes people are playing with me or whatever, but yeah. Do you have a chick? Yeah, I'm married. Kid on the way. What does she say about you just pl- filming yourself playing video games all day? Uh, I mean, she's okay with it. Does it make, together does for it a make long money? Time, does it so. make money? I have no idea. Would you think it would make money? Uh, it might make a little bit, yeah. yeah. Make money? Yeah, make money. I don't make enough to make a living doing it by itself. Right, but right. Yeah, it's like I, I'm nice so supplemental skip. Income, are you? Are you with? Are you? Do you know anything that's going on right now? Like I don't. <laughs> you were talking about video games. Yep. But yeah, I, I don't get the whole how you get paid films. for putting thirty second videos on your YouTube channel and. You know, all of a sudden making twenty six million dollars as oh, an eight year old. We're not doing that. This isn't Fortnite. You know? Do you? So, but I don't get that whole thing now. It's over my head. I'm too old. 
Is it all video games? Do you decide what to play differently? I do some real life stuff occasionally, but yeah, it's mostly video game related content. Are you playing like Dig Dug and Centipede? No, or? I'm playing like it's it's only <laughs> motocross games. Right? Oh. So like all the new age motocross okay. games, it's just covering them, new updates for them, whatever. Do the software guys give you free stuff because they're Sometimes, yeah. Because, I mean, you're giving a publicity, right? Right, yeah. So, like, the new game that's coming out in fe February, uh, like, I have early access to it right now. We're actually going to do, like, a tournament with a bunch of other YouTubers this oh, week. Wow. So, yeah. Can I get in on that? <laughs> Maybe. I need to be a YouTuber. I quit. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the videos I just, I just paid I've you seen. and got you a raise. Yeah. The videos I've seen, Kellen's been talking about, like, the race that just happened and yeah. other stuff. It's not just video game gameplay. He talks about... Stuff that's going on in Moto too. It's so you guys, this is like a celebrity for you, Kellen. Have a Kellen here. I've only watched a few, to be honest. Oh, it doesn't sound like it. It's a pseudo way of, from my perspective, it's a pseudo way of getting. Is it a pseudo way of putting your mic up? Can you do that? Is it, that, is it really you. that far down? Yeah. Sorry. All right, kids getting into dirt bikes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. More yeah. and more kids that are doing just okay. gaming or whatever. Best video game, motorcycle video game of all time. <sighs> See, this is where I'm going to catch flack, right? Make, so I make the right choice. I play this game called MX Simulator, right? And I'm pretty good at it. That's on the computer, though, not correct. A, yeah. So I really like that. But if you ask anybody else, their number one answer is going to be MX vs ATV Reflex. MX vs ATV Reflex. Yeah. Which one's that? That's 2009. Nine, yeah, something like that. Is that Stew Compound? Uh, no, that was the one before it. Dude, I was the shit on that game. The Stew Compound one? No, MX Reflex. Oh, okay. Yeah. You oh, say Stew was, was before or after? After. After. That was oh, MX vs okay. ATV Alive. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I played. I played the shit out of that no, Stu Compound one. Yeah. Played the shit out of that yeah. one. Yeah. So, all right. I'm still confused. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're worse off now. I think I am. Yeah. There's probably people wondering how you make money off a podcast. Yeah. See. Yeah, my mom upstairs for one, for sure. She's a nice lady. She is. I was supposed to get her on the Chief show tonight. I, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, she smokes. She's upstairs. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Keep for After Dark right now, so stay tuned for that. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Uh, discount codes, popamexshow.com. Uh, make a sponsor. Make a make a purchase through Motorsport. Click on the banner or whatever. Uh, Karcher, Polar, discounts as well. Email us on the show. We'll, we'll pass those on for a couple of companies that are helping us out that way. Uh, really want to thank uh, Talon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Marks, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks Swiss for the Cor race. Swiss Core Moser, thank you. Keep shitting on me, guys. Uh, Swiss Core Moser, thank you. Thank you, Pookie, of course, for all this. And uh, next week, we will have uh, the Noof and Eric Pernard in studio. So looking forward to that. All right, everybody. We out of here. All right, Kiefer, it's your favorite part of the Pulp Mech Show. It's your, <sighs> favorite, it's your favorite time of the Pulp Mech Show. I love it. It's this what time. you live for. If we could just create a show based on this... We, we can't I would any, host it every week. We can't have sponsors. We can't get sponsors. We've had some. We've had people tell us they would sponsor this part. That's true. I think a guy with a barbecue sauce wanted to sponsor it. And there is a lingerie store here that hit me up on an email, said they would sponsor it. I never saw that. I I'll never, forward you the email. Uh, please do. All yeah. right. It's time for Kiefer After Dark, everybody. So uh, as you hear this, you will be on the road back home. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's okay. That's right. Yeah. Uh, right. I get more involved now that we're... Uh, Doing a little bit earlier. Yeah, so. this is uh, this is from anonymous. So this this gentleman does not is, does not want to be named. But uh, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Here's the backstory. Brief backstory. I met a beautiful factory edition bike when I was 22, and I eventually married her when I was 27. Most of our career was great, but during the first year of pro racing, my wife decided to add a PW50 to the race team, which is fine. What, what, I I would assume that's adoption, right? Only problem was she purchased it from an out of state dealer. Okay. Yes. Adoption. 
right? No. What is that? No. What do you mean a small PW? What does that even mean? Like I'm. She cheated on him, and got a PW. Oh, oh, really? That's what it, you read? That okay? Go Needless on. Needless to say, our race team folded within the first year, and we went our okay. separate ways. Copy. Got it. Jesus. One of the bike setup issues during our amateur career was always the discussion of children, and more specifically, how long we would wait to have them. No way on God's green earth did I want them in my twenties. Fast forward five years to now. And I'm a very happy guy with a great life, and everything seems to have worked out best for all the racers involved. I have intentionally remained more or less single, doing lots of travel, riding new bikes, and rediscovering myself. Good. Over the last couple of years, as I entered into my 30s, naturally I find myself completely perplexed, yet fascinated by the question, do I want kids? Mm. My question to you is, how in the hell did you think about this mystifying question of having a child? Did you know for sure one way or another? Did you and Heather have arguments about it? Many of my peers similarly find this question quite dizzying, and find I find it hard to get a real honest answer from actual parents, because it is basically illegal for a parent to say anything <laughs> other than, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I know many people 100% mean it, but others seem to force out that answer. I know I'd be a great dad and cherish this moments, yet I think I'd live a happy, thrilling life full of travel orgies and a thriving bank account without children. My current belief is you will always wonder, what if, regardless... Ultimately, I know it's a personal decision only I can answer, but I'm interested in how your younger self thought about it. Any advice you have now uh, about being a father, I'm equally interested in Steve and Marx's thoughts. Thank you. All right. So this is actually a really good question. I never actually it's, talked about this on the show. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I was, tw- uh, let's see, age 13. So I was 29 years old when Heather and I found out. And just a little bit of backstory. I always told Heather that my sperm never worked. Uh, Heather wasn't on birth control. I never used protection. I always assumed that my sperm never never worked because I have uh, dumped many, many loads inside of Heather and have never got accepted one time. So I always told Heather, it's from all the, all the years of riding, racking my nuts, getting jacked up. There's just no way. We're probably not going to have kids. Let's just run our program and see what happens. Well, Sure shit, Heather finds out on her birthday that she's pregnant, and she loses her shit. Now, I like what this guy's question is like, how do you know? You don't know. More so than not, I look at couples, they are not planning to have a kid. Yes, you have the people that plan, you know, to have a baby, let's have a baby now, we're ready. But for most of us out there that are middle class, there's not a set time where you think it's just going to be right. Like, hey, I'm ready now, let's go now. Like, that wasn't me and Heather. So Heather was super scared, and that led into many, many arguments because uh, I wanted to have a kid after I knew she was pregnant. The thought of, of not having him or her at that time was kind of scary for me. So I was like, no, I got to get my shit together, and I got to get a real job, not just ride dirt bikes, you know, and be a you know contract test guy. And uh, Heather didn't want Aiden. Heather was going to... Uh, was really pushing for an abortion, but we kind of had a long talk, actually many long talks, and uh, I just promised her, hey, I'm not leaving. I'll, I'll, I'll be here no matter what. We'll be good parents. This will be good for us. And I think even though we feel like we're not ready, I think it's time for us to get our shit together and move forward on this. This is someone, I'm not a huge religious guy, but I feel like this was someone out there telling us like, hey, this is your guys' time to move forward, um, be adults, and and have a family. And that's what we did. 
And uh, so I can't sit here and tell you, will you ever know? As a guy, you know, especially for us that just want to go bone chicks and do the things, you're never going to know. Like, I never knew for sure I wanted to be a dad until it happened. And I was a shitty dad. I was a fucking horrible dad for the first year. And I'm sure Heather will tell you the same thing. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I slept downstairs. Heather slept upstairs. She was a great mom. I just didn't know what to do. And I was like, man, I just fucked up. I made a huge mistake because uh, I said, let's have this baby. And Heather's doing 85% of the work. And I'm just, you know, out riding dirt bikes um, at Yamaha. That's when I was at Yamaha for fucking six years. And I was just... I wasn't attached. So as a man, as a, as a male, you're never ready, but look at, and don't feel bad the first year. Women are, um, they're so good, and they have this instinct that we don't as men to really take care of the kids. So uh, you'll come in your own. I know I did after Aiden was about over a year old. I, I was able to talk to him. Obviously, he was moving around a little bit more, and, and now Aiden and I are best friends. And the thought of not having Aiden now really really uh, scares me because I know Heather and I talk about this every now and again. Like, hey, remember that time we talked about maybe not having the kid? And, man, I couldn't even imagine without life without Aiden. He's just like my little buddy. So, uh, yeah, man, it's tough. That's a, that's a tough question, but you're never really going to know. And I guess on your side, you and Pookie haven't. No. You don't want kids, right? No, it's too late now. Right. I think. No, it's not too late, but, I mean, you're on the cusp of being yeah. too late. Yeah, that's yeah, too late. So We're, Pookie never wanted kids. She and, never wanted kids from, from when I met her when she was 18 or 19 years old. Did you want kids? She was on the fence about it. You're, see, you're, you're a normal guy. Yeah. Like, we're on, we're on, on a yes or a no. We're just like, yeah, yeah, if it happens, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, Pookie never wanted kids, still doesn't want kids. Uh, I couldn't, when I went to go marry her, uh, I couldn't, I could not throw it back at her and say, because I, I, well, I could say more than that, but because she always, uh, she never wanted kids. So I knew going in, if I'm going to marry this chick, no kids, right? Unless she changes her mind, you know, which she hasn't and she won't and whatever. So, uh, no kids for us, just dogs. Um, Mark's does not have any children either. We should ask him about that if he was here when we record this, but, um, I come a family from me and my sister. I have a sister and, uh. My dad worked all the time, so I just wanted to be more attached to my kid than my dad was with me. So, uh, yeah, I really would, after Aiden was born, I asked Heather, I go, hey, I want another one. And she was like, fuck you. Really? She's out. Oh, yeah. And then when Aiden was about eight, she's like, let's have a baby. And I told her, fuck you. I'm done. Wow. So there's, I wanted two. Because I thought it would be yeah, good for Aiden. Yeah, I think you would. I would prefer two if I was a parent. I just look you know? at things like Heather. Heather was an only child, and there's things that she doesn't get that I do because I had yeah. a sibling. Yeah, and I had. Old, I have an older brother. So, um, so yeah, we. I think I told her this. I told Pookie this. When we're old, we're gonna wish we had a kid. It's gonna be me and her looking at each other. You know, family's right. not around. We got nothing to do. So I'm going to take care of you. Not going to have yeah, that. Not going to have any of that, man. Right. Uh, I got nieces. My brother's got two daughters. Um, Angie's got nieces and nephews, but. That's why you got to hold on to your friends, Steve. Dude. <laughs> hold I'll on be, to us tight. I'll be in the high des. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm never moving to the high des, Kiefer, until you're 70. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's, uh, you, you never know. It, it's, uh, but, but, but can we. Can we uh, spare the, uh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me in my life, talk to these parents? Yeah, because it's you? not, dude. The first dude, year, yeah. you're like, fuck this. this I've is. had people tell me the first five years. I've had people tell me, dude, it is gnarly. 
and it's so much work. It is. It's a lot of work. I mean, anything that you and your partner did on your own, you have to have bring the other little one with you now mm-hmm. for the first few years. Like, hey, want to go to dinner? Oh, got to bring the kid. You know, you're yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. No, I, you know, uh, we have a lot of fun, though. Pookie and I live, we travel a lot, and, you know, um, financially we're doing well, so we're able to have fun like that, and I don't regret it right now. So Yeah, like yep. Aiden and I team up against Heather. Right. Yeah, so, that would be fun. Yeah, I'd like to have a little mini-me where I could yeah, warp him. Just and, jab yep, Heather all yep, the time? That's yep, what me and Aiden do, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, uh, next up. Uh, Kiefer had a shitty breakup. Kind of glad it's over now as I'm just not tied to anything. I can do whatever I want, but it was kind of unexpected to me, and now I've lost that person that I leaned on too much. I just want my mate back. Oh, it was this is a this is a, a, a girl. A, yeah. a girl. Yeah. I didn't mean he was my best friend, and now we hardly chat. And when he does, it's all about himself, uh, about him, and he's kind of a jerk. I just want to tell him about how I felt in the last part of our relationship. People are getting told certain things about me that aren't true. I don't want to say I don't want to say much to I don't want to say much to break what we have left of our friendship break off what we have much of our friendship I don't want to get back with him but I just want my mate back I now just don't really have anyone to chat to about Supercross and rely on the fantasy group chat do I drop him and just say F you I never had such a serious relationship where we lived together we talked about everything about the future so how does this breakup work I've done one night stands and stuff but it's so wrong do I push myself away I've had to move back across the country to my parents where he told me to when he told me to leave. Jesus. I've got a bike and a gear and that's all. There's really not anywhere to ride up here. I don't know how to meet people to ride. All tracks are closed for the summer and there's no rides in, on anywhere. My bike isn't register, registrable to ride in the national parks. Seriously missing ride time. How do I get home life fixed up again? Wow. Well, first of all, if he told you to go home and get out of your guys' house or whatever you guys are living together, fuck it. Like bounce. Don't worry about it. Don't try to be friends. Obviously, he doesn't care enough about you to do that, and you're halfway across the country anyway, so it's not going to work. You're not going to have your mate back to go ride with and do things with. You've got to find the other someone out there that to do the same things with that likes you for who you are and doesn't give a shit about all the other nonsense or people saying, oh, she used to do this or that, and he actually cares about it. That's bullshit. You know, He should be talking to you and say, did you do this, yes or no? No, I didn't. Okay, move it along. It sounds like you guys are super young and we're in a super young relationship and weren't quite mature to have that, especially on his side. So uh, trust me when I say this time in your life is the hardest. You'll look back later on. You get a little bit older. You're like, oh, my God, that's comical because now you have someone that accepts you for who you are likes the same things, enjoys your company, have good sex with, all of that, and that's what, you know, defines your home life. You're just living in now, and it's shitty right now, but not everything stays the same. I was much like you, like, you know, we talk about with Christina, Metallica, and all that bullshit. I thought I would never find anybody again. Like, that was my, that was my mate. That was the one I was supposed to go with. But, man, you go through so many others along the way, so... You just got to hang tough. Put yourself out there. If you don't put yourself out there, you just hibernate in your house, you're not going to meet no one. So I can't speak for dating apps because I've never really done that. I was kind of before my time. But give it a try. You never know. Maybe you won't find a piece of shit, dude. Maybe the dude won't want to bone you in the first day. But make sure you're, you're out there enough that you know that you can go date. And the flip side of that is make sure he knows that you're not there just to hook up, so you'll weed out through the bullshit after that. 
Anything right. offer, or you're you're just moving along? Moving along. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. Here's uh, another one. Kiefer, I need your help. I'm a 1992 bike, and my teammate is a 1987 bike. Ooh, CR125 was good. Yeah, it was. It was really good. We also have our very own new 2017 bike, which can be tiring at times. Hence what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. We've been teammates going on four years now. We live together and are very happy, but we don't have an official legally binding contract yet. When we first became teammates, we used to ride all the time. Of course, over time, the honeymoon phases out and riding becomes less frequent. However, we only ride once a week now, but I love riding. My partner insisted I include that I work a third shift three nights a week, so that only leaves four viable options. I tried to talk with her, and she said, you always stay up later than me and bring it up too often. So I started going to bed earlier <laughs> and attempted to let things start naturally, but to no avail. So should I just be happy with my situation, or do you have any suggestions to try and get a few more laps in during the week? This is a con We get this a lot on this show. Uh, I get this a lot in just in my normal life with my friends. So I have a couple buddies, same thing. Obviously, guys are way more sexual than the girl. Some women are just not sexual, and they do it for us because they're married. And it's more of like, okay, this is my this is my job as a wife to have sex with my husband. And for us, you know, Steve and I talk about this. I don't like a pity fuck. I don't want to be fucked just because you have to do it. I'm out. That's the worst. I hate that. Like, that's not horny for me. It's not horny for you. Why do it? So the best advice I could give you, and it's tough, uh, just talk to her. Like, look, this is what I need in a relationship. What do you need from me for you to be more sexually active? Do you need me? Do you need more help with the kid? Do you need more help around the house? What is it that I need to do so you and I could have our fun when the doors close in our bedroom? You have to help that along. You can't just expect her to be horny when she gets into the bedroom because maybe she's had some shit going on during the day and she's blown out. Hell, you know, I'm blown out at 7.30, obviously, right? So I don't want to fuck Heather. I want to go to sleep. She's offered it up, and I'm like, nope, I'm good. So there's certain times you just need to communicate with your spouse and be like, look. I turned it down last night. You did? Mm-hmm. Straight up? Too tired, bro. How, how late? Yeah, like 9.30, Ah, uh, yeah. It's too late. Yeah. So you just well, gotta... we, we drove all night through Anaheim, got up early. You know, I was, I was super tired. Went yeah. mountain biking. Screw that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just talk to her, man. Just to be like, hey, what do I need to do to help you along sexually? And then see what she says. Because if you just say, hey, I'm just going to live. This is my life. Fuck it. This is how the cards that are dealt to me. Dude. You're going to screw up the relationship. You're going to cheat. You're going to do something because you're not happy sexually. That's why men cheat because we're not getting what we want at home. Straight up. That's all. If you're Just think about this for a second. If your woman did everything you wanted her to do in the bedroom, what would be the reason for you to go fuck another chick and cheat? You wouldn't do it. You would stay home. Well, some guys would, but yes. Yeah, but for the most part, there's right, no reason right, yeah. to do it. Some of these guys out there, they have a reason because they're not happy sexually at home. So just talk to her. Like, it's amazing to me how many of you guys out there don't fucking talk to your chicks. You don't say anything. You expect them to do it. Talk to them. Tell them how much this means to you, how important it is. That's it. That's all you got to do. And then go from there. And then you have a fucking direction. If you don't have a direction, you're... Throwing darts in the fucking dark. So don't do that. Talk to her. You got a dart in your neck. You got a fucking dart in your neck, man. <laughs> wow, what You're another, crazy. What, a, <laughs> uh, what another exciting edition of Kiefer After Dark. Bring them on in. Just Bring, keep sending them in. These are good ones. I like these. I ones, like though. real ones. I like some fun ones, too. But the real ones, just like we're at the live show in uh, St. Louis. Yeah. That couple. Yeah. 
They pulled, full on, pulled you aside. Yeah. Got into it. Chick was into it. Yeah. So, she was. I love it. She was cute. She was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, so, yes. and the dude was then the dude was like, Yeah, I jack I told her to go. If you want to bang a guy, go bang a guy. <laughs> like I'm like, what? Call it even, man. Yeah, call it even. If I fuck someone, you can go fuck someone too. Right. It, it doesn't work I, right I'm now. like, holy <laughs> shit. So yeah, no, people, it's it's the segment that catches on worldwide. Send your questions in. What's the email they can send them? I get this asked a lot. Just use the contact form at pulpmex.com. There you go. Goes right to us. There you go. So all right, everybody. That's been another edition of Keep After Dark. All Thanks. Right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Bye.